Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is proudly brought to you by More Beer at www.morebeer.com. Great beer is about drinkability. Doesn't matter the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. I'm jet propelled at all times. (laughs) How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted a commercial example. And this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think it's bullshit. (laughs) I think it's bullshit too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. No. We're going to teabag fight. (laughs) You heard of Junkyard Wars? Can I get another high five? Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Uh, F you, SF Beer Week. F you... And the uh, keg you rode in on. Your body's rejecting it by now. SF Beer Week. So glad you're about, how long is this show going to be? You're about four hours away from being over. <laughs> you know, I can have my, my liver back. This is my last event. This is your last event, right? I, I, was, out every, I was out every night. So yeah. I, I've done them all. See, I believe it, Tasty. I, I, I don't know how you do it. I, uh, I, all year-round practice. I go out like five nights a week. So. <laughs> I mean, Tasty, you are the youngest old dude yeah, I, I must have be. ever met. I must be. I'm out I there. cannot keep up with you. I know. I'm out there more than you, I think. <laughs> a lot more than yeah. me. I don't even get, I get out, I, I run into Tasty, and he's like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hello, what are you doing here? Leaving already? Meet all my friends here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. SF Beer Week. It's a good one this year. The Celebrator Beer Festival is going on right now. We're in the studio with my good friend, Jamie Floyd from Ninkasi. Hello. Man, I've been wanting you in the studio for a while. Welcome. So nice to be here. Oh, I'm glad that you made it, uh, finally. You came down for SF Beer Week, and we figured we'd snatch you up on your last day. Yeah. Get you in here to talk Ninkasi beer. Absolutely. And I'm wearing my Ninkasi t-shirt, and I'm wondering if that is gay like wearing the concert t-shirt to the concert i was gonna give you crap about that a little earlier but i didn't i think it'd be fun i'm that fan aren't i i just turned into that fan yeah well it's better than your simon lebon shirt so (laughs) (laughs) we're all a little better off at least i'll give you that 
I like this shirt a lot because on the back it says Jesus was a home brewer. Yeah. Which kind of means nothing, but if you're a beer geek, it's fun and it's funny and I like it. It's funny and fun. And I've caught some shit for it. I was in the New York nice. subway and I'm walking up, you know, it's crap. We all got off the train. It was a rush hour train. We're walking up the stairs and some dude behind me is like, uh, he was staring at me. And uh, I can see him. It's like one of those winding staircases. So every time I turn the corner, I see him fucking staring at me. <laughs> and finally he goes, hey, what's that shirt? And I was like, oh, it's a, it's an Nkasi shirt. Yeah, but yeah, but what does that mean? I was like, oh, nothing. What does it mean Jesus was a home brewer? And I was like, oh, it's like, uh, like Jesus made beer. Like he turned water into beer. That's all, man. And he and he stares at me for a second. He doesn't say anything. He's just staring at me. Nice. And I'm like, uh, and he's black, by the way. No. Oh. <laughs> See, I was gonna give you shit for backing down for some dude on the subway. Oh. But you know, now I in I, the New York subway. Yeah, I would have done the same thing. It was Terrence. I would have given him my shirt. Uh, <laughs> I was just giving him my <laughs> shirt. He's like, just all your money. What's that shirt? Here, I don't even know. And then, and then, run away. Run away, facing him. He was like, dude, I'm just a home brewer. I was just trying to talk to you about this shirt. You're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> You're free. It's what? <laughs> no, I, I don't think he was black actually, but he's, he's, he's you know just staring at me, and, I'm, and I I turn to walk away, and he just grumbles. He grumbles off. Oh, and I'm like, oh, thank God, because wow. I thought he was going to shiv me in the name of Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you should have told him it's pronounced Jesus. Then, then Nkasi Brewmaster is a Guatemalan fellow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the brewmaster is, just happens to be Hispanic. What do you want from me? Uh, so I've caught a couple of, uh, you know, odd comments here and there for this shirt, which is why I like it so much, Jamie. Yeah, it's, uh, I was pretty surprised when we put up that shirt, my uh, business partner, Nikos and I came up with it while we were hanging out at the country fair, which is a music and arts festival outside of Eugene that we're uh, affiliated with. And, um, you know, it really was just that simple. It's funny. It makes you think about things. It's, you know, if you, the, the Bible translation doesn't say water to wine, so it's, it's really not specifically anything. Sure. It's not too hard to imagine, you know, that's Jesus taught people how to fish, probably teach people how to make wine and, right. and beer because that would keep people alive. You know? in, in essence, Jesus was a fermenter no matter how you look at it. I'm sure yeah. something was fermenting under that frock. <laughs> That's right. He was a renaissance man. Yeah, when right. he got around, what's he going to do besides talking about you know some booze and stuff? Right? <laughs> <laughs> He's only got so much material. Yeah, he can't. He can't take the ladies home, so I'd certainly be <laughs> right. drinking too. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, that was a good whiskey dick. All right. Speaking of uh, whiskey dicks and taking ladies home, yeah. Tonight, I would like to welcome back to the studio once again the lovely Bevo. Yes. Back in studio. Yeah. As you know, uh, Bevo uh, shot out of her vagina uh, baby Abigail some months ago. How many months ago? How old, How many months is Four Ab- months today. Baby Esther Happy is now birthday. four months old. To the day. And uh, wow. to the day. Bevo's bouncing back nicely. And by bouncing, they're big. My boobs. <laughs> they're huge. I'm talking about those feeders that you brought Ooh. with you. We actually have a trampoline here, Bevo, for you. So Now, rumor has it that since it's a long show, that baby's going to have to be fed sometime tonight. <laughs> we'll have to go five, six hours, whatever it takes. Can, we get, can takes. we get our first in-studio feeding? I think we're going to have our first feeding. <laughs> All right. Uh, Eva, welcome back to the program. Oh, thanks. Can I'm we really draw... glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Can we draw straws to see who goes first? <laughs> yes. <laughs> How long has it been? When did you take your hiatus? Uh, um, a month before I was due. 
Okay. So sometime early September, I think. Wow. So it's been like a year. Sure. Yeah, it's been another year. <laughs> five months-ish? Five, four or five months? Five wow. Months, yeah. It's been a long time. I Now, listen, I predicted you would never be back. Yeah, you and a lot of people. Um, but you love the BN listeners, don't you? I do. Well, you, a lot more than I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee, we thought it was us. All right. Yeah. You couldn't stay away. She wrote to me not too long ago or, or talked. I don't remember. She's like, hey... You know, I, 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 I text message you. I could, yeah, she only texts I don't me. like to talk to you in person. I could come back. <laughs> and I was like, if you send me a picture of those things, you can come back. <laughs> so that means you have something to share for yeah. me. Right. Oh. I'm always trying to sit like next to Bevo yeah. now that she has a baby. I'm like, oh, I'll take that seat because I just know that it's going to be feeding time eventually. And I might just catch a little, a little peeky poo. Little peek. A little bit. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. No. Keeper. Someday in my life, I'm going to see those things, Bevo. It's my life's Dude, mission. Dude, they're not that pretty. Just Especially now. And I'm, then, s- I'm sorry. It's gonna just, get, they're beautiful. Just, just believe that. It doesn't that. matter. <laughs> yeah, you're well, they're they're only going to get worse. Day Every day you don't see. The day I'm finally going to see them, yeah. I'll be, it, we're, we'll both be in our 70s. They're slowly dying. Her and boobs Bevo's are gonna slowly be like, dying. Oh, fuck it. And she's yeah. going to lift up her pant leg and show them to <laughs> me. Gonna check it out. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. And Sam will just be going, <laughs> I told you they suck. Sam will be dead by then. <laughs> yeah. He'll have had a heart attack. Uh, I might marry Bevo after Sam dies. You think? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I'm, I'm be, a lucky girl. See, I like you. You're, 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 to go from uh, Sam to you. <laughs> what a life it, you're going to live. That's more of a, just a linear, it's a lateral move. It's not necessarily yeah, an wash. up or a down. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> and I wonder if anybody in her family would know. They wouldn't even know. No, I didn't even know. Uh, <laughs> oh, Sam, like, you let your hair grow Sam, out. Sam, you're yeah. taller. Yeah. Nice to see your family. Yeah. They won't even know. You got a machine gun. Yeah. yeah. I'm wearing high heels. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna open a casino. Fucking <laughs> Sam. Saw Sam out at the uh, Trappist last night. The Trappist had a Cantillon event. Yeah. Sam, How's Terrence, the nonsense? Black, and Tim were out there. Nice. Everybody was drunk. I saw Chad there. Yeah. Drunk. Nice. Drunk. Chad got his first uh, weekend off in a long. I guess since the restaurant opened, since Handles opened down there. Oh wow. Him. Drunk. Yeah. Uh, Doc was out there. Oh, sober. <laughs> yeah, sober as a judge, dude. <laughs> Imagine that. Right. What'd you do last night, Jamie? Did you have another uh, beer event? Yeah, we did an event at uh, the Bigfoot Lounge. Uh, okay. We just like three hours of hanging out there. We had our Sterling Pilsner on tap in addition to Triceratops Notice and uh, kicked it in. Uh, it's a cool neighborhood bar. If you haven't been there, it it, it looks like a log cabin on the inside and has a gigantic uh, <laughs> wooden uh, Sasquatch or Bigfoot inside and also some of the coolest uh, weird taxidermy. Really? It's really totally campy. It's, I kinda it's like pretty it. awesome. It sounds very Portland to me. It it does. It's in sort of the marina area, so it has a bunch of steroid steroid using looking like frat right. boys in the late twenties hanging out, and they were all wearing this like weird yacht yachting stuff. We were, it looked like yacht porn actually. <laughs> sounds like and it was crazy. really horrible. It was like we were like mystified. Like normally, I could go into any crowd and, and have some fun and, and sure. There was like a guy just standing up and actually yelling the word rape. And un- unfortunately, on what? top of it all, he was wearing a duck hat. And I wanted to, like, beat it off of his head. <laughs> except that all of his friends were ginormous with, you know, the picking, the, the prickling of their asses that they do in, in lieu of actual workouts. Because they're all, like, just were wearing 
just giant dudes in their late 20s. And they're wearing like extra small, like yachty clothes. Right. Oh wow. So you were, and then they had like a couple shoe. of women with them that looked maybe fifteen, and also were in slutty yachty clothes. And yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't really understand the rape part. Yeah, I didn't I, either. No, like and the guy kept saying, like, I don't rape. He's like, rape, rape. And he kept saying it like all excited, and like we yes. couldn't have been more creeped out, like sure. in like a few minutes, especially given just how awesome it looks in there. But. It does. It looks like an amusement park sort of setting as far as the way that goes, which is really cool until you insert yacht porn. And sure. then it just gets really, it's not nearly as fun. But until you insert yacht porn and rape Tourette's. Yeah. The, right. the, 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 yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was. It uh, was. It was like kind of like Tourette's. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, at least there was like. There's like a fox above the bar that's like looks terrified looking down on them and then there's like yeah, this rape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, right. And, and there's like a squirrel and his hands are like. Mm. Like, it's how do you awesome. Like they, there's like I a love grizzly bear head. It's got a Smokey the Bear hat on him. That's stick. You know, it's like pinned to the wall and coming out. And yeah. There's a raccoon that's leaning on a branch and it's just like completely like relaxed. And that's we were all naming who we wanted to be, and that was mine for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going tonight after the show. Yeah, place do it right now. <laughs> Put on your sailor shit. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they washed out. Went back to their yacht or whatever, and uh, right. it got a little better for the. It's really end. a dinghy. Oh. It was a little dingy. There were a lot of dingies there. Let's go back to the dingy. I think that's what they were. Yeah. Maybe they were just telling the girls what was going to happen later on. Yeah, it, it oh. was not with their wow. steroids and everything else. It yeah. was it was uncomfortable. It's How do your friends that. know that you're drunk? Well, you just yell <laughs> rape, <laughs> rape. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. You have horizontal stripes and you know loafers with no socks, and you're screaming rape in a bar. Yeah, I I, I was kind of. Thing it was pretty horrible, you know, and that's with a WH. The the ladies that were hanging out there. I mean, how do you feel about your boyfriend or even your douchey boyfriend's friend saying rape at a bar? I mean, that's just super right. inappropriate. And but they were whores. I love whores. I love whore <laughs> bars. It's fantastic. What a good way to spend a night. Oh, it's a great way to wrap up SF Beer Week, you know, and my liver's already on edge. I'm like, yeah. we definitely were doing shots of Jameson's with the bartender. Love it. Yeah. All right, so we got Jamie from Nikasi on tonight. We're going to be talking about the history of Nikasi, a little bit of uh, guerrilla marketing in beer, and also we're going to be talking hops because uh, Nikasi is a good hoppy brewery up in Eugene, Oregon. If you've never been to Eugene, um, I recommend going, and I recommend um, keeping an open mind because it is a wonderfully odd place on the planet. It has a very unique population of people yeah. that are fun, Outgoing and odd. Do I have that about right, Jamie? Yourself that's, not excluded. No, that's absolutely correct. I try yeah. to, to lead the neighborhood on in that <laughs> yeah. way and manner. Exactly. I love it. It's a really great place. And 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 I had never known about it until I met Jamie at OBF. And he said, "Come down to the brewery." And I think we gave you a ride down to the brewery, actually, indeed, from, from OBF. And I had the French people with me. Oh yes. And we came down there, and there was a big festival. It was the. Um, it happens every year. The neighborhood festival. Oh, that's right. Block party. You were down for the block party. What's that neighborhood called? Whitaker neighborhood. The Whitaker Historic block party. Whitaker neighborhood. Freaks everywhere. I loved it. It was fantastic. The French people went home to France saying, telling all their friends, you have to go to Eugene, Oregon. And everyone from uh, uh, France like, uh, what about San Francisco? No, forget, no, no. Forget about San Francisco. You need to go to Eugene, Oregon. Awesome. <laughs> they well, loved it. Yeah. We'll make sure we get uh, the French food rolling for them when they show up to town. You will need to do that. Uh, we also are speaking later on in the show tonight to La Cumbre Brewery from nice. uh, New Mexico. Albuquerque. Albuquerque, yep. New Mexico. 
they won the gold this year at GABF in American IPA. Wow. Which is possibly, if not the largest, the second largest category at uh, GABF. It's got to be the largest. I think yeah. it's actually way the largest. Is it? Yeah, it well, because I, I think it goes back and forth sometimes between pale ale and IPA, but mm. maybe the last couple of years it has been IPA. And, Wouldn't uh, me. So it's to win a, a gold a in that, uh, you are doing something right with hops. So we might get to do a lot of hop talking tonight. Of course, we got Tasty and Nate, our resident hop gurus in the studio, to help us out with that. And, uh, yeah, Bebo, how are those things doing already? First five minutes of the show, it's going all right? I mean, I'm I, sorry, how are you doing first uh, few minutes of the show? I'm great. Okay. Still really happy to be here. All right, you can hit the chat now button right on the homepage. Just hit the chat button. Bevo's in there taking your questions. She'll send them over to me. And also, you can call 888-401-BEER, 888-401-BEER, and we'll take your questions for Jamie or anything else well, uh, today. let's be honest. She's probably shopping for new onesies right now on Target.com. <laughs> Who is? Bebo, probably. Right. Just no, saying. I've fallen behind on my Angry Birds, so I'm trying to oh. get back up to speed. A few hours Three stars, to catch up. baby. Three stars. Uh, I'll tell you, it's been interesting, uh, Bevo, having people uh, do the chat moderating that, that actually act- like it. That actually work. <laughs> oh. They don't spend their time shopping uh, mm. throughout the they show. They may not like it, but yeah. they do it. Right. Which is weird. It's a weird. It's. I think it's called work a thick. Work work a thick or ethnic. Something like that. No. Ethnic. Work Eth- ethnic. Definitely ethnic. Work ethnic. All right. Bevo's telling me that the sound is really low. I'm assuming that's on Justin TV, not on the regular stream. Ah, Find out about that, okay. and I think I have a fix for it if it is. I can fix uh, that. I'm showing uh, all green break. and yellow, baby. Okay. All right. Uh, so we do have a lot of San Francisco Beer Week coverage on the website. Moscow's been out doing blogs and different things. I did a show on Thursday night at Zeitgeist with uh, Matt Brunelson from Firestone yeah. and uh, uh, Lars Larson from Trumer, and it was a good show. I'll be posting that this week. Uh, it, it aired live also, in case you caught it there, but we'll be posting that for download. You can go to the BN Army blog just by going right to thebrewingnetwork.com. You'll click on the BN Army blog, and Moscow's got some coverage of different events going on there. Opening night and... The uh, Sour Festival at uh, Triple Rock's on there as well. Perfect. A couple videos. I know that, there, uh, that Nate wrote up a post for the Bistro Double IPA Fest to be coming soon. Yep. A couple of days, yeah, it'll be up next week. We're also getting some good con- contributions from uh, listeners, like we've always wanted oh, for good. the BN Army blog. So I know there's, there's a couple of those up there now and, and maybe some more coming. So uh, Awesome. <clears throat> check out all our SFB Week coverage there. Uh, if you want to support the BN, you can click the Amazon link right there on our homepage and uh, do all your normal shopping, but we get a little uh, piece of the action and it helps us uh, bring the show to you for free. We love that. You can also shop in the Brewing Network store for shirts, hats, shit like that. I got glassware on order. I got those uh, uh, those those little goblets everyone's been wanting for years on order with a little hop grenade on it. Like Pro- Belgian proper glassware. Belgian goblet things. Nice. Oh, cool. With the hop grenade etched. On the thing. Nice. How about those onesies Classy. for Baby Esther? No onesies yet. I got to source onesies for Baby. By the way, Baby Esther is enormously fat. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I don't know what size onesie I need for that baby. But Well, she's four months, so I would go with six. <laughs> six months. She's like a six-month-old baby. Was she that big when she came out of you? No, she was seven pounds. I see. Is that normal? It's normal. Yeah, she's just... Breastfed babies just are fat. Yeah. Or so, so it's gonna go. Is it going to go away? Because Sam... Is kind of relentless at making fun of fat people. I'd hate for his own daughter to be the... Uh... Oh, he calls her fat all the time. Yeah. Hey, hey, bring Flabigail over here now. <laughs> just buy some patches and we can just stitch them on normal store-bought yeah, Target.com onesie. onesies, man. I should, I should probably do that. Yeah, Here, I made this for you. Some iron-on patches. <laughs> here, Flabigail, I got you this poncho. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. He's, he came up with the nickname that's going to give her an eating disorder when she's only four months yes, old. Sam came I, up with that I think that was I think that was actually Terrence's wife, Father oh. Flavigan. <laughs> oh my! God. I love it. Which is awesome. Okay. I, rumor is Terrence the Black is going to show up later today too, so we might see him around here. Good. All right, so shop in the BN store. There's new iPhone and Android apps. If you want to listen on the go, they're both free. Just go to iTunes or the Android Marketplace and search BN Mobile. BN Mobile. Uh, if you had the old one, uh, it's no longer functioning, but the new ones are free, so just upgrade. You can watch all this on justin.tv slash brewing network. Uh, subscribe and join the BN Army. You get entered into the More Beer Monthly Donation Giveaway. You can find all these updates and more on Twitter and <sighs> Right. Oh, I should probably open those. Facebook. <clears throat> All right, uh, producer Scott the Jew is available. Scott at thebrewingnetwork dot com. That's where you send your show ideas or uh, questions about Judaism. Uh, Scott at thebrewingnetwork dot com. Also, you send feedback over to feedback at thebrewingnetwork dot com. Everything else goes to JP. <clears throat> JP at thebrewingnetwork dot com. Uh, I do have to do our AHA candidate in about nine minutes. Maybe we have time to do feedback first. What do you think? We, um, hey, I don't know. There was a pretty involved question, the second one or third one. There but, are uh, a couple we can run questions through. in there. Let's go through it. Let's try it. And, um, yeah, we'll try to do it. And then we'll just get to our candidate uh, after that. It's a short interview anyway. Let's do feedback. Retweet. Oh, my God. You've got mail. Feedback's brought to you today by B. Crosby Hop Farm, a new sponsor selling oh. hop rhizomes. They sponsored cool. us last year during rhizome season also. Great. They're a great farm up in uh, Washington, and uh, five generations of hop growing out of that family. And you can buy the rhizomes that pros uh, buy their hops from. You're buying off of the same plants that your favorite professional breweries get hops from. Go to bcrosbyhops.com uh, and check it out. All right, uh, let's see. Eric writes in, hey, guys, I just wanted to drop a thank you for the great podcast and beer info I've been brewing for almost three years now, and your shows have helped uh, and amused me immensely. I'm currently putting the finishing touches on my super simple 15-gallon electric brewery and decided this would be a good time to set up a $2 recurring donation. Thank you for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love it. He says, I'm a teacher in upstate New York, and I don't have a ton of disposable income, but the 25 bucks a year or whatever it comes out to be is definitely worth it. I like that the teacher can't do the math on what uh, twenty five, what $2 a month is. Whatever it is. Jesus, are we fucked. It's 49 Let's just do it. They know all about that rounding. Yeah. He says, just don't tell my wife. Uh, thanks again, and suck a dick from Eric. All right. Thank you, wow, Eric, for Eric. becoming a donor. Yeah. And for a teacher, I the guess. The gift that keeps know. on giving. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, the Matt Smith writes in, hey there, you no talent hacks. The only one. The only yes. Matt Smith. The Matt Smith. Hi there, you no talent hacks. And hi, Nate and Tasty. I recently upgraded to a temp- uh, temperature-controlled fridge for fermentation. Uh, yay for me, right? Well, honestly, uh, well, exactly everything was chugging along nicely at 66 degrees, and I felt good about leaving it unattended for the weekend. Here's the problem. When I left, I turned the house heat way down, and my basement, where I ferment at, got super cold. When I got home, my Ranko was reading 53 degrees, <laughs> and all signs of fermentation were done. I'm a little worried because this was going to be an NHC beer, and my current gravity reading is uh, 1022. I was shooting for 1016, he says. I also didn't get to raise my temp uh, to allow for diacetyl rest. He wants to know, am I screwed? No. He says, right now I'm slowly raising my temp uh, with a brew belt to try to wake the yeast up so I can finish up those few gravity points and clean up diacetyl. Will this work or am I too late? No, it'll work just fine. Uh, I think he's got the right idea. It's at least worth a try. Shake it up, too. 
Arouse the East a little bit? Yeah. Stir it up. up. Yeah. Okay. Get I mean, he, he may not get 16 out of it, but he I wouldn't be surprised if he got at least a couple points lower. He didn't... The thing is, is you're not killing East. You're just putting it to sleep when you drop it below temperature, right? Exactly. Right. I mean, they don't like being fucked with when they're going up and down temps like that, but okay, um, should be fine. So there could be some flavor differences than had it gone uh, normally, like he had anticipated at 66 degrees. Yeah, temperature change is going to stress the yeast, and when they get stressed, they put out some unusual flavors and stuff. But it might be better still to drop those extra few points. Than oh, absolutely. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, go for that. Yeah, raise it gradually. Because okay. you're, you're probably not going to get a lot of flavor difference because the first part of fermentation... It's over. It's over, right? Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be... I mean, he... Yeah. If that doesn't work, he could always take some active yeast from a different batch or even create a small new starter and pitch that on yeah. top, and it should keep going at least down to his intended terminal gravity. Some dry yeast. I mean, he's yeah. not going to enter. It. He's not going to get feedback in a comp and go, "Oh, it really tastes like you crashed your uh, yeast of five, you know five days into <laughs> right. fermentation." Nobody degrees. will know. It's yeah. no. So. It's the. It's definitely the right side to go. You want to. You want the yeast to get colder rather than to get a lot hotter. Yeah, it's, yep. it's, the, it's yeah. the warmer temperatures that drive the metabolism to do a lot of off flavors. Okay. It might even be crisper and cleaner like an alt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of the ester production, especially if they were using something other than Chico, if they were using Chico, then it would still be pretty mellow. But mm. um, they were using like a London Ale strain or something like that, it might actually taste more altish. Because it would be very low in ester production. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. For yeah. some of that point conversion was done at a much slower metabolism, so it's uh, more lager-like. I see. Expression. Oh, that's a good point. It might be the best mistake he ever made in that regard. Yeah, California common whatever. You never know. Yeah. I was right about to say all that, but Jamie interrupted me. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. And uh, now listen to this, JP. He says, thanks, Nate and Tasty, for the advice. Justin, JP, thanks for trying. Oh. I think JP had great advice. That's right. That I think segment. he did. Yeah. All right. Keep up the good work. That's uh, the Matt Smith uh, Corporal in the BN Army. My thanks brother. for donating. Well, he has KP duty for a week for that comment. <laughs> What's the highest rank? Is there general? Uh, I forget, but it's like Girl. if you donate a hundred bucks a month or something. No, no, I'm the general. You can't go higher just, than just the one. No, you're, you're commander in chief. I think you become a. That's a good point. Maybe I should switch that and then up our uh, donation. You could have a bunch of a bunch of generals actually. Let me look at the donation page and figure well, out. You know, uh, you are the five star general, which I believe is the highest commanding <laughs> position. But there can be one or two stars, maybe, perhaps. Right. Below you. All right, you're a private first class at two bucks. You're a corporal at five bucks. You're a sergeant at ten bucks. Uh, you're a ranger at twenty dollars. Mm, that means ranger. you're a badass right there. Yeah, yeah, ranger. Uh, I want someone to call themselves a ranger. You're a colonel at fifty dollars. And if you donate a hundred dollars, it's the lunch meat recurring donation extravaganza. That's right. That's yeah. That's it doesn't right. go higher. It means you listen to that other piece of shit show. <laughs> we need to do that one. JP does. So you basically get the worst designation at the highest donation. At level? the highest, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> and I do believe we have one. Actually, no, we had one for like a month. Well, I think if I, I think when we so when you we, got a hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. I got a hundred bucks. When yeah. we first put it out there, it was like if you want the show to not air for a month, you can donate a hundred dollars. That's yeah. true. And it didn't, and it didn't air. Yeah. In fact, it hasn't aired since. I yeah, think. right. Yeah. That worked. Yeah, it worked very well. We're surprisingly well. I can't read this next email. Why not? Like uh, it's illegible. Well, <laughs> sound, sound, sound it, out. it out. It came Tahi. through to me. Tahi. It came through our feedback email, and then I got a, a separate email about it that said, "Please don't make it sound like I cheated in competition," uh, because I didn't. I was trying to do this and that. But when I read the email. 
I found that I thought that maybe he cheated Uh-oh. in the competition, oh, I and I didn't want to out him. I didn't give this to you? This is not one I've seen. You did give it to me, but he sent a yeah, follow-up email that said, oh. please be careful how you read it, because I don't want it to sound like I cheated. Oh, this one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he cheated. Here, let me do this. Cheated. Actually, I just, I'll just leave the names out. And then everybody can decide if this is cheating or not. How about that? I will leave the names out to protect the innocent. I don't... Okay. Here's what it comes down to. Let me ask you this. Let me preface it by asking you competition people this question. I may have already done this. Tasty. (laughs) If you and I brew a beer together... Yeah, co-brew it. And then... Let's say you brew a bunch of beer... Okay, let me. We have I'm, trying individual to get this, beers. I'm trying to get this right. We Let's individual. say that we brew 10 beers together. Together. You enter under your own name into a single competition mm-hmm. all the beers that you're allowed to enter. Right. But it doesn't equal the 10. So mm-hmm. you want to enter, say, the other three beers, right. but you can't. In, you've already filled up your limit in, yeah. your, in categories with your beers. Right. So what you do is you mm-hmm. enter the other three beers under my name. Because we brewed them together. You don't put us as co-brewers. You put it as Justin's beer. Right. Is that allowed? Or do you have to list yeah. yourself as a co-brewer? Uh, this is why I'm worried about this. You email. really should. It's allowed, but you should. Yeah, if you're it, co-brewing, you should say that. Yeah. All right, let me read the email. Here's what yeah. happened. Because I don't think the guy was trying to... He just wanted all, He wanted feedback on all of the beers. So, th- But he had well, reached his maximum entry limit... He did, in fact, brew them with his girlfriend, and so entered the remaining beers under, under his girlfriend's name. name. One of those beers happened to win Best in Show. Wow. So is she deserving one of, of her beers? One of her beers that they brewed together. But the only reason he did it that way was because he had reached his cap. Right. So he sent me this email, and then he sent me another one saying, oh, shit, now that I'm reading that, it sounds like I cheated. Please don't make it sound like I cheated. Oh, good. Here's what he said. Hey, Justin, uh, Jamil... Uh, Doc John J.P. Yeah, Tasty Muscat, blah, 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 blah. Uh, John. Uh, yeah, he's probably back in the... Say, well, uh, could be Palmer. Palmer. Bruce Strong. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, thanks for the show, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the good news, I've been brewing for over a year, blah, 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 blah. All right, here's what he says. I brew with my girlfriend on most occasions. She has a genuine interest in brewing, particularly uh, particularly maltier beers. For this past competition, I was very interested in feedback uh, more than anything else because I'm just I'm still learning. So, I've got plenty of beers available to enter, and in fact, I had more than the allowed per category. So, given that my girlfriend and I made uh, many of the beers together, we decided to enter a couple of the beers we made together under her name in order to ensure that all the available beers were entered, thus uh, sourcing feedback on as many beers as possible. Uh, We agreed, uh, they chose a, um, I'm going to leave the style out in case, I don't want to get them in trouble. (laughs) I don't think it's anything you can get in trouble for. In this case... The girlfriend's beer, our beer, really, but the one they entered on her name, won Best of Show. Had I entered it under my name, I would have won Champion Brewer of the Show because of the other awards that he won. Um, I would have, uh, yeah, he would have accumulated the most overall points. So he's saying, you know, it's great, I got the feedback, blah, blah, blah. I'm I'm a little disappointed I didn't enter it under my name or couldn't because I would have won Champion Brewer. Sounds like he makes pretty good beer. So No kidding. He doesn't have any questions. He's just saying that things are going well. He's just a little frustrated that he didn't get Champion Brewer. But I'm saying, is that illegal or not? Well, he says his original intent was to get feedback, right? So Correct. That's why he 
you know spread things out a little bit. He wasn't trying to. Sweep now he's the lamenting show. the fact he didn't win you know champion yeah. of the year. Right. He he is uh, he's like moved over to the guilty side by by, oh, by, yeah. by non association. Yeah. I completely agree. With his that. intent yeah. his intent is clear now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's he's a bad boy. Okay. All right. So be careful. He did a pretty good job. I don't know. I think he should complain. Pretty... He should say that was actually my beer. Can I have the award now? <laughs> yeah. yeah, tell him. He yeah, can yeah. test well, the waters. If, and we're not he, the officials. If he would have entered himself as the assistant brewer, would he have still gotten those those points to his overall total? I don't well, know how team, his cup yeah, is team run, but win, yeah. I don't know that either. Uh, or they wouldn't have allowed it because he'd already reached his limit. But she was. But, but his girlfriend was was the brewer, and then there, you know, there's your assistant. So I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Wow, I just whole brewer and assistant business for homebrew competitions. It's pretty crazy, really right? Up. We take it very seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it does and that's why I was asking cuz it does get very serious. Oh yeah. I mean, it's life or death. To me, it's it's really not that that big a deal, but I yeah. thought that there was a rule that says if you have a co-brewer, you're supposed to list that person as your as your co-brewer. That's, that's usually what the official rules say. It varies by competition, but that's pretty typical. But I wonder if it's not more just for, uh, you know, just so if you and I ever make a beer, Jay, then, then we would both get our names on the certificate when it, when it doesn't go through to the second round. <laughs> when it says, Justin and Jason have brewed a very satisfactory brown ale. <laughs> right. Here's their silver certificate. Again. Yeah. <laughs> right. For the ninth time. In a, you know, I think it's more of that maybe than, than, than figuring out a cap on... But maybe you never know. In any sort of in- industry or hobby or whatever, there's going to be people trying to just get the most. Okay, try to soak up all that nonsense. But I'd be kind of frustrated too. I mean, this guy got like 42 in a pale ale. It's pretty great, right? When is he ever going to do that again? Uh, poor, <laughs> I mean, really? poor bastard. I know. Speaking of competition brewing, I heard a I heard a little rumor last night. No, a little bird told me. No. That that asshole Nate over there is only entering one beer into the NHC this year. Who told you that? That because he got that because he got shut out for the last couple years. That he's going to puss out all butthurt and not enter NHC this year. I'm not going to enter at all. I'm joking. What? No, I'll enter. I'll enter as much as I have. Which oh, you will ain't as much as last year, but it'll be a. A nice pile of beers. So you're not just doing one collaboration beer with one person (laughs) and and no other beers. No. Are you lying to me, Nate? No, I'm not. I don't know who told you that. <laughs> a bad liar. Yeah. Now I should do that. Because I heard this rumor, and I, I instantly thought, what a pussy. I think it's great that somebody's talking shit. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, who's the source? I don't think that they bird. meant to talk shit. It just happened to come out in the conversation. They were like, yeah, it's the only beer he's going to enter to NHC. And I said, wait a minute. That was, probably, that was probably a conversation I had at the uh, Double IPA Fest that I don't remember. I was <laughs> making up. Drunk. Yeah, I was making up crap. I don't know. <laughs> so you nah, will I have... enter as nor- You're not going to puss out because you've, because you've lost the last couple years. No, no, no. Full force. Full force still. Oh, yeah. Full Attaboy. force. All right. Yeah. I was really disappointed. I thought, come on, Nate. What are you doing? I don't have the lager stash I normally do. I uh, Tasty, wasn't able you... to do those this year, but I'll have an, a whole other grip of cool beers that hopefully will get kicked out with the silver certificate that JP was describing <laughs> earlier. You know how many of those I have? I know. I got a big stack of those, too. Those things rule. I wonder why Tasty is planning that information. He's the mole. Tasty's the mole. Oh, I don't know. I, I did notice that I wasn't hearing much from Nate in terms of like having his typical fermentation farm. With no. No. Gobs nope. of fermenters everywhere. <laughs> right. It was not, Tasty was not the mole. He no? Was, he was not no, the rat. Shit. Oh, it was another rat. Was it someone we know? 
It is someone we know. It was not Nicole, and it was not Tasty. I don't want to incriminate Nicole either. I don't want you going home and beating your girlfriend. No, I'm, I'm just sour grapes now that I've lost. So I'm never going to enter again. Screw this. And that's what I was thinking. In fact, I was I'm like, drinking wine from yeah. now on, bro. <laughs> and I was going to have a long talk with you here on the air about uh, what a pussy you would be to be sour grapes. I got skunked now that I'm just about bitter. About the last couple of years. I, yeah. That competition is stupid anyway. The dog isn't very good either. They don't even judge it right. It, it doesn't even It doesn't even matter. Matter, man, it doesn't. They don't even know. It, it varies I got so a, much. I got a forty-three on that beer in three other competitions. I sit in there and got a twenty-three. It's the same. So whatever. It's the same beer. I don't even get it. Yeah. I just don't even understand. I mean, if you're not going to fucking judge, wow, I sound like me five years ago on the show. <laughs> <laughs> it sound like you. Who gives a shit? I mean, really, it sounds like me in Minnesota after I, that's when I retired from competitions. Hang on, let me play the clips of both of you two again. <laughs> sounds exactly like that. All right. Well, I just wanted to check because... No, and part of that's a little bit less, too, because I've been having a lot of fun coming in here every Sunday instead of Sunday was sort of a previous brew day for me. So i got to rearrange the schedule this next year, I well, guess. Well, you know what they you know? say, Sunday is fun day. So yeah. there's that. There is that. All right. As you know, we're interviewing each of the American Homebrewers Association candidates leading up to the election. The election page is now up on homebrewersassociation.org. And uh, I believe there are seven candidates up for three positions on the governing committee. Wow. I'm on the governing committee because I'm kind of a big deal. Kind of. You know, I'm there and I do things that are a big Sorry. deal. What about the stuff you're doing? I contribute things. I talk about things. I represent things. I do shit and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I do shit and stuff. <laughs> Debbie Serta is on the line with us right now, one of the candidates this year. Hey, Debbie. Hi, Justin. Thanks for being on the program with us. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate Brewing Network and all the listeners for the opportunity to, to talk. Absolutely. Well, you, you know you know that many of the listeners are uh, American Homebrewers Association members, um, which, of course, you have to be to vote in this uh, election to, to vote for your representatives on the AHA board. That's right. And as I've said, essentially the governing committee uh, just kind of represents you, and, and we try to make recommendations to Gary and the crew at the AHA. When stuff comes up, they bring it over to us and say, hey, what do you guys think the membership would want? And that's what we do. And so Debbie is running for that. Debbie, uh, uh, how long have you been homebrewing? Um, well, I was first introduced to homebrewing back in 1989 uh, with the Houston Foam Rangers. And then uh, I was actually doing, I guess, uh, kind of uh, learning, you know, doing extract brewing then. Um, had a boyfriend who was a home brewer and uh, started out brewing on the kitchen stove, but later we wound up building out a handmade three-tier all-grain system. Um, my dad came over, helped us convert the garage to a brew kitchen. Um, learned a lot. The big thing was about sanitation. And then I got my butt to Austin in 93, began just brewing on my own in, in about 97, I think. Um, helped here and there. A local brew pub has five-barrel system. Helped a little bit there. Um, and then I met my fiancé four years ago through the Austin Zealots Homebrew Club and uh, because he's a homebrewer. And so, um, you know, we I still do my own solo brewing in that. But we're on Mini Mash. Um, I've been begging him for years to move to all grains. I've been sneaking things in the house. That <laughs> <laughs> a girl. I, have, I bought a Therminator. Um, for Christmas this year, he got a grain mill. The other day, I went to Home Depot, got a 10-gallon water cooler. I was like, oh, doesn't this need something else in here? So I right. picked up a con- conversion kit as well. Um, got a six-pack kegerator. And I've been pricing out merchandisers because I'm in trouble with the hubby right now because I filled the home brew cooler with commercial examples. So I'm waiting for A&E to come knock on the door for an 
beer uh, beer hoarders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, so. you, the best thing you could do, I think, if you have a large uh, collection, you get a commercial fridge, man. Yeah, you got to do it. I want to get rid of my commercial fridge. It's a mess. Yeah, well, yours is real old. Energy yeah. suck. Yeah. That, that's what that's what worries me here in Texas. We get some hot summers, and so it's a matter of, you know, you look at the really pretty uh, true that will show the glass case. And, mm-hmm. and then I talked to someone last night in Houston and said, well, we just put in an 8 by 10 cooler in our garage. I'm like, uh, you know, on the drive back from Houston today, I asked my fiancé, honey, <laughs> how much room would that take in the garage? <laughs> if we could get rid of the success kegerator. So right. that would be I got some schmoozing to do. Now, now, Debbie, if your husband already doesn't know that you are a gift from God himself, I'm telling him right now. Because you, you know that often the stories we hear on this program are, well, I kind of had to sneak in the Thermometer, oh, yeah. and I had to sneak in the, you know, I kind of buy things here and there. And uh, here you are doing all the sneaking. It's the reverse. I love it. The old switcheroo. Yeah. Yeah, um, well, well, Justin, I think actually you might be on my Facebook. I don't know if you saw the beer haul from Boulder, but we made it back with 12 cases of beer from well, on a recent trip. Two wow. wives without the men. I don't think we'll be allowed to go beer shopping in Colorado again. <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure that's illegal to bring that all back across state lines. Uh, uh, wait a minute. I retract that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Hypothetically. Correct. Hypothetically, yeah. had you done that, it might, you're actually... Hypothetically. It's for personal consumption. Oh, then it's fine. It's yeah. not bootlegging at all. <laughs> right. Well, you have a great uh, homebrewing background. Uh, tell us why you'd like to be a part of the governing committee. Um, global domination. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Words to my liking. I love it. <laughs> No, well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a proud member of a uh, homebrew club that prides itself on being slackers. Um, yet we have won um, the Lone Star Circuit Homebrew Club of the Year in the last two years. Woohoo! Yeah, and uh, the, the biggest thing about that is the success, the success of our club. And what I see when I've gone to the conferences and interacting with other people from like Quaff, Maltos, Falcons, Hayes, all those guys, is learning from them. And bringing that into our area for our homebrewers and building that in, as well as being more sure of the achievements that we've got going. Um, and so to me, the AHA, and so I talk about global domination is a joke, but it is the sure. idea of expanding beyond being, you know, our, our little group of, you know, 50 people who get together every month or however, you know, a couple hundred we have on our list and, be, you know, go on beyond that. Um, okay. One of the things today that I was actually at the Test Craft Brewers Guild meeting and talking to professional brewers about supporting the pub discount program. That's something when I went to Colorado, I saw and was very impressed by and brought that back to Texas going, hey guys, we need to be doing this. Um, so I love the programs. It's great. It is an important part of AHA membership, I think. you know, I think some people don't even know that they're members, that if they Flash that AHA card. You can get a uh, what is it? Uh, well, it depends on on each pub can can do it's it differently. All, everything's but. different, but anywhere from ten to twenty percent. I've seen twenty five. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen you know free uh, appetizer. I've seen all yeah. kinds of different things like that. So it is a good program. Yeah. And one of the things, Justin, that you brought up earlier was about the story that you often hear from you know being the story around is I really want to encourage more women to homebrew, and it's not just to bridge the gender gap. Um, but it's also embracing common interests. Hey, it's a great way to make, meet men, although I, I joined a club to make good beer. But it really pains me to hear a guy saying, 
um, hey guys, here's a great deal on homebrew equipment. My wife wants me to sell it. And I feel like <laughs> you have a partner that supports it. But yeah, I'll take the good deal. But right. I don't, you know, to me, that's not supporting the interest. And there's a great passion to share. Sure. Justin, you remember a minute ago when you said that she's uh, a gift from God? Yeah. Is there something above God? Uh, <laughs> she might be a gift from that. Yeah. Whatever. I think it's Steve Martin. <laughs> it might be. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and Debbie, I will tell you. Really, that that topic comes up on the committee quite a bit is how we encourage uh, you know more women to get into brewing because I think most of us would like to see that, um, and, and certainly I think most people would like to see their spouse uh, be a little more supportive about it. So, different ideas and ways to uh, support and encourage women in home brewing would be a great thing to have on the committee. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate that, and actually. Um you know, you and Tacey are kind of partly responsible for this. Not JP. You can just suck it. Whoa. But- <laughs> Whoa. Well done. There you Whoa. go. Well done. Hey, at least, at least I don't live in Texas. Yeah. Well, since oh. that Texas. Oh. oh. But, um, no, I, I actually uh, met Justin, Tasty and Jamil at Linden Brewery back in Oakland at your anniversary party, which what got me there was, the, I thought it was awesome. Y'all did a benefit for a local uh, nonprofit. I think it was like Friends Outside or something. Yeah. But there, but that's where I met the members of the Hayes, uh, who encouraged me to compete in the Queen of Beer competition. And since then, I've won several awards on my own, but also I have the Awesome Women's Beer League that we had a team, and we won some awards this last year. Okay. So, like I said, you're indirectly responsible for more women in uh in Austin, brewing, because I wouldn't have met those folks and known about the competition if I hadn't been at the anniversary party. Well, I couldn't be happier about that, because I do think it's an important thing. And uh, if not, you know, just because I I think it's nice... uh uh, that that women should get into homebrewing, but uh, let's let's be honest. It, it's it'd be nice to have more hot chicks around in, in the beer world instead of looking at a bunch of you know JPs in the room. Yeah, yeah, a little less sausage. That's going a little on. less. <laughs> that should be your platform, Debbie. Hi, I'm Debbie Serta. Just a little less sausage. Just a little. Vote less for me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And uh, as happens uh, each week, Debbie, I have uh, I have switched my support over to Debbie Serta oh, this right. week right. in the. Uh, yeah. And the governing committee. I hope that you will vote for her and her platform a little less sausage. Yeah, we'll move. all our pack money is going to you. Uh, yeah. yeah. Another Absolutely. flower in the brewing community. <laughs> Thank you. I, I definitely appreciate the opportunity to uh, talk to you guys and to be able to speak out to the uh, Brewing Network listeners. Absolutely. So, guess I keep brewing. We will do, and thank you very much. I wish you luck. You can vote for Debbie Serta, and you can read her profile over at homebrewersassociation.org right now. Click on membership, and you'll see it there. Uh, there's an elections tab, and all the candidates are there, including Debbie. And what we're going to try to do is get each of these interviews over there, too, so you can listen again and, and find out who you'd like to vote for. And Debbie sounds like a fine candidate. So thanks for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it as well. All right. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. There you go. Debbie Serta, everybody. And uh, I like her. Yeah. I think she sounds fantastic. Oh, and yeah. really, we really could use more women on, oh, yeah, for uh, sure. on the board in general. I mean, it is. Th- let's face it, this is a dude's hobby, and uh, we can be real stupid. So yeah. it would be nice to have some female But we are pretty brains. good organized, pretty well organized. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, all right, so the dude um, about the the dude with the cheating email is on the line. Oh, all right. All right. Um, we'll call. Disguise him. your voice. Well, yeah. <laughs> Let me put on the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I made a beer back in '79. I'll let him introduce himself if he wants to give out his name. 
Jamil's uh, cheating dude online too. What's happening? Cheating dude. Thanks. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. Much. <laughs> I didn't have another name for you. I don't know if you want to use you're your just real. You're accused. You're not found guilty. The verdict is in. <laughs> uh, you could denounce your name if you'd like. Uh, it's up to you. That's all right. It's Derek. Derek, what's happening, brother? So, and hey, I am um, just kind of, I, I'm all, I'm partially joking. I did not mean to throw you under the bus. I was genuinely asking this guys, if these guys, if that was something that was not allowed, just so you know, you know. Yeah, and I think I need to clarify, and that's why, Justin, I sent you that follow-up email. I, I read my email off the center, I'm like, oh my God, this just comes off entirely wrong. Wow. The reality is that I brew, and I also brew with my girlfriend, but there are moments where she brews. Okay. And in those moments, they are her beers. Now, it's my brewing software, it's my brewing equipment, but she has a clear affinity for multi-beers. And what I do is I try to steer it. A lot like you kind of did with Daniela and your older beers, and you kind of said, look, this has got to be yours, and that's the way I've done it with her. Is kind of said, I've said, this has got to be yours. Right. I'll guide her a little bit in terms of the recipe. I'll put the malt in. She's all of about 110 pounds soaking wet. So you know, yeah. I'll put I'll put the I'll put the grains into the pot. Is she hot? I'll help with extracting it. I'll carry some things. Yes, she's very hot. Thank you. Yeah, nice and soapy wet. Thank you. We're changing our views already. I'm very lucky. I don't think Eric cheated at all, ladies and gentlemen. I think he's a fine, Stand upstanding up. citizen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, carry on. Well, no, but the, the reason I shared it. The reason I shared it was because I felt I felt a I wanted to I wanted to express my gratitude to the Brewing Network. You guys have inspired me and my girlfriend in doing this. But also, I kind of I had this what if going through my head that you know I, I did I helped, but they were hers. They've been hers from day one. Okay. So mm. you know, as we looked at it, and then we put the beers in, we said those are clearly yours. We're going to put them in under yours. So, now, when I stepped back and looked and said, "Geez, you know, I, if I had put it under mine, I really couldn't." But if I had put it under mine, then wow, look at what it could have won. But that was but her she, beer. She, she won that, didn't she? She won best of I mean, show, what, right? What yeah. Part, what what part does yeah, it stop being? Consul- consulting and taking the crown. That's Where does the that question. transition happen? Right. If you just if you're lifting bags of grain and dumping them in for her, and that's all, then I think you're right. But if you're going all the way through and designing the recipe and telling her doing this, all the cold side you know, stuff, this temperature, doing I the cold not, side. I was not designing the recipe. Can I, uh, I after she after, let me ask I, you this. I made her do every well she wanted to do it but I gave her guidance as I looked at a couple of things I gave her guidance and then, and then she made the call as an example we used oats and I wanted uh, I suggested using following burn classic styles of a certain amount of oats she wanted to go a little bit more to ensure that we got a silky feel okay. she did she wanted to toast them she did you know these are things that she made her call and all I did was help okay. is she there so, yeah, can we talk to her wait, wait. On that. can we talk to her is she looking to spice things up in the bedroom? <laughs> hey, good call. Hey, but Eric, I have a question. After she yeah. a, after she won Best in Show, did you come home and beat yeah. her? <laughs> or you just yelled rape uh, at her. No, although I kind of felt like um, I, I I had something um, that was coming to me, but instead, actually, I think I had to celebrate her. <laughs> Is she there? Right now, uh, I can actually get her. I think. You think? 
Yeah. Hang on. Was I her, have, her time in the closet she not may, up yet? She may or not may I, not be overseas. I may have to uh, dig her up from the hole I buried her in after she went best in show. Um, hold on. Let me get her on the phone. <laughs> yeah, this is Derek's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I have to find her. Yes, I am very hot. <laughs> I weigh 110 pounds. Wet. wet. <laughs> and I'm really wet right now. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Hey, my question to you now that this has come up is, what what do you think? Like, where do you draw the line? And you know, because I, I started feeling guilty about it after I thought about it. But the truth is, they have been hers. Derek, are you are you, are you really That's feeling funny. guilty about it? Like, what what do you do for a living that you don't have any work to do from at home or <laughs> anything to really worry about other than rereading an email you send into an internet radio show and then calling up about it? Really yeah, concerned. I can hear it in your voice. And You're very concerned, you and you should you let it go. You don't think he just wants to brag? Maybe like this is. Just a reason to just uh, take that crown back. I think it's JP's Australian brother. (laughs) What is that supposed to mean? It sounds a lot like you. I I wish I had bragging rights for something that I wish I had earned. And because I, you know, I was there along for the process, I kind of said, oh, geez, what if? Right. Uh, what well, if? Yeah. I we don't all know. Done what if. I, 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 don't, I, I don't think it's cheating. And, and who cares? It's the beer anyway, isn't it? I, I, I mean, I don't care if you brewed it or she brewed it or if whatever. She, if she brewed it, there's I, I no don't. reason for you to right. to feel like you got that you should have done something differently. She brewed it. Like, it's d- fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Take, uh, them all, take all those and, and enter them in the NHC under your name. And you're too <laughs> and yeah. That's cheating. Come on, Nate. That's cheating. <laughs> what if I took like some total domination IPA from Incasi and just dumped it into a homebrew bottle and That's entered totally that cheating. in a company? Is that cheating? I don't uh, know. Pretty much. Uh, That's cheating. That's cheating. It's cheating even if I do it. The consensus from the chat room is that you are not a cheater and that you need to take some Xanax. <laughs> right. Also, Xanny bars are good with beer. Also, after I read the email, all I wanted to do was say what if and thank you guys. Like you guys have totally steered me down a road. I can't believe I've only been brewing for under a year, and I've already, awesome. you know, I won under when beers I entirely made. She hates hoppy beers. I won a pale ale with a forty-one, and I also placed third with a Municellus. Thanks to you guys. Thanks to Brewing Classic Styles. You guys awesome. You're, there you go. you're welcome. Hell yeah. Thank you for listening. Now let you're me all tell winners. You, let me We're tell you winners. another way that we can help. Uh, if you're looking to spice things up in the bedroom uh, or been fantasizing about surprising your girlfriend with an adventurous new toy or adult movie, uh, here's an offer that you can't resist. You can go to adamandeve.com right now, and for a limited time, you'll get 50% off just about any item. And that's not all. When you get your 50% off uh, just about any item, you get three free DVDs uh, wow. plus free extra gifts. So sensual, I'm not allowed to say it in Australia, which is where Derek's from, by the way. Wow. Uh, and we'll throw in free shipping! On your entire order. Free shipping, so you get uh, 50% off. 50? <laughs> wow. It's my yelling all week. You get three free dirty movies. Oh. You get a sensual gift. And uh, I don't know. You have to check on that, dear. No. And uh, free shipping on your entire order. Just go to adamandeve.com and use coupon code BNARMY. B-N-A-R-M-Y. Check it out. And uh, yeah, you can buy stuff for your broad, and it helps us out. That's the real reason why I don't homebrew anymore. She's actually here. Well, three oh, DVDs? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No time. I want to talk to this lady. Derek, what's her name? Dee Dee. All right, thank you. Put her on the phone. We didn't say bra size. We said, what's her name? <laughs> nice work, Moss. Thank you. Dee Dee. Congratulations. Hi. That's the show. Way to go. Thank That's you. That's the show. <laughs> So, what's up with your cheating boyfriend? <laughs> Thank you. What a cheater he is. Uh, sorry, let's, 
let's let's just hope he's only cheating in beer. All <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> now he said that you you only weigh like eighty pounds. Is that correct? Uh, 42 kilograms. I don't know what that is in pounds. Wow. That just, know, that's, a, that's hot. I want to know what that is in stone. <laughs> that's <laughs> barely over 100, actually. Yeah. How many stones? Not even yeah. I want to go the English, you know, stone route. So he's got the American accent. Did he move to Australia to be with you? Like 88? He's a, he's actually Canadian. Um, oh. So no, he we, we 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 met in the hallways at work. So, Boy, uh, did he hit the jackpot! Huh? Oh, yeah. Sounds wow. Like <laughs> Canadian. Work, <laughs> he was a Mountie before, uh, yeah, before he met Didi. He had a funny hat. Uh, so, Didi, uh, you brewed these beers, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So, um, Derek is, like, crazy keen on beer, and he lives and breathes talks it. Um, in fact, I walk into my bedroom, and there's a book entitled Yeast next to the side of my bed, which, of course, every girl wants to see in their bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I've kind of... <laughs> How to talk to your I'm partner. Not exactly spicing things up, huh? Nice. Right. Next segment sponsored by Guidelines. Yeah, he, he talks to me about flocculation at 1 a.m. So. Yeah, he does. Wow. He's like, oh, am I going to flocculate you tonight? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. So, um, so look, he, he started brewing um, about a year ago and then pretty quickly moved into all-grain brewing and um, we started dating at that time, so I, I really got into it too. And um, I'm someone that loves making things and cooking, and this is almost an extension of it where you can be creative and, and use your palate and so on. So we've always um, brewed together. And then about four or five months ago, I, I sort of said, hey, I want to try this on my own. So I, I really love um, the more mulchier styles. I'm not, I'm not a hop girl. Um, so, yeah, so this this was um, one of my little babies that Derek most certainly helped me with. And, you know, I couldn't have done it without him, to be honest. But um, What was the beer that won the best in show? My little baby. What beer was it? The Oatmeal Stout. Oatmeal Stout? Uh, okay. Sorry, what nice. was that? I think yeah, that JP wants to steal you away from this beer. I do. You've said a lot of fine things. Uh, oatmeal Stout. That's true. How are you with uh, cats and never leaving the house? <laughs> <laughs> right. How am I with cats? I actually have a cat. Yeah. Oh, do you, you leave the house at all besides going to work? <laughs> like, do you stay at home a lot? <laughs> do I stay at home a yeah, lot? Yeah, I'm lo- really looking for a woman who, <laughs> who enjoys the house <laughs> more than the outside. Or the basement. Wow. Do you have a Xanax prescription that you can share <laughs> yeah. with JP? I need a dispensary. Uh, uh, I'm happy to stay at home as long as he's funding my online shopping habit. Wow. Oh, yeah. I've got a soulmate oh, here on the other line. Keep in mind, three DVDs if you go now. <laughs> That's right. I work at the Brewing Network, so that last part isn't going to happen. Yeah, it's going to so be difficult. Yeah. I guess I'll stick with my girlfriend. All right. As I'm running short on time, but uh, Dee, yeah, you, you and Derek sound like a lovely couple. I don't think you've cheated. I think you probably brewed a fantastic beer with a little bit of advice and some heavy lifting. Yeah. And uh, it's your award, and you should, uh, you should wear it proudly well, and, and enjoy it. Even if he made the recipe up. You made the thing and controlled the fermentation and packaged it. Yeah. That's where it is. Dee Dee made the beer. Right. And she's 92 pounds. And she's 92 pounds. 92 pounds. Wow. And wow. you know the word flocculation. She's, she's three foot two. Whatever. But she's 92. Drop the pituitary <laughs> disorder. My baby. <laughs> you're the size of Bevo's baby, but you're 92 pounds. Wow. <laughs> All right. Good girl, Dee Dee. Dee congratulations on your win. I think Winning. It's, it's, it's fully your win, so uh, well done. Thanks, guys. All right. Tell Derek we say goodbye, and thanks for the phone call, both of you. 
I will do. Thanks, guys. See okay. All right. Cheers. Bye. There you go. A little delay with the Australian controversy there, but uh, I love a little controversy. International yeah. intrigue, right. actually. <laughs> I think it's the James I want Bond to see the dossier on that one. It's really. the new James Bond movie. Derek, send me a picture of Dee Dee, or I will call the competition you entered and tell them you cheated. <laughs> I just want to see what we're up against here, and I'll put your email out at, address out on the forum. <laughs> That's right. I'm, you, I will make your life miserable. Send us a soaking wet version. Too. <laughs> 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 right. I know your IP address. Uh, Twitter game? Uh, Twitter game. Do it quickly. Always it quickly. Yeah. Um, uh, t- blah, 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 blah. This week, I want to know, um, in my mind, I'm imagining this happening. Um, there's a cage. There's two <laughs> fighters. Okay. Two enter. One leaves. I want to know. The first one is tasty. Second, polar bear. <laughs> polar bear. Tasty and a polar bear enter a cage. Who wins and how? Okay. Ooh, Who wins and how? In 140 characters or less for or our less. Twitter game today, a Tasty and a polar bear enter a cage match. Only one entity leaves. Who is it and how do they win? I like this game. This is my favorite. It's Twitter, not bad, right? My favorite Twitter game yet. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Jamie Floyd about the wonderful beers of Ninkasi. 888-401-BEERS, the phone number if you want to ask questions yourself. Or hit the chat button on the homepage, and we can do it that way. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the homebrewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. 
Tico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and then to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their new Snaplock stainless steel camlock fittings will make connecting your pump or heat exchanger quick and easy. Or check out their exclusive paintball tank-based draft beer equipment. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. This is Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Blue Network. The session. Brewing up our next batch of radio gold. Right now. Welcome back to the program. Thanks to our sponsor today, More Beer. They bring you this show uh, every single week. You can go to morebeer.com and check it out. And we thank them very much for all their years of support. Today we're talking to Ninkasi Brewing Company. A little bit later we'll be talking to La Cumbre Brewing Company. But right now we've got Jamie Floyd from Ninkasi in the studio with us. Hello, hello. And I cracked open your Believer, uh, right. which is Believer Double Red Ale. Mm-hmm. And I first had this at the brewery a couple years ago. I think it was a new beer when I had had it you guys were just kind of coming out with it you had maybe put it out as a seasonal before then but we're we're working on putting it out as a full-time beer if i remember right uh, uh you know i kind of don't remember the exact it was a while timing ago. of it we had a good time when you were there for yeah sure. um <laughs> right but i i will say th- this was actually our first winter seasonal okay so we made this the first year that we were open and served it at the holiday ale festival in portland oregon and uh, it became so popular, we kept it year-round. So it. It, it did go through that transformation. I don't remember if it was during that time period. But we also didn't bottle right away. So even our regular beers were you know, only available in draft and sure. not everywhere for a while. So, um, But yeah, Believer Double Red. Um, you know, People ask me uh, what really inspired me uh, to be a home brewer or a serious home brewer. I started home brewing when I was 18 years old in college. Is that right? 
Uh, Where, uh, did you go to college in Oregon? I am a duck. You Absolutely. Are. Okay. Solidly right. a cool. duck. Yeah. Winning ducks. <laughs> By the way, I don't know. I don't know if you know about that or not, but you guys are winning. Yeah, there's something Currently? about some roses. I see. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. In the old Rose Bowl, huh? Interesting. Yeah. These things happen for us. <laughs> they do. Uh, but uh, anyway, um, so back in the earliest days, late 90s, or excuse me, late 80s, early 90s, uh, Deschutes' um, Jubilee was the amazing beer for me at the time and really made me kind of nerd out. You I know? still like that beer. Um, and I have a big belief system in general about your favorite beers. They're, they're attached to the moment that you have. And here I am just off of Mount Bachelor snowboarding all day at the at Deschutes. I am 18. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm having cast condition Jubilee. This is amazing. It's like puts a you know permanent thing. This beer is not meant to be anything like Jubilee, but right. In addition to making IPAs and stouts and other things that people who first get into homebrewing, uh, I started working on a, a recipe for this sort of style of beer. Big and malty and rich and also still has a lot of hops. Very Northwest style, winter seasonal. But you don't have to advertise it just as a winter seasonal. You can sell it all year long. Right. How big is it? It's a double red, which I like the idea of rather than putting out kind of a plain old red ale. You, you kind of went for it. How yep. big is it? Uh, it's a uh, 6.9% alcohol, okay. 60 IBUs. So. Okay. It's, it's pretty big. It's pretty big. You know, the malt character of it is awesome. I mean, it's a nice kind of that grapey malt comes out of it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but then it's got a good hop character, like you say, too. Can you tell us about the malt bill? Uh, the malt bill's got a little bit of every caramel malt in it. Really? Um, it's, uh, it's designed to have, you know... People are always asking, what's the difference between a red ale and a double red ale? <laughs> and, you know, it's got more of everything in it, obviously, than that. Typical red ales are like 5 to 5.5% five alcohol, you know, in that 20 to 40 IBU range. So this is more assertive in all that way. Normal red ales, you typically are going to get some caramel, some toffee, maybe some biscuit-type flavors. But this intentionally goes further than that, and you actually get the prunes and the dates and some of the, you know, complicated melanoidin. Uh, complexities that come from like 135, 165, and C80 and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so there is a touch of that, which then also, of course, means there's a hint of roast if you want to look at it, and even a touch of chocolate flavor. So it's, it's kind of the full-spectrum malt flavor. Uh, and that's what's cool about it, is you can search and find those different flavors in it, but the hops are there to kind of give it a full, round flavor. Yeah. Um, are any of those uh, crystal malts in, in a more prominent quantity, or is it kind of an even addition of each of those? Oh, the 135, 165s in much less, much less. quantity because it, of, of its ability to change color and throw roasted flavor into things, for sure. Okay. Well, I get a lot of that flavor in the beer. I mean, and, it's, yeah, it's, and, and also, I mean, you know, of all of our beers, and, you know, this is just the reality for all beer, you know, uh, the melanoidal complexities, you know, oxidate and kind of give those sherry flavors and port flavors. So yeah. even in the best conditions, this beer, uh, you know, if it's three months old, will start to throw some of those flavors in it, which, you know, I think is appropriate to the style and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But at the same time, it's something you have to be aware of. And so there is, qu- you know, it, it's kind of evenly dispersed, but the stuff that really does the oxidative decomposition, we were trying to minimize a little bit in that. So it's got a pretty decent shelf life because of that, too, then. It's got the higher alcohol content in the hops as well. Yeah. So it's got a little bit of that. But, you know, of 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 any beer that's, that you can find that's maybe past its date on a shelf, that one's going to throw the, the papery flavor first, probably, for us. Here's we what keep I melanoidins out of a lot of our beer, so. You do. I see. Here's what I find interesting about you telling me that malt bill and having a little bit of all those crystal malts in it. 
It is a particularly kind of a new home brewer thing to throw the kitchen sink at the at the beer. We want to use everything in the beer. Right. But generally when we do, it turns into a muddled beer. It doesn't have any unique characteristics. We've used everything, but right. we've hardly known what any of those flavors are because we've But I think that this, like you said, you can kind of go through it and pick out the individual flavors of the different malts. So I'm curious how you're able to do that while also using so many different malts. Well, I mean, and that really is the cornerstone of this being a recipe that I've worked on for over 20 years. I mean, it's, I see. you know, I've really played with the recipe a lot. I've done a lot of different combinations of malt uh, with the hop. I've, for the most part, uh, I've been a big fan of the Fuller's Yeast Strain, and so it's had that continuity for most of the time that I've been making that style of beer. Not as much maybe as a home brewer initially where I was messing around with a lot of other yeast strains because I was geeking out. But once I kind of got into a professional format, yeah, I was using London a lot. And so that, you know, helps, with that, those you... flavor re- that helps a lot with the flavor, too. Those extra ester flavor and profile mm-hmm. uh, soften some of the edges, too, that you would find in those grains. That's a good point. I think now that you mentioned Fuller's, it's one of those things where you might not pick. I might not have told you that, but as soon as somebody tells you, yep. I can taste the Fuller's Brewery in this beer, which is <laughs> the yeast. I mean, you can. I can taste that. It's uh, yeah, that they're. What, it's been a long weekend. So what is it? The seventeen seventy eight or what was the, What's that one? The vintage one that they make. I think it is the maybe even just the vintage beer. You know, the one that they make every year and put in bottles. I think that sometimes this beer tastes a lot like that beer. Yeah, it's not right. as hoppy, obviously, from the. A because it's Fuller's and B because it's come across the moat. But sure. uh, when when I first had that beer a couple of times with it, I was like, "Well, that doesn't suck. That's cool." Well, and I think it's all it's clearly a, a larger beer than the right. Fuller's, and it has more malt profile. But the way the esters work with the malt, you're right. That's a real Fuller uh, Fuller's kind of stamp on it, yep. which is kind of a testament to how much impact yeast has on a on a beer like this. Oh, this beer is completely different with Chico yeast. I mean, it's like okay. night and day. You're gonna get. All of those integrated, all those malt flavors are no longer going to be have the similar integration to it, and the hops are going to be kind of more flashy in your face when you don't have that ester profile. When Chico's clean, sort of ester less, yeah, less estery profile, um, it would be it's it'd be much more of a smack in the face, right? As far as those flavors, you would you would taste a lot more of what you taste in a lot of the imperial reds or double red ales, which is in my opinion, you know, double IPAs with crystal malt in it. Okay. So ours is intentionally more malty. And I I was fortunate enough uh, to sit on the GABF judging panel of the first ever Imperial Red double red ale category. And uh, it was pretty interesting. Uh, uh, Michael Jackson was on the panel. There were uh, John Harris from Full Sail was on the panel and, and, and I and you know some other folks. And it was a pretty amazing process because John and I... And John and I are pretty hophead oriented. Like it's not to say that Full Sail doesn't make their side of malty beers, but neither neither of us are considered people light on the hopping. And uh, that was our biggest complaint when we judged that the first year is we thought there wasn't really malt complexity. We're like, where's the double redness of this? I'm yeah. getting the double hoppiness, and that is by far what the standard is now. It is sort of the red double IPA sort of category, as far as I'm it's concerned. It's just a color thing, but not a taste thing, not a flavor thing. Yeah, that, you know, I mean, point. I haven't made, I haven't made the T-shirt yet. I really need to go and do it because it's easy to pick up the phone and call these guys <laughs> to do it for me. But I haven't done it yet. But I want to have one of my penultimate nerd shirts is keep the melanoidins out of my IPA. I see. Yeah, I'm very, I'm pretty staunch on that. That I, it's not that they're bad beers at all, but that decomposition of the, the oxidation of those melanoidins later really interfere with the hop flavor and kind of 
take those beers to a reductionary level that I don't like right away. That's a good point. Is I, that just a malt choice? Thing? I'm really opinionated. Okay, I think is what it is. No, and no, I also I mean, know. It, I mean the 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 method of keeping the melanoidins out is that. Uh, uh, a malt choice because melanoids also come from a long boil and things like that too, right? Well, you can actually, yeah, you could, you could, you know, if if you did want to do a seven hour boil on your IPA, you right, could probably <laughs> throw some on there. I mean, I don't so, think you might not have a lot to drink either at the end of the process, but uh, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's very specifically uh, the malt that you use. It's the it's the crystal process. That process is what is changing that stuff, and so it really okay. makes you know if you keep crystal malt. Excuse me, I, I, I realize I could actually belch. You could do it right on the thing. Next time. Somebody Next will time. complain. I'm going to start powering <clears throat> through yeah. these beers so I can get a couple good ones in then. And then get on a plane. And then get on a plane. <laughs> hey, my yeah. name's JB. Um, would you like to pull my finger? That's <laughs> where I'm going to be by the time I catch an airplane. That's not a joke. <laughs> That's true. You will be. <laughs> That's yeah. one of my go-to jokes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's how I know I'm, I'm working a crowd. Do, do Are, oh, wait, attendant. did you say that you're feeling a little cold? Pull my finger. <laughs> I'll, I'll warm it up right away. Yeah. Uh, and then I just shit myself. <laughs> so you make this beer so that you can have your melanoid and fix. You can get yes. some of these malts in there. And then we, we're going to move over to your IPAs in a little while, too. And my guess is we're not going to taste these crystal malts in there. That is correct. Because you don't. that's not what you want in your beer. Das is right. Yeah. So I think that you're going to find yourself aligned with most of the people in this room that you want a nice, dry... Uh, hop forward IPA as opposed to a big sweet and then add a shitload of hops to counter the sweetness type of IPA. Yeah, I mean, uh, we have a lot of residual s- sweetness actually in our IPAs compared to some of the ones that are really popular right now. Okay. Um, but the number one or the number one philosophy we have for all the beers that we make is balance and drinkability. Budweiser okay. has it right. Drinkability, drinkability is the most important sure. thing. We have the different you know. reason for it. We have different definitions of drinkability for sure. Yeah, it's not marketing. That's your different but, reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Triple hop. Yeah, let's yeah, do right. this. Um, but, uh, you know, at the same time, um, with that, it, you know, as a part of it, there is enough residual sugar because sugar acts like salt as a flavor enhancer. And so... If you want hop flavor, you need to have sugar. You need to have that residual sugar in there so that it actually carries the flavor and isn't just raw bitterness and aroma principles. You have three different systems that create uh, sensory, you know, ability in your head. So your olfaction, your gustinary, and your trigeminal nerves are the ones that create the sensation of taste and smell. And that sugar is a keystone in the way that salt is and other foods to really bring that flavor out. So... It does finish dry in a way compared to some, but it's not nearly as dry as the ones like you're saying that just have like so much bitterness right there at the front that it sort of artificially dries the beer out. Right. Okay. Our, our double IPA does have a lot of residual sugar in it, and a lot of people, if they taste them side by side, some of them will say that the IPA is more bitter, but that's because their perception because of all the sugar is unleashing all that hop flavor hmm. and making it seem sweeter, even though it does have a lot more IBUs than a regular IPA. Okay. So what's the second one that you poured us here, uh, Moscow? Because I poured the Believer, but you were pouring an IPA, right? Yeah, the Total Domination. The Total Dom. Oh, I thought those were still going around. Oh, did you oh, not get uh, some? You did no, I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. No, I, it's cool. I drank yours. Jamie didn't pass to you like a what dick. Is the, what, did, what about the other one? Do we have the other one? Oh, you didn't get the Believer either? Uh, no, I didn't get shit. Here, uh, and I was being a nice guy going, hey, uh, maybe it's going around. There's more of both. I can go get some more. Like syphilis. It's going around. <laughs> it's going around. 
Shut up, Bevo. I don't know what you're laughing at over there. She just got positive Syphilis tested. is funny. <laughs> <laughs> when it's on somebody else's body. Exactly. All right, so I see... Let me ask you this, Jamie, because mm-hmm. this I, I'm going to tell you that, that, that talking about the sweetness and how it carries flavor is a little... A little, it's a little controversial in the sense that I get what you're saying about big flavor and, and needing to be backed up with a little bit of residual sweetness. Yes. Here's the problem I have with it. It goes to drinkability. Right. One big pint of a, of a beer with a significant amount of residual sweetness, and I might not order a second pint of that because it, be, it can be filling. It's a lot on the palate. Maybe because of what you're talking about, it does enhance all those flavors so much that... And it, it becomes uh, well. It becomes becomes sweet after a full pint. That I might not order a second pint. Right. So it's a weird. It, I guess I'm saying that you're kind of walking a fine line where I can see how you want to enhance the flavor, but you're also making a big, you know, pretty robust beer. Yeah. Well, I mean, six and a half per you know six point seven percent alcohol isn't a giant beer for the IPA category. A lot of them are in the seven two range or or more at this point, and still calling themselves regular IPAs. I'm totally yeah. in support of that. That's fine. But um, when you up the ante and all of those things for us, the deal is is that when we add any component to it, whether it's alcohol content, body, uh, aroma. It all needs to be in balance. And so if I'm going to make a beer at a certain size, it needs to have all of these components to have the full drinkable ability of it. That is what we're preaching. Our beer, Total Domination, is popular with people who don't like IPAs. Yeah, and I can see that. And it's because they like Greyhounds and Lemon Drops and Super Citrusy <laughs> things. And they don't think about beer, and they really like it and get into it. It's been a great hallmark for us. Um, it's probably... You know, it's definitely more of a reason why women get involved with our brewery than just our name and stuff like that and some of the stuff that we're about. So, um, you know, with the double IPA, it's the same thing. It's 8.8% alcohol. It does have significantly more residual sugar in it, but it's a double IPA. But it's not overblown, and what it does is allow you to still drink a pint of it, which is my number one complaint with a double IPA. Yeah. Is if you you can drink... Snifting... Snifting only has its place certain ways. I like to drink a full. I can, you know, we sell that beer in twenty two ounce bottle. Right. I mean, yeah. a couple of them you really need to be close to your couch, and you know your <laughs> <laughs> your right. spine is one with whatever flow of the back of your couch is, <laughs> right. and you know Archer gets a lot funnier, and you know all these things happen. But uh, it's um, you know that's important to us that even our double IPA is extremely drinkable. Okay. I think the IPA it, it's a good gateway IPA. I think for in in a craft beer, a lot of people will, will talk, myself included, about you know session beers being a good, good gateway beer. But this beer has a lot of flavors, um, like almost like a biscuity, grainy, nice malt yeah. to it that a lot of IPAs don't really have. Um, and I think you can you can definitely use this as a springboard to train other people to talk about different flavors and beers. Okay, this you can kind of get in this red ale a little bit. There's a little bit of that flavor, and you can kind of start making a comparison along just across the lines. Yeah, um, something you don't really don't get in a lot of IPAs. Yeah, I think you're right about that. You know, it's not it's not two dimensional. It's not it's not malt and then hops. And this is my IPA. <laughs> right. You know right. I mean? But it, your use of, different. you know, I think I've, I think maybe I sort of misdescribed Ninkasi Brewing Company a little bit. I mean, even you said that you, you guys are known as a, as a, not afraid to use the hops brewery. Absolutely. But I think I've misdescribed a little bit in how much attention you, you, you're paying to the malt bill. In fact, I, you've said several times now that the key is, is balance. 
But I think an even more descriptive way to talk about that is that you're really focusing on on how it balances with a lot of uh, different malt characters and a lot of different hop characters to to make that balance. It's not a it's not a simple equation with you. I guess is what I'm getting at. No, I mean, and that's. Uh it's one of the biggest compliments we get given that we use a standard ale yeast strain for most of our beers and stuff is that our beers are unique. Yeah. Each one of them is mm-hmm. unique. Uh, our double IPA is a completely different recipe than uh, Total Domination. Uh, so Tricera Hops is a very different beer. Okay. Um, but also, we make a beer called Made in the Shade um, that has been described as a summer IPA, which is this weird Pacific Northwest sort of. Wow. Um, I hope that's a new category. Summer IPA. And now summer summer IPA. Oh, you know it'll happen eventually. Uh, This is getting ridiculous. Well, just wait till I put it in a barrel, right? (laughs) I think there's um, there's, uh, summer English ale, so you have some precedent there. But the the thing is about it, and and some bloggers and stuff are the ones that that cited that flavor, but what we did in that beer is I I put flaked oats. uh, I mean, not flaked oats, excuse me, flaked barley in it, and it really softens the nature of the of the body and the mouthfeel. Okay. It has more bitterness than our regular IPA, <sighs> less than our double IPA, and all of that together c- creates a completely different <sighs> drinking experience. It still has a ton of hops, and it has a more focused, like, kind of hit to the face at front, but then it's so smooth because of the flaked barley that you're just sitting around drinking it and, you know, and right. happy about it. So. We've got three functionally different IPA styles of beer that we make at least annually with the Made in the Shade is at least out three months, two and a half months a year uh, in the summer. So we make all these beers and they're completely different than each other. And there isn't anybody that would drink it that would think, oh, that's the beer with this or that's the beer with that. Our amber ale doesn't have the same, you know, know, our, our double red ale doesn't have the same hops and... You know, it's it's not just a copy of each other with a different color. Yeah, and that's uh, really important for us. And and so yeah, those subtleties really are important. So these are all uh, English ale yeast, uh, Fuller strain. That was my uh, question too. All of the ones that we have in front of us, all the okay. ones that are in that four pack, we definitely. Oh, that that's actually not true because Slayer is not. So we'll talk about Slayer okay, later. Got it. But um, and then of course you know we make some lagers and do some other things too. But you right. know, our, our standard house ale yeast strain is Fuller's. And again, you know, you mentioned it with the with the believer. This total domination would be a completely different IPA with like a Cal Ale. Oh, with totally. the oh totally different. And in fact, as a home brewer, I would almost want to get your recipe for total dom, do the Fuller's strain, and do the Cal strain because I think it'd be an interesting, uh, uh, you know, kind of test it at how different they are, and. Do you think that the that the Fuller's finishes as low in attenuation as the Cal would? No, and that's what that's actually kind of the deal for us. Part is of that, it, yeah. we are able to ferment and do regular brewing processes the way that other people would. With that, we don't have to adjust our mash. It's just that it does finish a little sweeter naturally. Got it. That's part of the production of it, and so we don't we don't have to augment and really tweak all of that stuff to make those properties happen. It's actually a part of it, and it really. Um, the ester production and then that little bit of sweetness, it really changes it. What is your fermentation temperature in order to get the right amount of kind of mouthfeel and sugar that you want in there? Um, we're, we do 68 degrees for the most part. Uh, we've done a few experiments with batches at 66 degrees just because uh, that yeast strain ferments so heartily that we lose a lot. And okay. I mean by a lot, a lot of foam out of the top of the fermenters and stuff like that. And so mm. we've done a few experiments at a slightly colder temperature. 
Uh, I, I have, think I've seen your floor at uh, at High Krausen, and uh, yeah, you're right. There is yeast going just all over. I mean, I know you do the bucket too, but you know what I mean. Like I've seen a lot of yeast coming out of your fermenters, it, it, a shitload of croisin. Thanks, Justin, for yeah. bringing that up. I there. really <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Look, there was one time. <laughs> There's a lot of like. You I know, think that's a good lot thing. of meaning in that. Justin. I mean, it rips <laughs> through that beer, is what I'm saying. I've yeah. seen it. And, and, and I should add too that I've done some. Uh, I've used that yeast at um, in the fifties and uh, uh, before to do uh, when I when I brew Scott, strong Scotch ales at Steelhead. I would use that yeast strain at like fifty six, fifty eight degrees. And okay, it would hammer it. Through. Still go through. Still, yeah. yeah. I mean, once you get it, you know, I would let it. You know, depending on when I finish the brew, I would either let it go overnight, maybe at sixty three or sixty four, so I make sure it gets a solid ferment. But all that sugar in there, it's constantly fighting the whole way. I mean, it depend- again, it could depend. I mean, if you're home brewing, your fermenter situation is a lot more yeah. vulnerable because mm-hmm. it's, there's not as much volume as far as temperature changes. So your, your outside environment is going to be more impactful and changes the way it ferments. But if you can get it going and rolling and there's enough sugar in there, um, I mean, you can do alt-style brewing with it and have pretty good luck. The Scotch Ale was way cleaner in terms of ester production than... Interesting. Uh, than our general ales at 68 R. So it has that ability. That's one of the things that's great about that yeast strain. It also has a lot of um, real ability to uh, still ferment at higher alcohol contents. I've been able to get wheat wines and stuff in the 14.5% range with single pitching. Wow. Things like that that you don't normally find. And again, and with wheat wine, it's also got wheat in it. So it's really hardy to a lot of different grains. Um, it's, you know... For those of us that love it, that ester production is almost mandatory. So, um, how about you know. your mash temperature in order to get the body that you're looking for in the mouthfeel? Uh, this is most of the time that beer knocks in at about 151. Okay, that's 150, kind of, 151. That's sort of mid range, isn't it? Because some people yeah. do the 148 side, some people do the 156 side at the right. high end, right? Right. That's so generally the low and highs. Yeah. Okay. It's a low and highs mix for sure for us, uh, and we do have the ability to we. We have a four-vessel system, and we are able to adjust the temperature of our mash. So we have a pretty good ability to do that stuff. Bevo, is that a question for Jamie on the phone? Yeah. All right. We got Brian from Oregon on the line, wants to talk to Jamie. Hey, Brian, what's happening, man? Hello, Brian. Hey, man, how are you? Yeah, yeah. Hey, brother. You got a question for Jamie? No, uh, you just covered it. I was uh, curious about his uh, his mash tabs, whether he was just doing a single infusion or if he was uh, stepping it up uh, in any way, shape, or form. We uh, we definitely mash out, so we do raise it. Uh, once the conversion process is done for our ales, we do ra- raise it up and mash out. Uh, I will also say we do step infusion uh, mashing for all our extremely high-gravity beers, so the Imperial, uh, even the Tricera. Well, Tricera hops, no. I, I think with Tricera hops, we don't actually do that standard practice. But if we're trying to maximize the volume of our mash ton, uh, we do maximize the time output, and we'll spend the extra 40 minutes to uh, go through the 20s, the 40s, and then mash out. So um, so, so we, we actually spend that time for high-gravity beers, and then, of course, for when we do lagers and other things like that. Then So you'll bring it up to 120-ish? 122. 122, and then 142? Yeah, it depends on the beer. You can... You can I. We most of us would typically go on the lower side of the one forties range, and then and then up the to higher. your one fifty one for the final. yeah. You might hit the one fifty one at the end because that low forty and then transition. You don't need to go all the way to the higher range at that point because all those sugars have moved. 
Okay. And then mash up. And you don't need to spend a lot of time. mash like a one set. Like, what is that? Like 170? You go way up to that for mash out? It, it pretty much, we'll, we push it over. We have a four vessel. So as soon as it hits that 168, 170 range, we know that the balance of the, the volume of the body of that entire thing is at that level. We can push it over. And is, is the mash out just to lock everything in? So like everything you've done now, we're just going to keep it right there. We bring it to this temperature so that it all stops. Yeah, you want your, your enzyme conversion to really stop at that point. Okay. I mean, uh, there's, there are brewers that would probably do differently than that. And they're kind of, unless they really just sit there on their mash and let it drain, 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 they're wasting sugars either way. So there's not really that much more reason to keep going. Okay. All right. Brian, uh, uh, yeah, Brian, does that cover it for you? Yeah, dude, that covered it. Right on. Sweet. Thanks for the call, brother. Yeah, ciao. I got to... Uh, Wait, did he just say ciao? I think he just say ciao. Block his number. <laughs> He's never allowed to call again. <laughs> uh, Callie Pro is in the chat room, Jamie, and he says, Ninkasi uh, Made in the Shade is my favorite beer. Uh, I'm supposed to squeeze you for the recipe. Or if if I can't get that, he says, just uh, if nothing else, please let Jamie know uh, that I'm such a fan of the beer and I can't get it in California. He's down here in California and he loves the the Made in the Shade. Yeah, Made in the Shade was actually available in 22s last year uh, in California region for the period that we sold it. Um, And there are examples of places that do some uh, shipping and stuff like that of the beer. So it's possible to get the beer for sure. Um, we're, we're hoping here in the next year, year and a half, there'll be much more coverage of the California region, um, and have better access to it. So, yeah, uh, you've been able to find our beers and BevMo's, uh, statewide for the most part. Uh, and we're working with Whole Foods to have kind of a bigger dynamic while we try to sort out the rest of the Bay Area and other things like oh, that right as on. well. So it is coming. We're just very, sh- very slow and methodical about the way we grow. Okay. Would you be able to spit out off the top of your head something close to the made-in-the-shade recipe that a home brewer could do, even if you just did percentages? No. Nah, well, I mean, I mean, honestly, for me, it's just not the way that I actually do that process, which isn't that I'm really closed with my recipes. It's okay. just that I really want people to learn. Because when I started brewing in 1990, there were like three books, not <laughs> hundreds of books. Right. There were, it was mostly extract brewing. There wasn't clone books or clone recipes. You kind of just went out and did it. And so I'm a big believer in in really using ingredients and really playing with it. And, uh, you know, so I can definitely embellish it. I mean, I definitely gave a huge secret away to that beer, and that, which we always say anyway. We're not really secretive, again, about our recipes at all. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's flake barley. There's obviously not crystal malt in it. I've already said that. So you're, you're looking at two row and some Munich malts in there for sure. Um, one of the things that we use at our brewery um, is Carahel which uh, adds uh, head retention to beers without using wheat. Um, okay. And so that's in, in a lot of our hoppy-sided beers that we're not trying to pull melanoidins out of. So That's a nice a, one for hoppy beers, for sure. It is. It yeah. does. It helps that. It's that. It's, it's a nice Carapils alternative is the way I started but, you know, falling into it, and it's kind of a nice way to look at that. Yeah. Absolutely. Why would you not use Carapils? What does that add that Carahel doesn't? Foam stability? Well, foam stability uh, is part of it. Yeah. <clears throat> and... Uh, uh, Carahel is a Wireman product, and they're very specific in right. trade market. So there's not to say that there isn't other mm. grains necessarily out there. It's just... I see. You know, we, we source most of our ingredients very local to where we are at, but we still geek out and buy you know German malts and uh, some British malts, too. Okay. So, I mean, uh, but uh, yeah, so, um, you know, I designed that beer for uh, the Oregon Country Fair, which is a music and um, 
Cultural Festival uh, that's outside um, uh, Eugene. Happens every year. Um, actually, the first beer that we made as a brewery was actually purchased mostly by people going to Country <coughs> Fair. And uh, like I said, that's where Nikos and I created the Worship the Goddess thing was that first year that we were there. Okay. We were asked later to take over the beer garden there. So we actually provide beer for the entertainers of fair. And fair is a non-alcohol event to the public. So they don't vend beer out in the public sphere. Mm, I but see. there's a lot of partying going on, obviously. <laughs> in, the, in the non-public sphere. If I'm there sphere. every year, definitely. Um, Nikos is your business partner? Nikos is my ba- main business partner. That's okay. Correct. All right. Started this whole shindig. Yeah, way. we didn't even cover that. Just briefly, how long has Ninkasi been in business? Uh, just over five years now. We so, started in 2006, June of 2006. When you, you did some brewing professionally, though, before Ninkasi. I worked for the Steelhead Brewery chain for 11 years. All right. That's Eugene, how you Oregon. know, like, our friend Sully and some oh, guys yes. like that who worked at Steelhead. Absolutely. Okay. Um, Sully came up and worked uh, with me for three weeks when he got hired. We actually have the same Jedi Master uh, in terms of our first brewery bosses. <laughs> he had two, one being um, Paxman from uh, Triple Rock, who's probably sure if he's ever been in town probably i packs not to his history there i yeah. see okay and uh and then uh sean donnelly was also a brewer at triple rock that hired sully over there and trained him uh when i got hired at steelhead i was a cook at steelhead postgraduate and just kind of kicking it and had been turning in homebrews and stuff and uh sean was the head brewer donnelly was the head brewer at steelhead and eugene and he needed an assistant and asked uh asked if i was interested and I had never really occurred to me to be a brewer at the time, and uh, right place, right time got involved. So we, it's uh, one of those things, uh, you've been around the two of us enough to know that, yeah, there's more, I don't know how Sully was able to genetically mutate both of us, and, or, or Donnelly, <laughs> right, able Donnelly, to make us yeah. so friggin' similar, but uh, right. uh, Sean came up and, uh, you know, we spent three weeks together, and, you know, the bromance was born then, and... I heard that I was talking to Sully the other day, and you know, you guys did uh, Allies Win the War together. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the two and A put that beer out in a can that it was done with Jamie. And he said that you guys went on like a, a maniac of a tour. Like you, you got you thought you were I, rock stars, and you went I, on a tour. The Winter tour. I went on a maniac tour. I see. Him he and Nico every now and then. tag team the son of a bitch tag team me the entire time like it was unbelievable. <laughs> yes. I'm up for this day. Nico's up the next day. I'm you know it's Sully style. Oh, so you were the other one who had to do every. Date. I did every event, <laughs> all of them. Because you wiped right. Sully out too. Yeah, Sully. I he, saw. He's him. still recovering. He's like I've got pneumonia. I'm dying. <laughs> I'm uh, old now. You ruined him. I didn't Jamie. think he had gray hair. That was like that 48 day. hours in Manhattan. <laughs> that was just one leg. He did put us up at the Bowery, and so you know, I mean, right. at that point, all bets are off. You know. I see. He said he had a great time. It was a great time, but that uh, you guys were maniacs together, and uh, these things happen. I know. Right. It's it is kind of sad sometimes to see. My friends of supposed strength <laughs> fall away, <laughs> right. feebly fall away, catch planes away from me, and stop having to be in the same room drinking with me. And I think only Tasty could be your wingman in this room because I would probably do. I'd do a Sully. I'd be like, "Listen, Jamie, I yeah. I'm, I'm dying. Even the Colossus. Hey, I'm though. just going to say right now, I'm the big spoon. <laughs> you, need so that's to, coming up. you need to establish that with Tasty uh, ahead of time. Well, you, you called it first. That's not fair. 
All right, let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll talk more beer with Jamie Floyd from Ninkasi when we come back. Plus, we still have La Cumbre Brewing coming up. We've won some uh, great awards at the GABF this year. We've got a couple more Ninkasi beers to try. I've got questions in front of me. Hit the chat button on the homepage or call 888-401-BEER, and you can talk to Jamie yourself. Hang in there. It's the session. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hey brewers, it's planting season. Have you ever dreamt of walking through your own hop garden? Well, look no further than Woodburn, Oregon and the Crosby Family Hop Farm. Blake Crosby and his family have been passionately growing hops for five generations. And right now, they're taking orders for 2012 rhizomes for all retail and wholesale customers. The Crosbys know how to grow hops and are here to help you establish your family's very own successful hop garden. In fact, when you plant a hop rhizome from the Crosbys, you're using the same plant your favorite professional brewer bought his hops from. Friendly professional service, fast shipment, and quality hops at competitive prices. The Crosby family brings all of this to you. Call 503-982-5166 or visit bcrosbyhops.com and let Blake Crosby and the Crosby Hop Farm help make your hop garden a reality. bcrosbyhops.com Hops from the Crosby family farm to yours. Northern Brewer presents What If Homebrewers Ruled the World. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll follow me, I will lead you into the gallery area. Now, the first piece up for sale today is a Jamil Zena Chef original, a bottle of 1997 vintage Evil Twin. Oh, I see. A bidding for this one-of-a-kind piece will start at 7,000 pounds. And if you'll continue to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, I can show you a rather abstract piece from Bay Area brewer Justin Crossley. It's a German Doppelbach entitled Justin's Giant Bach. The brewer's notes here indicate that this beer had excellent mouthfeel. Capital, capital. That's just a crazy dream, or is it? With Northern Brewer, a thirsty nation can craft its own ale and water for the greater good of mankind. Northern Brewer, the home of $7.99, Brew Saber Shipping, superior customer service, and the finest selection of home brewing goods for the future. What does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious meals at your favorite restaurant and at home. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events recipes, great feature stories, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. What'd you get? 
more brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is awesome. No, I'm, yes, but the cheese making supplies. No. Oh, the wine making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. What's funny is brewers just say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. Sports beer. beer. <laughs> you know? The yeah. home of live beer radio. Thebrewingnetwork.com. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. into this session. Because life's too short to listen to crappy radio. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for sticking with us through the break. We still got Jamie Floyd from Ninkasi in here. And you know, speaking of good beer... Tasty, I had to go back to your celebration clone that you're pouring out really there. That's really good. Yeah, it is. That, that is nice. Really nice. Hell yeah. Isn't that good? And uh, oddly enough, it tastes like celebration. Uh, I think it tastes better. Yeah? That's actually a failed yeah. batch. I call that celebration fail. Uh, is that right? I had a stuck mash. Maybe uh, that's why it tastes better. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, well, sorry. That's it. Yeah. Well, that's going to be hard uh, to reproduce. And yeah. now that Bevo's back, we'll write off Sierra Nevada yeah. as a sponsor. Thank you very much. I've been in talk with them for six months. <laughs> oh, I've been trying for a year, Scott. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Well done. So, is it time to breastfeed yet, Beav? Uh, Jamie's got to. Jamie's got to leave soon. Yeah. Yeah, and he's real hungry. It might be. <laughs> it's almost time. All right. You can't get on a plane em- empty stomach. An empty stomach. <laughs> Creeper. Uh, Jamie's like, wait a minute. I did not sign up for this shit. <laughs> no, it's a bummer. But where? I will. <laughs> I was gonna say, where do I? No. <laughs> Otis is what we have in our glass right now. Otis oatmeal stout. Oatmeal yes. stout, huh? Oh, yeah. JP's a big fan of oatmeal stouts. I love oatmeal stouts. Otis oatmeal stout was our second winter seasonal. So the second year we were open, we made this for the Holiday Ale Festival as our winter seasonal. And again, it became so popular, we kept it year-round. Um, oh, it's and, good. And it's because uh, myself, Matt Beatty, and Ian Fuller, uh, two of the other senior brewers of the Ninkasi world, uh, the three of us created this beer together, and uh, the reality is, is it's our favorite style of stout. Okay, now, I've One, made a lot of two. stouts in my day, but uh, especially when you're gonna, again, if I'm gonna embellish the Fuller's yeast strain again, um, it it does very nicely and lends itself well to this style. Okay, oh yeah, this one's good. Of course, for us, um, you know, we're considered a hoppy forward brewery. This beer is absolutely not hoppy. Um, we use only Nugget hops in it, and first and second Mm. edition for bittering and there is no aroma or apparent anything for that it's meant to be 
malt forward, and just enough hops to balance it. So uh, is that at 60 minutes and 30 minutes and that's it? Or what's the second yes. edition? 90-30. 90-30. And- yeah, we do an and hour and a it. half in the fancy professional world. You do? An hour and a half? Hour and a half boil. What do we do? We do that too, don't we? Sometimes. Oh, yeah. Usually oh, most people do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 60 business is kind of... But I, if I do a 90, I don't put my hops in until 60. You put them in at 90. Yeah, that would... Uh, for our power calandria kettle, that would be uh, pain and dangerous every day of the week if we waited 30 minutes before we added hops to the boil because uh, it would overboil every day. I see. So that okay. would be uh, not a good way to keep us all alive and brewing. <laughs> we don't want that. <laughs> we, we, we work on those body. things. Yeah, you know, there's that. There's yeah. that. That only looks good once a year at Halloween. So <laughs> You know, we didn't talk about what kind of hops you like to use in your other IPAs. What kind of hops are in the total domination? Summit, Amarillo, and Crystal hops. And cri- hmm. I don't think uh, I like Crystal. The, I was yeah, getting some noble type of quality off that. That you don't little bit's coming really. from that Crystal, I think, you know? Is yeah. that one of the noble family... It's a U.S. noble der- derivative, I believe. Dave. I yeah, it, it's uh, going to be sort of closer to you know some other U.S. varieties that it would be close to. It'd be like Mount Hoods, or I Liberties, see. and stuff like that. So, so it's, it's in that Tetanang kind of uh, um, Hollertau kind of family. It's still much fruitier. When you mix them with uh, Amarillos, it becomes Grapefruit Central, right? In a way that a lot of people associate Chinooks and some other flavors. It gets real citrusy when those two hops are used together. Um, and then, of course, the summits are going to give some slight papaya and and some other kind of interesting hop flavors that are newer. Um, it's definitely uh, a different hop combination than most people are used to on the West Coast. It, it really it helps us stand out amongst the masses. There's so much uh, CZT, Cascade, Centennial business in the world. And uh, yeah, and your wet hop version of this is the total crystallation, too, which is a, features that hop completely undried and, and wet as well. Uh, right? Well, we basically, we do the same two first hop additions mm-hmm. for that, and then we save all 1,000 pounds of the crystal hops that we got to do uh, 50 barrels with, um, 55 barrels with. Or actually, more like 50 barrels with, with wet hops, because there's so much. I mean, that's a lot of hops. Uh, we we, we uh, change our mash ton into uh, the hop back, basically, and a thousand pounds of hops looks like a full mash in there. So wow, that's oh, awesome! A thousand pound, a thousand hop. points of hops. One thousand pounds. <laughs> we want, we want uh, pictures. By how the many way. stone is that, JP? A thousand pounds. Find out. <laughs> the uh, uh, Triceratorillo that we made as well. We made the Tricera hops and used five hundred pounds of Amarillos uh, that we had shipped to us from Washington. Awesome. To do that. It is seventy-one stone. 71 stone of hops. That's a lot. Yeah. Two stones too many. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, let's see. I got some questions in front of me here, too. What about the hops in the Believer? Oh, wait. That's Believer, uh, we've got some cent- uh, Centennials and uh, Crystals in that. Yeah. Okay. So you like, you're using that Crystal up. Those crystals. I'm a huge Crystal fan. Yeah. Yes. I've been I, using Crystals, to... Emeralds and Crystals I've been using since... Uh, People only wish they knew the word Simcoe. I see. <laughs> I don't know how to put it otherwise. All right, Long let's see. time. Jamie's only got a short time left with us because he's got to catch a flight, so I want to make sure we get our listener questions asked. Um, Down Home Hops in the chat room wants to know if Jamie's ever thought about brewing a gluten-free beer. Actually, the, the, the interesting thing about that is that I actually produce glutens for a living. <laughs> I mean, it's actually what I do. Uh, I, don't, I mean, like, yeah, I don't make soda anymore, uh, and it's not. And, and honestly, and I don't mean this to be facetious or to, sure. to think that I don't have some sensitivity to it. But I, I will tell you that my complaint about gluten-free beers is they don't taste like beer, and it's because 
uh, people are using uh, yeast strains that have been fermenting glutens for thousands of years to try to ferment things that don't. And we know enough about, like, just the general, I mean, like, you change your ferment temperature, or, I mean, your, uh, your mash temperature by a couple of degrees, it changes your beer. Uh, anything, any aspect that you do changes the beer. So when yeast is doing its thing, it still wants to eat the sugars, but as we were talking before about the temperature control, uh, it produces, it throws different flavors in the beer. And so when you're using sorghum and buckwheat and things in beers, it just doesn't taste like beer anymore. Right. Now, I just am not the person to do the research because, A, I like lutens. Sorry, world. And uh, I'm okay with it still after all these years of drinking beer. But um, my guess is that when people start doing things with sake yeast, it might get better. Uh, Using yeast strains that have fermented non-gluten-oriented starches and sugars would be a really good way to start maybe getting it there. I always recommend good old-fashioned... I don't know, hard cider or mead or even like wine. You can drink a lot of things and be gluten-free. But it is kind of one of the things for us there. We, if, if we thought that we could make a beer gluten-free, then we would. Then you'd do it. I see. It's like imitation crab. <laughs> right. It's not crab. If you don't yeah. want to eat crab, then, then eat lobster or some crab. Agreed. No? Okay. I'm with you. Well, I'm trying. But there, you know, and that's the thing. There, there's people working on it, and I hope that it gets better for you soon. <laughs> Thank you. I've judged trying. that category, and when Red Bridge uh, by Budweiser is the best one because it's the one that tastes the most like beer, there's a lot of work to do out there, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Moscow has a gluten free beer he wants you to try. He's going to pour it for you. Oh, sh- I'll ask oh. Him. You tell me if it tastes like beer. It's called water. Okay. Do I do I risk the spit take in your microphone? <laughs> just, kidding. just kidding. Spit towards Bevo. She's used to it. Spitters or quitters. <laughs> That's nice, Justin. <laughs> Maybe we can all get some of that beer. Not necessary. Yeah, that's how, that's how, that's how all our tasting shows sound. <laughs> no, this isn't bad. I mean, the, the the big deal is to me that this tastes like a golden ale. It's like a year old. Yeah, right? when it gets tart, when that grain reduction, when there isn't a lot of pale malt, it gets tart. Really tart. I agree with you on that. It's that flavor that keeps it from tasting like beer. Yeah, that's one of the, the closest. Best. Is that our people up in uh, up north of the border? But I will say this. I will say this before because I did say that people haven't been able to make beer tasting gluten free beers, and the and the Belgians have made some some beers because they're willing to use weird, you know, things in all their beer and all that humans. stuff. Humans, humans, whatever, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, some beers, um, people. <laughs> but they're able to be with the use of herbs and various ester profiles and stuff like that. Really hide the lack of beer tasting nature that it would be if they made the same beer without herbs and chico yeast. So yeah. Did but Sam this is actually pretty good. I mean, I, I would actually drink this. It's a little su- on the sweet side for me, so this is kind of like something that, you know, it, it's balanced and not cloying, but I would need a, a few more IBUs to, to want to drink it. But then again, I already love glutens, so I'm a glutton. Evo, if you're breastfeeding, you better bring that baby back in here. Glutton for glutens. Sorry to interrupt yeah. you, Jamie. I'm going to get that. That's going to be that's my next. That's glutton my, for glutens. That's keep the great. melanoids out of my IPA and glutton for glutens. Those are my next. Maybe you this can is pass actually, that ball around. This is actually an extra gluten beer that we made here at Tinkasi. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly. A, it's a triple gluten beer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we triple glutenized it. <laughs> yeah, right. But the question is, does it taste more like beer than any other gluten-free beer you've had? Well, again, like like I said, any I think that's tough because and, and I, uh, because like I said, the Red Bridge actually has the lager characteristic to it that actually tastes like a lager, and uh, that's a lot harder process to do to begin with, and for it to taste kind of solid that way. Yes, this tastes a lot like beer. 
again, I'm from the Pacific Northwest. Not quite hoppy enough, so. All right. It's beerish. I got sure. a few more questions I got to get to you before you got to go. Juice in the chat room wants to know if you plan on distributing to mass in the future. It's possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, Getting to the church there? <laughs> yeah, it, you know. <laughs> distribute the church. We went back to that already. You know, blood of Christ. Let's do this. <laughs> uh, I'd be happy to swap it out with, you know. Uh, what's going on in that place? But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so maybe mass. It's on the radar. Well, I, for us again, we grow, we grow in a way that is much slower than other people are kind of can understand. I mean, as far as that background goes, we, we've grown faster than any brewery possibly can, and we've done it in a short amount of space. And it's because for us, it's about growing as deep as possible in the same location. The, the cool thing is, is that we do spend a lot of time on the East Coast. Eventually, if we were to have some beer on the East Coast, I could definitely imagine maybe some North Carolina up through Massachusetts as a possible venue. Uh, You know, again, back to the 2-1-A tour with Sully and Nico and and Dave and all that stuff. You know, there's there's definitely some great appreciative beer drinkers out there. But we we care about the quality of the beer that we send you. And, uh, um, you know, this year we're adding Montana. So that's kind of what we got. Nice. Uh... I don't know how to pronounce his name in the chat room. Wants to know uh, what you think <laughs> about. Uh, what's your opinion on Whirlpool hop editions versus twenty minute hop editions? So this kind of you know this flavor edition, this aroma edition that we talk about here on the show sometimes. Mm-hmm. A lot of us have switched it over to just throwing it in at flame out and Whirlpool as opposed to twenty minute. What do you think? Any, uh, use, any use for the twenty minute? Well, our twenty minutes a thirty minute. So okay. we do ninety thirty whirlpool. So we do add our final hops at whirlpool, and it's the best way to do it. I mean, you you really want to minimize the time of that last hop edition is in and sitting there, and so it depends on especially how long it takes for you to knock out, uh, just how big your copper coil in your bathtub is, <laughs> and uh, how fast it takes for you to get the job done. Because you want to add those things. So that, in my opinion, that twenty minutes, if that's your last edition, is a detriment because unless you've got some awesome homebrew ability to uh, pump your kettle. Uh, into a fermenter in like 20 minutes mm-hmm. uh, maybe 40 minutes would be still a pretty good time range well, really to me I would you'd want to be 25 minutes if you added it with 20 minutes left because after 45 minutes you're losing some of your aroma properties so if it's your intent to have aroma you should do it later I mean it really is true later mm-hmm. so when you do your 30 minute would you call that your your flavor edition and your and your whirlpool your aroma edition or does that does you're that getting matter Oh, uh, that middle spot is doing both. It's, it's giving you both. bitterness. It's giving. Uh, it's it's definitely giving aroma and and um, that sort of that period of time. I think is also helping to some of the actual olfaction, you know, sort of perception of, yeah. of flavor and aroma as well. And you uh, a pellet brewery? All we pellet? are absolutely pellet oriented. All pellet. You bet. It makes sense, doesn't it? It's always made sense for me. I mean, I remember back in the mid '90s and stuff like that. People would argue with me like i can't believe this and you know they're drinking hoposaurus rex and i'm like is this not hoppy enough for you like i don't know what's wrong here uh you know john meyer rogue the same way i mean we're not known to be like extremely non-hoppy oriented people and i don't think that i would use pellets if i didn't think my beer tasted good so yeah right uh it for just to give you an idea i mean we we did fifty thousand six uh fifty six thousand four hundred barrels last year uh of beer um, we bought hops for a brewery that would normally do like 250,000 barrels. Wow. Is that right? <laughs> Fucking shit ton of hops. Uh, a whole lot of hops. Um, I yeah. think we're the number 13 customer of Hop Union, uh, and we were at number 50 as far as the size of the brewery last Production. year. Production, <laughs> okay. We buy a lot of hops. 
You guys have really grown a lot in your short time in terms of production. Even in the time that I've known you, Jamie, when I went in there, you were just, uh, the floor had just been poured for the new brewery. By the second time I came, it was there. All in the same building. You were pretty smart about the building you chose. But you've really, uh, to be number 50 on the list, and you're still, I consider you a small brewery in Eugene, but you guys are pumping out a lot of beer. Yeah, we did 30,000 barrels. Uh, in 2010 to get on the number 50 list. So we don't know where we'll be at for 2011 yet. Okay. Uh, uh, they usually release that after the CBC every year, as far as the Brewers Association totals come with that wrap-up. Got it. Correctly, I could be wrong, but someone will correct me, I'm sure. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, so we have put together four brew houses in the five years that we've been... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Is that right? Five and a half years. So wow. it's uh, it's a pretty intense situation. We leased equipment in Springfield at a brew pub uh, that was once a brew pub, was just a restaurant. Equipment's available, so we, we leased it so we could at least throw money at the hemorrhaging that we called opening a business. And... Um, <laughs> Started working on the site in Eugene. So we'd already purchased that site as well, but we knew it would take a full year and anything to start, you know, building the branding and getting the beer out there was what we needed to do. So, um, uh, but we did it. We started with a 15. A year later, went to a 20. Just over a year later, went to a 30. And then just over a year later, went to uh, what we call a 56 barrel system. A 56. So that's a 60, but it puts out 56. Is that the deal? You use too much hops. Yes. That's a huge system, a 60-barrel system, though. That's big. a big-ass brewery. It's pretty big. Yeah. yeah. Size matters in this case when you're going to put out all that beer. In this it's case. true. You know? when you so put what's out, your, what sort of fermenter sizes do you have? Uh, well, we have, uh, well, we have a 20-barrel yeast prop tank, um, Wow, basically. Uh, and uh, we have some 60s that we can do singles into. Uh, and then we have, we have a lot of 480s. Actually, four eighties. Wow, three sixties and four eighties. Those are outside or inside? Inside. Inside. Still, nice. big tall ceiling now. Oh, oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, then it's then the it's parking lot. Again since I saw the parking it. lot that that you guys parked in is now fermenter room. Yeah. When I was there, there were some out. No, maybe it was a silo. I thought there were some outdoor fermenters. You've now covered all that. Oh, we had those fermenters there because building. they were waiting until the building expansion was done, and we could put them in. I understand. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So that was that phase of that for sure all right jamie i have to let you go because you have a plane to catch and we haven't covered all the things we can which is good news because it means we get to have you back actually that's correct uh you know i I actually grew up in the bay area so i spend a lot of time down here it makes me happy that we're bringing in to the bay area yeah and uh yeah, so I will definitely come back. I, I need to come back anyway. I just discovered that you can actually train in lightsaber dueling in the city of San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. These classes actually happen on Sundays. And my business partner, Nikos, and then Winter, who works for us in the art department and other extraordinary ways, uh, the three of us are going to start actually choreographing lightsaber duels to impress our employees' family. <laughs> Well, it presses strong word. We'll see how far we get sure. on that, but uh, it's going to be awesome. It'll make an impression, at least. None of this is surprising me at all, Jamie, you saying all these things about your lightsaber <laughs> training. I got to go to ILM this week, and I actually now possess a toaster that burns the effigy of Lord Vader into your I've baked those. products. <laughs> those are and, rad. Oh, and I will also nice. add, yeah. because this is the double, like, this is how it all worked out for me, is that Boba Fett... He has a little spray thing that he has off coming off his backpack. Yeah. And that is made with 
braided beer cord, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, all right. Not kidding. Full circle. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> there was a reason I had that flying toaster as a kid. I want to go to ILM. All right, we're yes, going to have do. you Thank back you. on the program uh, as soon as possible because I'd Absolutely. love to have you next time you're in town. And let me let, let me warn you about this, Jamie. Uh, we're having our Brewing Network seventh anniversary party in Seattle Ooh. in June, in accordance with the National Homebrewers Conference, which Perfect. I believe you're a part of anyway. Yes. So we'll be bugging you for beer uh, to come to our anniversary party, yay, and to come hang out with us and have a good time in general. Yeah, I'm excited. I get to. Uh, I'm going to be speaking about fresh hop beer brewing at nice. the awesome. uh, conference, and then also participating as a judge in the homebrew competition as well. I'm really excited to sit oh, down great. and judge beer. All right, then we'll nice. get some good hang time in June. You can come to the party, and uh, in the meantime, we'll get Moscow on uh, booking you back in here whenever we can get That'd you. Cool. That sounds great. And thanks for thinking of me in Seattle and coming up. Absolutely. Give us the website name so we can go check you out. www.ninkasibrewing.com. All right, go check it out. It's Jamie Floyd from Ninkasi. It's a great brewery, and obviously, as you've been listening, it's just a good dude and uh, a good team that you have up there. Mm-hmm. I like everybody I've met that works at Ninkasi. And uh, so go check them out. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk to La Cumbra Brewery. So we've got more beer information coming to you next. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Have you ever dreamed about attending the World Brewing Academy? This year, thanks to Lalamond and Danstar, one lucky brewer will make that dream a reality for free. Lalamond and Danstar invite you to enter the Beer School 2012 contest. One lucky grand prize winner will receive fully paid tuition in the 2012 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth more than $3,000. From now until April 12, 2012, every Danstar yeast package you use is your ticket to enter. Visit danstaryeast.com for the details and to print your official entry form. There's no limit on the number of times you can enter, so get brewing with Danstar and get your entries in to the Danstar 2012 Beer School Contest. Whether you want to build your home brewing skills or build a career as a professional brewer, this course will change the way you think of beer and brewing. Enter at danstaryeast.com and get the dry yeast advantage with Danstar and Lalamond Premium Brewing Yeast and enter to win. By popular vote from the Northwest Brewing News, HopTech has been voted the best homebrew shop in Northern California. Serving homebrewers for nearly 30 years in Dublin, California, HopTech carries more than 40 different kinds of hops and more than 60 different grains. Malt extract, spices and sugars, hop oils and extracts. Open every day except Wednesday or shop online anytime at HopTech.com or call 1-800-DRY-HOPS, 1-800-379-4677. With in-store classes almost every Saturday, huge selection and a dedicated commitment to their customers, HopTech is one of the longest-running and passionate homebrew stores, period. And now, by popular vote, the best homebrew shop in Northern California. And don't forget their 15% military discount. HopTech. Visit today at HopTech.com. When you hear Blickman Engineering, think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the Intuitive Beer Gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. 
The Auto Sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. In my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contract, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your fing face right the f off your fing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special secret elite bare-bones club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W NicoBrew, your bare-bones buddy in the brewing business. Enough for my demons 
to hate me Cause lately the voices are rising and volume Beginning to alter my mood into crazy In the nick of it, live in the thick of it Sick of it, son, you a brick of it That's the road that I've been taking That's the road that I've been taking Bright and strong, universal shine As the day is long Hyperactive mind Hyperactive mind Hyperactive mind Hyperactive mind Hyperactive mind Hyperactive mind Mix me your 100 grain amber recipe and I'm going to eat it And then it can ferment in my gut It totally works The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich Your colon won't know what hit it <laughs> The the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. It's 888-401-BEER. This is The Session. Welcome back to the program. Thanks to Jamie Floyd from Ninkasi Brewing Company for hanging out with us today. And I really appreciate him coming in uh, and SF Beer Week. And he's got a busy schedule. So that was fun. And uh, I don't know, guys. I think we have to have him back on to talk hops because we barely... Oh, yeah. We're hard he got there. You know, I had no idea we'd have such good uh, yeast and malt discussion with Jamie. And we did. So yeah, it's pretty good. We can still cover the hops uh, section next time. Yeah. Not to mention, one thing I wanted to talk to Ninkasi about is their uh, guerrilla marketing tactics. He's got kind of a good philosophy about guerrilla marketing and uh, non-traditional marketing, which is kind of what the BN is, too. Um, And so he's got some good ideas, and he's done really well with just kind of throwing Ninkasi in people's faces in a cool way. Not in in an obtrusive way, but in a like, hey, we're here, and reminding you that people actually make good beer kind Mm -hmm. of way. So, cool stuff to talk to him next time, and we'll do that. We're going to talk to Lacumber here in just a second. I think I got him on the line, but I wanted to remind you about better beer scores. You know, you can go to beerjudgeeducation.com uh, and uh, study for the BJCP exam online. Yeah. Mm. They're online courses. Nice. They've got a new course starting uh, February 28th. So, you got one coming up right away. There's another one uh, starting on March 8th. So, two courses starting right away. And um, basically, it's a 12-week series of live interactive webinars. Uh, there are weekly segments that are two and a half hours long. And you're, you're right there in a, in a live video kind of a chat scenario. So a little environment. Yeah, you're tasting beers and you're actually interacting with the judges in that way. It's, kinda, it's a virtual classroom. So uh, it's really a great way rather than just kind of email and... Um, you know, a lot of uh, locales don't have local study groups, which is really the best way to get past the BJCP exam. So you'll learn about all the different beer styles. You'll learn about uh, beer tasting and evaluation, uh, brewing uh, processes, ingredients, recipe formulation, and uh, techniques of the masters. You'll learn about how barley is malted, uh, what makes hops bitter, how fermentation works, how brewers get flavors, aromas, and colors in their beer. Uh, you really learn a lot of the things you need to know to become a, a certified BJCP judge. So 
go to beerjudgeeducation.com right now. You can check it out, and there's um, a lot of different ways to find out about uh, their programs. And uh, I don't know. I recommend if you're the kind of person that really needs a, a study group like me, if you're going to pass something like the BJCP, then I'd go uh, check it out, beerjudgeeducation.com, and it's the Better Beer Scores program. So uh, good guys over there, too. And you meet a lot of people out of your area. It's not necessarily, you know, people you're in a homebrew club with or, you know, in your in your small little town or whatever. Sure. People all across the nation. So you might make some friends. You might meet a Russian bride. You might meet a Russian husband. How awesome would that be? <coughs> meet a Russian Better husband? beer scores. Also meet Russian brides. Put oh, the two wait. together. If he wants to sell some more classes, uh, add some Russian brides. Separate chat room. Or after the chat room, stay behind for a 30-minute uh, mixer. <laughs> I like the mixer. It's a BJCP mixer. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll add that supplement to the courses. Um, they can stick to the professionalism, and we'll say, hey, guys, let us add the uh, mixer after the class. All right. I think we've got Jeff Irway on the line with us. Uh, of course, he's from La Cumbra Brewery that I've been telling you about that we're uh, talking to today. Jeff, are you with us? I am. Hey, brother. Thanks for hanging in there, man. I'm sorry we're a little late. No, don't worry about it. How you guys uh, doing? We're doing all right. We just had a nice time with Ninkasi Brewing Company. You ever had their beer? Uh, yeah, actually, the head of their sales was in my brewery, oh, uh, about maybe three weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, good brewery. Uh, I'm a big fan Absolutely, of their beers and yeah. have been for a while, so it was nice to have him in here. Um, and, and you know, one thing we didn't talk about with him, uh, even though they, they've done it, that I'd like to talk about with you is award-winning beers. Man, uh, I thought we'd spend a lot of time talking hops with Nkasi, but we didn't. We ended up talking uh, malt and yeast. Uh, but you guys won the American IPA category at GABF this year in 2011. How many, do you remember how many entrants, uh, entries into that category? I believe it was 176. Yes, that's right. And it's wow. way the biggest category. I looked it up. You were thinking maybe Justin Pale Ale was uh, next, actually not even close with 105. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I mean that it, you had to be quite proud about that uh, gold medal. Yeah, I needed a new pair of underwear. <laughs> yeah, I would have done the same thing. I need man. to change. <laughs> yeah, it was really embarrassing getting up on stage with Charlie after that and thinking to myself, "I really need to get to a bathroom." <laughs> this is a mess, right now. and everyone's watching. And by the way, we had it on live video. We were streaming it right, to the world, exactly. and there you that, are with yeah. shit in your pants, Jeff. <laughs> oh man! And my wife's just sitting there looking at me like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you just did that." <laughs> and I was thinking, I, I was thinking she was thinking something about me winning the IPA category, but it had nothing to do with that. Right? She was like, "No, <laughs> I, I've seen that look on your face before, Jeff." And uh, that's it. Yeah. Now, uh, tell me this. Did you, uh, this is maybe a silly question. I'm sure you were proud of your beer, but uh, among that many beers, did was that a surprise to you to win the gold? When I tried, um, God, what was the what was the third uh, place winner? It was uh, from um, Ohio. Jeez. Uh, I don't remember. Somebody help me here. Moscow, um, look that up for me, will you? Moscow, look that up Anyways, I tried that beer. It was, um, God. Uh, I'm looking. Hold on. In any case, I tried the third place uh, beer well before uh, hand and tried it, and I said, "Well, I know what medal I didn't win, and that was gold because it was uh, it was absolutely fantastic." And then I tried the Nelson IPA from Alpine, and you know, I, this is this was my I think seventh time to the GABF, so I tried a lot of these beers before, and I, I was very proud of what I put on the floor. I was very proud of what I'd sent up there. I thought it was very good, but um, I, I I I didn't think it was going to place much less uh, win gold. <laughs> gold, right? 
Jeff, it was a Headhunter IPA for Fatheads. That's exactly right. Yeah, and I, I tried that beer, uh, um, and I'd seen how well. The reason I went, I, I specifically went out to try that beer because I'd seen how well it done in the you know brewing news competitions and stuff. And uh, I tried it and, and was blown away by the by the level of hop aroma. It was it was a fantastic beer. I actually didn't get to try Deviant Dales, which got second until. Uh, uh, let me see. Last weekend when I was up in Boulder, and that was a pretty fantastic IPA as well. But um, yeah, so you so, won for your elevated IPA, which uh, I'm reading a little bit about. It's a 1068 gravity, uh, finished out at 1013. Tasty. It's right where you like it, right? Nice yeah. and dry. Well, that's not that dry. I like them to have a little bit of, of uh, mouthfeel to them, not so much uh, sweetness. I think starting at 1068 down to 1013 well, is permit. pretty. Oh no doubt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 7.2%, and you have it listed as 100 IBUs. Yeah, that's a guesstimate. I mean, yeah. I don't I don't know too many small brewers that send their IPAs off to uh, laboratories to have them tested or anything like that. But um, you know, that's that's our best guess as far as uh, you know what what IBUs we're attaining with it. Okay. Uh, and do you want to tell us more about the beer? What about the the malt and the hops, so that we can know? Well, uh, um, we, you know, I, I've I've used uh, American Two Row throughout my career until we opened La Cumbre Brewing Company, and I wanted, you know, we've got we've got uh, four other breweries in Albuquerque that I would I would straight up consider world class breweries. They're they're not good breweries. They're they're exceptional breweries, and um, they all have uh, really good IPAs and. Um, I'm I'm not going to sit here and, and try to you know speculate as to who's the better brewer or anything like that. But I, I wanted to have something that set my place apart, and one of those things is, is the fact that uh, it's owned by a brewer. And so I you know I'm I'm going to um, ignore the business side of things and and just spend as much money as I can on on making great beer. And uh, if anybody's been to my brewery, they realize I didn't spend any money on the location. Um, so we uh is you know, it just we, a warehouse got, or what we, uh yeah it's just a warehouse it's okay. a you know it's seven thousand square feet um we're adding another three thousand uh hopefully here very soon but um so in any case we we use english pale malt it's actually hubert's pale ale malt um for uh you know for the base um eight percent is uh wheat malt and then the other four percent is thomas fawcett's pale crystal um i'm and i really just use that for a bit of biscuity tones um i don't like caramel like like jamie was saying i don't like uh much melanoidins in my uh in my ipa it muddles up the flavor um Unlike Jamie, I don't I don't uh, try to use any kind of English ale strain with it. Uh, I use the Chico strain because um, I think that diacetyl is probably the biggest sin you can commit in an IPA, and I, I don't want to have any chance of that ever happening. Okay. Um, so uh, you know, we do pitch exceptionally low for, for I think for most breweries because um, I. I I also you know, I agree with Vinny Chalerzo about uh, it stripping out the alpha acids if you pitch too much yeast. So we pitch we pitch about seven million cells per milliliter to uh, keep uh, as much of those alpha acids in solution as we can. Um, and what I found just through trial and error was seven million cells was about as low as we could go and still get the same attenuation that we would have if we were pitching you know for a beer like that seventeen million cells. So um, listen to low. this man brewing like a scientist like he should be he's really c- counting the yeast cells and oh, everything yeah. i like this and and from a homebrew background too right yeah absolutely yeah i was a homebrewer for uh for four years before i went pro 
Um, we uh, we oxygenate uh, fairly low because I'm I'm really trying to um, I, to be honest with you I beat the hell out of my yeast I'm trying to stress them out and I'm trying to get a fair amount of esters in there because I feel like uh, some of those um, some of the esters that Chico that the Chico strain kicks out and they don't kick out a lot obviously but some of the esters they kick out that it kicks out is um, pretty complementary to uh, to the hops that we're adding in outrageous amounts um, the the we're 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 at about four and a half pounds per barrel in in our IPA, and uh, I think that's that's pretty outrageous. I, I I know there's a lot of double IPAs that aren't even close to that. Wow. So yeah, um, other than that, you know the 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 hop bill is. And I'm sure I'm going to get scorned from from some homebrewers for this. Uh, a lot of our bitterness is coming from CO2 extract, um, and that's uh, in large part because of the kettle that we're using. It's a it's a it's an old nineteen uh, nineties century system that was you know pretty much meant to uh, brew lagers and uh, was not meant to handle an enormous amount of uh, vegetal matter. So um, you know we try to limit the amount of uh, vegetal matter we throw into the kettle. Yeah, and we do that in part by uh, using some CO two extract for our uh, for our bitterness. Eh, uh, who cares? They're just homebrewers. I, I don't know what that is. CO2 um, extract. Well, you can, yeah. you can, uh, well, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not sure about what, you know, all the homebrew sh- shops are using or are selling, but I know um, Northern Brewer sells hop shots, and that's a CO2 extract. Um, and CO2 extract is basically, uh, you know, at exceptionally low temperatures under extremely high pressures, CO2 is pushed into um, hops, and uh, literally it pushes the. It, all of the um all of the lupulin and uh the you know just all the hop oils out of the hops okay a uh, very convenient to use can of uh of of bitterness extract it it it's not uh isomerized so it does have to be boiled but um i have i have contracted an enormous amount of this stuff for years to come because i know um it is probably the most consistent way I've found to to get a to get a great bitterness um, that isn't exceptionally harsh and uh, will allow me to yield a decent amount from my kettle, and it will also allow me to uh, push uh, you know a really big hoppy IPA or double IPA through my heat exchanger without plugging the heat exchanger. Man, listen to the big brain on Jeff. Yeah, look at that, cool. cool. <laughs> because these are smart techniques to uh, use the bittering addition, keep the yeah. vegetable matter out of there, a higher yield. Uh, also, if you're happy, you know, we've talked about the bitterness is a is a fairly neutral addition anyway. You're you're literally looking for bitterness. Yeah, it's just a base bitterness. Yeah, so it's a pretty smart move to maybe use some of these extracts in there. I mean, I'm sure there's some. There's got to be some flavor, but maybe in an IPA where you're using especially as much as as it sounds like Jeff's using, it, yeah. it's probably not going to matter a whole lot so, yeah i mean obviously it doesn't right i mean look at the guy taking gold so right yeah you can't well, say that it's wrong jeff on the extracts what's what's the economics here i assume you're getting you're getting a uh, bigger knockout so you're getting more beer uh, the, is the cost of the extracts offset by that or is it uh, come out uh, how does that come out yeah quite frankly um the 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 extracts are far cheaper really far um, cheaper wow. than than using uh than using um Pull leaf or pellets wow. hops. Even if you're, even if you're using uh, something, you know, summit that's you know eighteen and a half percent alpha acid, it can't compare in uh, cost effectiveness of using the CO two extract. I mean, so that is you know another another added uh, you know bonus to it 
even with that being said, and I'm this might not mean that much to home brewers, but I'm sure a lot of commercial brewers are going to drop their jaw when I tell them that my cost of goods sold on the IPA is around ninety eight dollars a barrel. Um, oh, that's wow. that's simply for the ingredients. Is, wow. And IPA is one of these that that obviously we pay more for as consumers because the cost of goods is generally pretty high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it is. I also you like know, that you know when people complain and say, "Well, you know, I don't, I don't think you should be using the extracts. I'd like to use." You can say, um, and you can you can borrow this anytime you want. You could say, "Gold medal, bitch." <laughs> and that's how you answer your use of extracts. I'm sorry. Can you can you ask me that question in my other ear? My gold medals in my in my, <laughs> right. in my right ear. Let me take that out, and I can hear we you. We need better. to make him a T-shirt. Yeah, gold medal bitch. Brewing Network says gold medal bitch. Well, uh, I think like uh, you know something that keep, people can need to keep in mind is you know are we brewing in Germany? Because in you know and obviously in Germany, um, we we can't use gypsum. We can't use any kind of firm cap. We can't use any kind of yeast nutrient. Uh, there, there's all sorts of things that we can't be using. Actually, we couldn't. Uh, we probably couldn't be getting yeast from the yeast suppliers that we're getting our yeast from because they're probably using some sort of ingredient that uh, is not allowed by their own Heichkabod. So we really right. need to be. Uh, you know, I, I think it's it's a sliding scale, and everybody's gray areas in different places. I'm simply going to use whatever it takes to make the very best beer I can, and I'm going to use whatever I can um, that's you know that that's available to me as long as it's not um killing uh babies or dogs or, <laughs> or dog like right right or endangering the pit bulls i appreciate exactly. that right. yeah exactly thank you for that uh, uh, jeff one question real quick about uh yeast handling and and uh esters from yeast you mentioned that ester production is part of something you strive for in in an ipa and that uh piturate is one way you do this uh, fermentation temperature is that something you do very differently yes. than a lot of brewers, you think, for this type of thing. Um, you know, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I, I know. I, I know. I ferment a little on the warmer side, not necessarily for my IPA. My IPA starts at sixty six. Um, it goes up two degrees a day, up to seventy two, and then and then stays there for a diacetyl rest. Um, I, I know uh, another brewer that uh, takes that yeast and ferments literally every single beer they make at seventy four degrees because they're really trying to kick everything in and out of a fermenter as fast as humanly possible. Um, with their lower gravity beers, I think that works really well with their higher gravity beers i think it's um it's kind of detrimental um that being said you know all all the rest of my house beers that are fermented with 1056 and pretty much all the rest of my specialty beers that are fermented with 1056 are fermented at 70 and uh you know just rise up to 72 on the second day to uh you know again just to get get a diacetyl rest um but you know, I, I manipulate that also with um, you know which uh, where in the in the cone I'm actually cropping from, as well as uh, the amount of oxygen I'm 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 adding to the adding to the word as it's going into the fermenter. Um, yeast it, to me, um, you know, you can you, and I and I think most brewing scientists would 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 argue the same as. It, you can make the greatest recipe in the world. You can make the wort absolutely perfect, and you can completely fuck up the beer by uh, not paying very close attention to what you're doing with your yeast. Right, definitely. I'm I'm a I'm a living testament to that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, one question that came through, Jeff, from uh, Hanky Spanky in the chat room. Um, I don't know if you mentioned it, but what kind of hop is the extract from that you're using? We have no idea. If you buy huh. buy your hop 
uh, hop extract from uh, Brewer Supply Group. Um, Brewer Supply Group will will let you know um, exactly which uh, you know they'll they'll let you pick your hop extract. But I think um, the price is about quadruple what it is from Hop Union. Hop Union's hop extract is um, you know I, I'm sure it's a blend of every. Um, high alpha hop that they have that they want to you know use up at the end of the year right. and uh, I'm more than happy to help them use them up. <laughs> sure, it's, and again, in that case, you're you are just looking for alpha acids to add bitterness, right? So absolutely, and and I think um, you know when you look at the really higher alpha hops that are that that they could be using, you're looking at you know and the ones that aren't selling out too. I mean, obviously, you know you're not going to be getting Simcoe in that in the in that uh, in that CO2 extract, but uh, I, I, you know, just looking at at my sheets of what does not sell out. It's Summit, it's uh, Warrior, um, it's possibly Magnum, and those are really low cohumulone hops. Um, and so, usually for my first wort hop edition, I'm using Chinook uh, to get about 30 IBUs, so that I can get a. I I, I personally like the the punch you in the teeth uh, kind of uh, effect I get from Chinook. Okay, so. and you do. Uh uh, first wort hopping, so you're actually putting hops in the kettle as you're transferring. Is that right? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Uh, we 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 had uh, Chinook as, as well as um, two pounds. No, uh, yeah, we're up to two pounds of gypsum that we're adding to the kettle as as we're filling it. And uh, and yeah. what's the gypsum for? I, I know Tasty talks about this in terms of hop utilization, but maybe you could describe it for us too for our listeners. Well, calcium sulfate does a, a really good job of keeping pH down in the uh, in the mash tun um, as as you're running off. But if you're adding it to the kettle, um, you know most of that most of the gypsum you add in the mash tun is going to stay in the mash tun. Um, if you're adding it to the kettle, you're going to be um, I don't I don't want to say softening the bitterness, but you're making it a richer bitterness that's not quite as uh, harsh, um, uh, quite as abrasive, and uh, you're also increasing uh, you know from from the from the things that I've seen from listening to people like Matt Reynolds and talk, who you know, obviously that guy knows about as much about hops as anybody. Yeah, um, you know, you're you're increasing the the hop, your utilization of beta acids, your and and the amount of uh, hop aroma, the amount of hop flavor you can get in the finished product. Okay, it's about uh, how much sulfate and calcium in parts per million would you estimate that you're getting total based on where your water started? Um, you know, our, our sulfate levels, our calcium uh, carbonate levels are about one, uh, 150, 160 in this town. So it's pretty damn high. Um, we, uh, we use a carbon filter and we're, and we're um, sometimes, for some of our beers, we're pre-boiling, not the IPA. Um, but our calcium sulfate levels at the end, uh, you know, by our, by, our, by our calculations should be, and they never put about uh, 200. So it's pretty high. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. One question, Jeff, uh, about uh, CO two extract. Have you ever have you ever tasted it? Um, no, I do know someone who made that mistake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've, I've heard of stories of hazings happening in breweries that have used CO two extract, where they make the they spike the guy's beer, make him taste it, or something. Oh like man! That. So I, I, we uh, I brought it in at More Beer several years ago, and uh, that was the thing I did. You know, you just I tipped it over, so there's a little bit on the cap. Unscrewed the cap. Hey, just taste this real quick. Put your, put your <laughs> finger right here. I did it to Plissé. Oh, he must and have hated you his, for it. His face went inside out. It was just like, yeah. oh my God. What does it do that's so unpleasant? It's just bitter. It's just the supreme yeah. bitterness. It's just super concentrated. Unpleasant hop. bitter. Yeah. Wow. It's, yeah. 
It's pretty funny. Yeah, te- I, I've heard of people doing that with Tetra Hop, which is um, similar to what they use at Miller, and that that stuff is a uh, that that's actually the isomerized alpha acid, and uh, it's even more concentrated than the CO two extract. I will say about CO two extract: don't get it on your clothes. Oh, uh, really? Oh, yeah. it will permanently stain whatever it gets on. Interesting. You will never get that out. I mean, it's just oil, right? So yeah, that kind of uh, makes sense. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. it's tar. It's it like it, it, it looks and smells like hop tar. It's um, like the hash of the hop yes, world. Right. I think tasty. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, you can yeah. you can do a CO two extraction on the other stuff. On the other stuff too. <laughs> on the cousin, you can do the same thing. I'm, I'm living in New Mexico, so I don't I don't know anything about don't hash. Know about but that. if right. I ever knew something about hash, I would say that yes, CO two extract would definitely <laughs> be. That's where the hop somewhere. guys learned it from. Right. <laughs> exactly. Quite possibly. Yeah. Sure. Now you used to you mentioned other great uh, breweries there in in New Mexico and you used to work for one too right Yeah I used to work for Chama River actually I think I was it was either on your show or on somebody else's uh, on the Brewing Network. I, I was interviewed a couple years back because uh, Ben Miller and I had won the GBF yes. gold. Yeah. For yeah, that the, was uh, here, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah I, believe, yeah, I thought it was. Um, yeah, I was at I was the head brewer at Chama River Brewing Company for two and a half years, and uh, that was a pretty awesome experience. And now um, my former assistant Justin is is now the head brewer there, and he's done exceptionally well for himself. Uh, he won a gold medal for his. Uh, Baltic Porter, a couple of, uh, but a, yeah, it was uh, not last GBF, but the year, uh, but the year before that. Um, and he's brewing great beer right. over there the other day. So great you beer. and your wife decide you, you you guys came to New Mexico. I'm just looking through my notes, and you guys came as uh, teachers. And well, go ahead. Yeah, we we were hoping to become teachers. I and see. That's what ended up happening. Yeah. Um, and I you got, got into a job beer, and and she just kind of fell into hers. So yeah, is she still a teacher, or are you guys both full time with the business now? Uh, well, I'm 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 more than full time with the business. She's uh, she's a full time mom. Uh, she uh, she's taking care of my son Miles right now as we speak. Okay, I'm uh, and and she does work at the brewery sometimes. Ooh. She's I'm I'm about as uh, personable as a as a boa constrictor, and so she deals with going down into the into the tap room and being the uh, the super duper friendly person that she is. <laughs> you need that. I do. We, yeah, look, yeah. Because brew- she's a lot better looking than me too. I was going to say in the beer world and in tasting rooms, we don't want to see any more dudes anyway. So thank you for uh, sending her down there. I appreciate exactly. that. Yeah, that's much yeah. So, better. so she and Miles just make their rounds of the of the brewery uh, every day and say hi to everybody and make sure everybody's got their beers full and everything. Like that, right so. <laughs> now, you got you're not a you're not a brew pub. You're just a brewery. Is that right? Yeah, we're we're a brewery and a tap room. Um, okay, we 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 started off with the idea that we were going to get into cans right away, and um, what ended up happening is we were right off the bat we were selling about twenty two barrels a week out of our tap room. Um, which we weren't expecting at all. We, I was kind of figuring maybe you know ten to twelve barrels a week would go out of the tap room. We got a you know we got a fifteen barrel system, but we only got three fermenters and two bright tanks um, to start off with. So we were really limited in in our space. Um, and, and so uh, last summer we, we opened December two thousand twelve uh, two thousand ten, and then last summer we uh, purchased two fifteen barrel fermenters and a thirty barrel fermenter and that allowed us to start um getting out into um getting out into the uh, draft accounts around town at this point we're in i think 34 draft accounts and we got 67 taps wow around town and um 
so I thought, you know, well, that th- maybe with the 30 barrel fermenter, maybe we'd start getting into cans because we had this small cast two head manual canner, which I was dreading ever trying to use. But um, we, uh, what what ended up happening was is the you know we we got in draft accounts and now our sales at the dra- at the tap room are over thirty barrels a week and and thirty you know, barrels in, a week that's crazy well in, done so that brought in even more business to our tap room yeah um, but I just put in a uh, a down payment on a uh, canning line from Wild Goose up in uh, Boulder, Colorado. It does about, uh, we're going to do 16 ounce cans. It's going to do about uh, 32 cans a minute. And uh, we we just put in a, a down payment for a two 60 barrel fermenters and a 60 barrel bright tank. Wow. Well, I see where your, your printing press is that tap room sales, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that was where you print the money, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it does not hurt no. to right. have a very... <laughs> Very ripe taproom sales. I, I can tell you this: we're not making much money off the draft sales. That's off the yeah. you know, the wholesale keg sales. But it's it's what helps the. This is going to sound like a really gay comparison. It's like when you hold a man's hand and kiss it. But you know those like um, you know those shops on like Fifth Avenue in New York City, like the yeah. shops that you can't you go into. You know the Neiman, Mar- not Neiman, like that's not even, that's a cheap one. I mean these like name brand like diamond Saks Fifth Avenue. These kind of clothing shops, they don't make any money on those shops. They're there to represent the brand. You know, you walk yep. in there and everything on the counter, whatever it might be, is you know half a million dollars or twenty thousand, whatever they are. Right? No, they don't right. sell anything in those shops, but it's a, it's um, but it, they're necessary because they represent the brand and they push it forward and they let you know that they yeah. exist. And so I'm saying uh, th- this is here's my long winded comparison: is that even if you're not making uh, a, you know, as much on the tap handles. You need it. You need your beer out there so oh, that yeah. people are talking about it and telling other people to go to the, oh, well, if you like it, you really have to go to the tap room because they have they have 12 of them on tap yeah. or whatever it is. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's yeah. my point. You need to move beer. Yeah. No, absolutely, you and, and to be honest with you, the um, the other breweries have been some of our, our biggest proponents uh, since... Because you know all the bartenders at them, all the brewers at the at their at those breweries, they hang out at my place, and they uh, and we hang out at their places, and um, we this this the brewing community here in Albuquerque has done as good a job as any of really being um, really pushing each other forward. Um, I'm lucky enough to have Il Vicino Brewing Company, another just world class brewery, right, right around the corner from me. Literally, uh, my wife and I walked to to the brewery from ours in about five minutes. Okay. It's a five minute walk. So oh, I like, like that. Al Pacino a 30, Brewery? It's a 30 yeah. second drive. Al Pacino um, Brewery. <laughs> and, um, what a pint. The, <laughs> their, uh, their, their beer is fantastic. And, uh, you know, but, you know, they send people our way all the time and we do the same for them. And it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a pretty awesome business to be involved with. I mean, I know you yeah. guys probably hear this story in, in, in every town but it's uh it really is overwhelming when 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 you're actually involved with it to realize that the people that you're supposed to be in competition with are actually uh going out of their way to help you right well what i like about your success story too especially when i see that you're producing such world-class beer and winning medals is that you know there's a little rumor right now that says there's going to be a clean out again in in the beer world you know there's so many got to be so many craft breweries, so many small breweries. Everybody's opening up a brewery. I love hearing about guys like Jeff here, who has been open since 2009, um, uh, obviously growing quite a bit. 
and then winning the shit out of uh, uh, Great American Beer Festival, things like that. So the beer is, is is also fabulous, as opposed to hearing about these. You know, yeah, well, there's a we have five neighborhood breweries, and I don't want to go to any one of them. <laughs> you know, or I want to go to one out of four out of five of them. Yeah. So uh, it, well, it, it is. It's also, I mean, the, you know, the thing what Jeff was saying about I think just overall the industry is that everyone's friends with everyone. Everyone yeah. roots each other on. So uh, while there are people that were sucky. be right, well, yeah. I mean, which is good. I'm sure there were people disappointed they didn't win. Yeah, that category, but I don't think anyone was going fuck that guy. Dude. F Jeff. Yeah, right. No, they were all probably really, really stoked. <laughs> of course, yeah. And we don't do that so much in the beer radio show industry because we're just better than everybody. <laughs> we don't have to, right? Uh, Jeff, do you still see that shithead Ben anymore? <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. Do you still see that shithead Ben anymore? That you brewed the uh, Ben Miller. Oh, yeah, ben Miller. Yeah. I love that kid, by the way. But Occasion- I, he's still a shit. Yeah. I, I actually I see him quite often. You yeah. do kick him in the yeah. dick for me. He's, Didn't he win like uh, he won? He won like the long shot yeah. and the pro yes. in the same year. One, that same one year. Night. No, he it was like night. the same day. Yeah, same, same day. day. And, uh, yes. I mean, that guy walked around with a, with a tent pole sticking out of himself. The rest <laughs> of the day. He's, he's, right. Yeah, he's he's never been eight inches, and that day, <laughs> that, day, <laughs> that, day he won. He that was day he was six foot tall and eight inches. Wow, it's like the story of the Grinch. That day his wiener grew right. ten sizes. Uh, we love you, Ben. You're a good dude. I hate you. I right, Jeff. I got to take a quick break. Um, I, if I can do that, I want to come back. You know, a lot of breweries that we talk about that are winning uh, gold medals in the ale category are not also winning in the Pilsner category, but you did. So can we come back and talk lager with you? Absolutely. All right, hang nice. in there. We'll take a real quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more uh, with Jeff from La Cumbra Brewing Company, and we'll talk about lager, 888-401-BEER, or hit the chat now button on the homepage. We'll be right back. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeasts, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's Super Yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Here's a bite for beer lovers. Soft caramel made with real craft brew and coated in chocolate. And hop drops. Hard candies made with real hop oil. Introducing Beer Candy from BeerCandy.com. Beer Candy's amazing caramels come in four mouth-watering flavors. IPA, bitter gold wrapped in smooth white chocolate. Lager made with a familiar beer from Boston and coated in milk chocolate. Lambic, soury Belgian goodness full of fresh raspberry and dipped in dark chocolate. 
chocolate and stout roasty cocoa chocolate insanity. Hop drops are made with Fuggles or Cascade hops and are known as the candy that bites you back. Choose from sampler and full sizes of both and make your mouth jump to life. All at beercandy.com. Hop drops and beer caramels satisfy your sweet tooth as only a beer lover could with beer candy. Visit beercandy.com today. You know when Israel had sinned and God was trying to decide who he going to send down to save the earth, they was around, somebody had, had suggested that he sent Abraham. He told Pharaoh that Sarah was his sister, not his wife. Then said, no, he can't send Noah. said, strictly illegal. Noah was a little, little, little wine old. I had a fellow live next door to me who brewed homebrew in the bathtub. The beer we selling now not good enough. But it was strictly illegal. I don't think you want to do this to your children, do you? Man, you gonna make everybody up there wild. I don't think you want to do this to your children, do you? Man, you gonna make you know, we have people that live on the street that'll go into your local Dollar General store and buy shaving lotion for a high. For a high. For a high. Chevy's Regal is stamped and approved by the government agency that says this is for high. Healthy. 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 Strictly illegal. For You don't want your child at a, at a party. Our children are already getting a, getting a hotel enough alcohol. Brewed homebrew in the bathtub. In the bathtub. I can just see my bootlegger now. I can just see my bootlegger now. Now, 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 now. I got all I want for free. I got all I want for free.
If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's exactly. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Dude. Put some yeah, sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. Network. <laughs> <laughs> Casters are back. It is four oh one beer. Whatever. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. We're talking to Jeff Irway. He's the founder and brewmaster of La Cumbra Brewing Company in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Jeff, you still with us? I am. There we go. All right. Thanks for being with us today. And uh, before the break, I mentioned, you know, not only have you done great in the ale category, obviously with winning gold at JBF with your with your IPA, but uh, you also won gold with, uh, it, was it American Pilsner? Uh, international style pilsner. International, st- I, I thought so because American pilsner not a even a category, is it? I don't think uh, so. Uh, there's premium American pilsner, and then yeah. there, that, so ah. that's like you know, Anheuser yeah. Busch, and uh, yeah. yeah, I decided not to go up against them. <laughs> it's not. It's not just American pilsner. It's premium. It's premium. Exactly. It's premium. American. Yeah, it can't just be normal American. Yeah. Right. Take off the A. Well, you see those really, really, really big banners at the GABF. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They got paid for somehow, exactly. right? Yeah. So international pilsner. Uh, so you also are, are a lager brewery. Um, yeah, you know, honestly, um, the we we brew the IPA for the for the customer for for, for most of our customers. Our, our IPA counts for sixty five percent of our sales right now, and it's probably going to go up here soon. Um, but uh, we we brew lagers for ourselves. Okay, I that's see. what we drink. Uh, well, listen, I love a good lager, too, especially a good Pilsner. It is uh, probably one of my favorite styles. Um, so why don't you tell us about the Pilsner that won gold? Well, it's uh, we, we named it Beer um, to be cute. and uh, <laughs> Right. I don't get it. And, and, and it sold pretty damn well. Um, it was made with a Canadian spirit pilts and malt. Um, I wanted to, to get as dry a beer as, as we could, so we added about uh, 22% corn to it uh, flaked corn and uh mashed at uh we did a step mash starting at uh 95 stops at uh 144 and 155 and then 168 um and then um we used i believe it was a hundred percent sterling for the uh, for the actual nice. all the hops, so it's interesting. You know, I was trying to go after something uh, you know similar to say uh, Heineken or Carlsberg, but uh, it was 100 percent you know North American ingredients other than the lager <sighs> yeast. Um, we ferment at uh, 48 degrees um, and uh, slowly rise up to 60 for a diacetyl rest, and uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, we 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 love brewing lagers. If we had more tanks, we'd do it a lot more often. I see. Is yeah. that a year-round beer for you? Yeah. Um, no, beer is not a year-round beer for us. Uh, South Peak Pilsner is. Okay. Which uh, I was pretty pissed when I saw that nobody even got a gold in that category. I entered that cat. I entered Bohemian Style Pilsner, and uh, I thought it was pretty damn good. But um, apparently, the judges didn't think so. I so, see. Um, yeah, but. 
uh, yeah, we uh, we we don't brew it year round. We we've brewed it uh, three times now. Though, so. okay. Now I'm a desert kid myself, and I know what the temperature can get to be there. Is that uh, those kind of over you know hundred hundred and ten degree summers? Is that uh, present any more difficulty for you in uh, fermentation temperatures than the average brewer? Hundred and ten degrees. You don't. You don't. You don't know Albuquerque then. <laughs> Albuquerque is uh, Albuquerque is at a little over five thousand feet, and we ah, uh, you're up we there. rarely get above ninety five. Definitely never. Very rarely get above a hundred. Um, honestly, the temperatures here are way better than where I grew up, which is uh, Rochester, New York. Uh, I'll take the I'll take the weather here any day in the summertime. But to answer your question, um, you know we've got a we've got a ten horse power glycol chiller uh we can ferment at whatever temperatures we want it wouldn't matter uh, anyway. not a big deal yeah. okay i didn't know that i yeah. thought albuquerque was still hot in new mexico i didn't know ah. well no new mexico starts getting hot when you uh get about oh 100 miles south of albuquerque it I starts see. getting real hot my hottest day in the desert and i think it's still on record there and you probably won't even believe me when i say it a million de grizzles it was 124 Holy degrees I believe it. That's my record, too. Is it yours also? <laughs> yeah. Needles, California. Oh, yeah. And and I was right next to Needles. I'm talking Lake Havasu, Arizona, which is just across the river from Needles, exactly. California. And <laughs> and it was... Uh, I have a t-shirt from it because it was the hottest on record and my family is real ghetto and they bought us all t-shirts for that. And hottest. I survived it! <laughs> it was like, yeah, I survived hundred. And and it, and it was and it was so hot that they um, uh, there's a part of Lake Havasu called the Channel where you can go kind of hang out in. It's the easiest by access to like swim in mm. and stuff. They had to close it down because the E. coli uh, factor in the water with the heat <laughs> with that with 124 degrees the water was like 90. And so you couldn't swim in it, and they had to shut it down for like two weeks because of the amount of E. coli that had grown in the water. That sounds great. Yeah. They Why did you leave? Shock it with three percent alcohol. <laughs> yeah, <you're right>. yeah. <laughs> I survived. Three percent. Like, e. coli will die. I got right. this T-shirt and this Budweiser. See, and you guys laughed at me when I said we had ice stores, but you had to go to the ice store in Lake Havasu to uh, deal with this 124 degree. No, no, Albuquerque's Albuquerque's a very tolerable heat. It's okay, a, it's a very very beautiful weather. Here. Well, then I may visit because I avoid the rest of the desert. I only, the only I only know Albuquerque from Breaking Bad. That's all I know. I'm gonna be one of those people. <laughs> I see. And it's like, oh, they have a mountain and some stores. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. How, how, yeah. And, and the funny thing is, is, everybody talks about what the uh, what that uh, show's done for you know Albuquerque as far as business and stuff like that i'm just like yeah but what about tourism (laughs) (laughs) right right just like what twilight did for that shithole that bevo (laughs) likes to go visit what's it called don't hate forks forks we were actually shooting outside of our brewery for two days straight oh uh, really last last spring yeah they were shooting and it it was hilarious to see the cars go by on the backs of trailers you know yeah (laughs) yeah to do the shots doing driving scenes well, at yeah. least you got that instead of Twilight. Imagine if they were shooting Twilight outside your brewery, and then we'd get to make fun of you for that. Yeah, and then uh-huh. we we go to your brewery and go, wow, people aren't as pale as they are in that fucking movie. That's weird. <laughs> right, right. I don't get it. Yeah. That's, that's stereotyping. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, let's see. What else? Now, you also want a silver <laughs> medal for your foreign-style stout. Yeah, the Malpais stout. That's uh, our year-round stout. Um it's uh you know again it's uh using Hubert's pale malt. Um we uh 
that that's the base malt. Uh, you know, unlike what what you guys were talking about with Jamie, I I still brew that like a home brewer. I'm, I throw in eight different, well, not seven now, seven different malts into that beer. <laughs> and um, what are the so, different malts? Oh, jeez, you're gonna put me on the spot. It's a uh, let me see. It's a uh, Hugh Baird's um, Crystal One Thirty Five One Sixty Five. It's a uh, Hugh Baird's Seventy Eighty. Hugh Baird's Roast. Thomas Fawcett's Pale Chocolate. Franco Belgis Kiln Coffee. And uh, flaked barley. Did I get them all? I think I got them all. Um, Again with the flaked barley. Jamie absolutely. mentioned that also. It's a yeah. good. It's a good. Uh, you know, additive man, adjunct. Or do whatever. you use that, it, uh, JP, in your uh, stout recipe? Um, I'm more. I, I I've toyed around with it every now and then. Um, yeah. I think with the oatmeal, you can't necessarily really tell. Uh, but I don't know. How about you, Tasty? Use flake barley in anything? I have, but not to any great extent. I've used it just as a small amount, just for. I think I did it in some weird Belgian pale texture. Oh yeah, Belgian. I think yeah, but okay. But again, yeah. with all the different kinds of malts, I, I'm still fascinated by that because the so many muddled flavors could happen. Yeah. I, I, I don't disagree with you about that, uh, but what I I kind of think about it the same way I think about um, an, an IPA's hopping. So with an IPA, I'm going to use a huge array of hops. Actually, our, our IPA right now is up to six different hops. Wow! And, it, wow. And, and the reason is is because if you get a if you get a, a huge variation from year to year in one hop or even two hops, the chances of you noticing a big difference in the overall product um, the next year is is pr- slim to none because you've got such a, a wide array of hops um mm. with a beer like the malpai stout where it's a really just a product of an enormous amount of an, an enormous hop bill i mean sorry enormous malt bill um if there's a, a big variation i mean some of these malts are coming from very small malteries uh thomas Fawcett's is an enormous incredibly small maltery um you know, we, if if there's big variations um, of those malts, we we won't necessarily notice from one year to the next. Okay, I like this. Jeff's really challenging a lot of the assumptions I would have about many of these ingredients, like yeah. and how he uses them. Hop varieties and IPA. Over time, I've gone simpler and simpler and simpler because I thought that was going to provide more, you know, even not necessarily predictability, but good angular flavors. Yeah. I really like his approach of, you know, crop variation getting around that potential issue and fermentation temperature a little bit different than some of the common wisdom among, among a lot of home brewers a little bit higher ion content in the water also a little bit more elevated than a lot of people would normally think is and obviously the results are, are really really good like it's pretty cool to yeah. think about uh jeff's methods are a lot different than some of the common wisdom out there well you gotta you can also remember you know i'm i'm unfortunately unfortunately i'm not a home brewer anymore and i don't have the luxury of you know just kind of throwing caution to the wind and and, and necessarily making you know making the very finest ipa i necessarily can in the given moment i make the finest ipa can over the course of a year over the course of many years and you know uh if if in a given year, I might uh, smell, you know, the Simcoe that I have, or the um, or the Columbus that I have, and say like, "Wow, that's absolutely fantastic! I want to make a single hop IPA with that this year." Well, I can make a single hop IPA with that this year, but do I want to make the same? Um, IPA next year with that single hop. You know, there's certain um, you know vintages of uh, you know certain years of, uh, of of certain IPAs that I won't name by name that are, are single hop IPAs and they're they're incredible. But uh, if you if you do um, you know in certain years, I'm sure they're not going to be that great because the crop of that hop that that specific year just wasn't that great. Yeah, you want it to be somewhat predictable year over year. 
that's what people well, expect. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have a uh, go-to um, IPA hop that you really like? I know everyone's talking about Simcoe lately. You can't even buy it. Uh, Good. You have a go-to? I am, I am well-contracted with Simcoe through 2015. Okay. Um, uh, that that's that to me is a hop that um, at, at this point you need to have in your dry hop, otherwise uh, you ain't gonna win shit. Okay, um, that's an interesting perspective and probably pretty fucking true. I think, yeah, I think he's <laughs> right. Uh, definitely yeah. an advantage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, you just can't. Um, and uh, but but Columbus is is the predominant hop in in my IPA at this point. And and the reason I've done that is uh, is more than anything just because it has been the most predictable hop over the last decade to me. Um, it's been the one that I've got the least amount of petroleum and garlic out of obviously the growers there know what they're doing when they're picking it and uh um, they're doing a good job of getting it off the field uh, you know at the right time um are the the petroleum and garlic flavors which uh, are by the way are both great descriptors uh because yeah. i know exactly what you mean when you say it is that something that's a timing off of the vine uh thing uh, you know i i i'm not a i'm not a a farmer. I'm not a hop grower. I just only know what I've what I've read and what I what I've uh, seen over the last uh, decade or so. We, we've had some some hops go from like for instance, uh, Summit to me the first year it came out, big orange mango um, cacophony of tropical aromas. Um, the next year it came out, and and that also happened to be the the year that we all went through a huge hop shortage, and so um, tons of people contracted huge for Summit. And what happened the next year it came out garlic onions and petroleum and uh it, it, and on top of that it was contracted you know this might seem like pittance to most uh, home brewers but it was very expensive at you know almost 15 dollars a pound um but uh to me uh yeah it, it has everything to do as far as i've heard everything to do with timing if you um if you harvest too early you're not going to get all of the big ripe um aromas that you want to out of the hop if you harvest too late um you're going to get a lot of petroleum garlic and onions out of the hop and uh yeah um so there's uh, when i hear it's about a one to two week window where you where you can pick and it's actually uh it's actually exactly what you want to get yeah okay. nate's nate's brought that up on the show yeah patrick uh, thing. patrick smith at loftus talked a lot about that when we were looking at some of the experimental acreage that they had in their fields some of that really huge onion and garlic thing i was asking him he said you can get this out of a lot of different varieties if you let them go too long. I and see. that's a symptom of the hop being left on the vine mm. too long. So yeah. kind of like Jeff is saying, that second year of Summit could have been a late harvest yeah. as part yeah. of what happened there, possibly. Well, which is, you know, why you want to check your... That's why a lot of breweries will... will I mean, that's, that's not why, but, you know, check their... You go and get a sample of the of that crop. Yeah, you right. Know, and you they'll see do what the, it is, because it does change. They'll you know? do well, the rub test had, on it. Yeah. We've had brewers in here say that they can do that. They can take a, their shipment, smell it, and send it back Yeah, because they buy that many hops. We've also had other brewers in here say, we don't have that luxury. We, yeah, some, we get what they send us. Right. Some <laughs> some can and some, some just can't. Yeah, but. yeah. You have to be a very large brewery to be able to... Um, to be, you know, to if no. you're going through Hop Union, you have to be a very large brewery yeah. to to be able to pick um, what you're, you know, what hops you're getting. Um, Brewer Supply Group does allow you to do that, uh, but.
but uh, yeah, I mean, through Hop Union, you're basically getting what you're getting. Um, the thing that I, you know, I, I continue to like about Hop Union is the quality that I'm that I'm getting year in and year out from them. Their their the quality of their hops is is very high. Um, and, and as far as um, you know, Hop Lake Simcoe goes, the reason to me it's so popular uh, year in and year out is because year in and year out for the last five years that it's been available is it's been uh, it's been the most consistent hop uh, around as far as bang for your buck as far as total uh, beta acid um, levels and um, as, as far as that you know that nuanced cat pee aroma that, that everybody talks about you can't uh, yeah. every year every year you've gotten at least some of that that you know it sounds like it would be incredibly undesirable but uh, for some reason people love it <laughs> because people are stupid that's why Jeff. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right exactly. now that that's why people are stupid I think they just love the high alcohol attached to that I think so too oh, actually I wonder maybe. if it, I wonder if it is kind of a um, uh, like a Pavlov Pavlovian thing where I smell that it must have a lot of high alcohol so it I'm going to I'm going to drink that. I'm going to brew an all Simcoe beer and call it Golden Shower. <laughs> and then have it like 4% um, alcohol. Head's going to see you for that. They're going to see you. <laughs> oh, that's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're probably entirely right about that. Well then call it peeing on you. Yeah. <laughs> and just go It'll just be obvious. Yeah, just straight forward. Just, just call it R Kelly. Yeah. Call it R Kelly. I'm going to pee on R- you. R Kelly. <laughs> That's a good idea. Girl. Uh, I'm on you too. <laughs> Girl. All right. Where can people find information about your beer, Jeff? Um, LacumbreBrewing.com. Okay. As well as our Facebook page. Um, they're updated regularly. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, you know, unfortunately right now we are only available in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Okay. So you have to come here to try us. But, um, we'll probably be available throughout the state of New Mexico within the next year. And, uh, Possibly, possibly outside the state uh, in, in in the years to come. I hear that twenty five people pass through New Mexico every year, so I'm they sure you get a big uh, tourist. You know, ouch. <laughs> Actually, New Mexico is beautiful, isn't it? But it's a weird... New Mexico's a weird... I think it's a weird state. Well, it's got the word Mexico right in there. <laughs> it's <laughs> not just, doing it any favors. They favorite. left it there. They left the word Mexico there. We could have done that in California, but we didn't. Right. We're better at marketing. <laughs> one of the first nights I hung out... My, my wife grew up here in New Mexico. One of the first nights I hung out with her when we were back in college in New, in New York, somebody straight up came up to her and said, you're from New, you're from Mexico? You speak such a good English. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Right. You should have said, okay. You got accepted to our college. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. Where are you but, from, Jeff? I'm from Rochester, New York. New York, okay. Wow, yeah, New but, York to New Mexico. But I'm but I've but I've been out here for 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 ten years now and I and I love it. It's a it's a beautiful state and it's yeah. a there's a lot of beautiful people here and I, I like that um white people don't make up the majority. That's kinda cool. I like <laughs> that too, yeah. If you don't still, don't necessarily feel. Oh, you guys live out in California. We know yeah. exactly. Yeah, and in the Bay Area, we know exactly what you mean. I like that too. Actually, yeah. you can get a good yeah, burrito out a, there. Lots of cool culture here. Lots Very of nice. Really great culture. So. All right. If you're passing through Albuquerque, New Mexico, you can go visit our friends at La Cumbre Brewery and apparently get some world uh, world class beer because they did very well at GABF and uh, only been open for a short time. But it, but Jeff obviously has worked at some other breweries there too. So uh, listen, I'm uh, congratulations on your success. It's really fantastic. Well, thank you very much, and thanks for having me on, guys. You know, yeah, you, you. you've given us some really good beer info. I'm going to say the same thing that I said to Jamie to you, because we kind of did this dual brewery show just because Jamie was in town. I'd love to have you back on and, and talk more more beer info, so so please do come back on the show, because I, I think yeah, we barely scratched the surface. 
maybe next time I can actually send you guys some beer. That oh, would that'd be good. <laughs> that would also yeah. be fantastic. Bevo, do I need to take this call before I get rid of Jeff? Is it for Jeff? Oh, there's no. It's you, not a call. Use your microphone, baby. She's just. Uh, She's just talking to a friend on the phone. No, apparently. nobody was yeah. there. She's talking to Sam on the other line. Yeah, I saw that comforter too, but I think it's too blue for our room. <laughs> All right. All right, Jeff. Thanks so much for being on the show, and I'd love to have you back, man. Well, thanks very much. Appreciate it. All right, brother. Take care. Yeah, you too. There you go. Jeff Irway. He's from La Cumbre Brewery, and uh, and I mean it. Uh, wow. I mean, yeah. right out of the gate. I, I like these interviews. That, that they're, It's a piece of cake to get the beer info right from yeah. the start. He jumped right into... Uh, Really showing us that he knows what he's doing in, right. in the brewing science uh, part of it, I guess, is what uh, I liked uh, most about it. Yeah. So, And we need to add Jeff to the list of guests who have a better radio voice than the host of this program. Agreed. He's on that list. That was a good voice. Uh, we got to figure out what uh, headset he's using on that Skype. Maybe I need it. Wasn't bad. I'm going to do all my... Uh, I'm going to start interviewing from the other room. I'll be on Skype <laughs> in the other room on whatever headset Jeff is using. It'll be good. I thought this show might be just, uh, you know, obviously, you know, Jamie's kind of a friend of mine, so I thought maybe it'd just be one of these uh, me-having-fun shows. I think that between Jamie and Jeff, we gave out more beer information tonight than Seriously. we have in about four months. We should take uh, two months off. <laughs> I think we should. That's how I like to consolidate it all into one show. <laughs> I like it. Uh, speaking of taking time off, uh, yeah. JP... Yeah. I'm out of town on a Sunday coming up. And when? I might be out of town also. Where are you going? No, you have to do it. Where are you going? I'm going to Disney World. No, you're not. I am. I'm going to Disney World in Florida. Florida, wow. My old man is uh, flying us out. My He wants to take my nephew to Disney World, so me and KTG are, are picking up my nephew in Vegas uh, and flying to uh, yeah. Orlando. Yeah. So, he, don't worry, he's below the... Uh, oh, he is? You uh, should go to Harry Potter land. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's weird? Is you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> That's rude. So, on uh, March 18th... Uh, I am actually gone. You're the host of the show. I'm actually gone that weekend. You're not. I think I am. I'll you, check. I'll you do. didn't give me that heads up, so you're no longer gone that weekend. You're I, just, I wasn't aware in my contract where it said I had to. Uh, let me let me double check, but it should be fine. Where the hell Who's are you the going? guest? Oh, we're having our friends from Ladyface Ale House that day. Oh, really? Yes, we oh, are. Oh, good. I love Ladyface. From where I grew up, Agoura Hills. Perfect. Yeah. Great. Bevo will be here, I think. And uh, Oh. So I'll have to do all the work then. Yes. Yeah. And whoever keeps calling, uh, I'm sorry, something's wrong with your phone. I can't hear anything. So stop calling. It's Target, making sure your billing address is correct. <laughs> they have my cell phone. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> well, they should really give it back to you. How are you going to play Angry Bird? Angry Bird. Is that like Rim? Angry Bird. <laughs> I don't even have Angry Birds on my phone. <laughs> I was just you kidding. You silly. I have cut the rope instead. I have cut the rope instead. I don't have any breaks left in us. We're going to wrap up everything yeah. right now. Drunk of the Week, 888-401-BEER. Call right now. Unless you're that guy with no voice. Who can't figure out how to use the phone. 888-401-BEER. We'll do Drunk of the Week right now, and uh, we're going to get out of here. I got Kate's KTG's mom in town, and <laughs> um, because of that, I, we're like watching her fucking shitty little dog little barking it's dog a, that you hear a, in the background it's a cornish game hen with a, a <laughs> with a dog tag i want to stuff it with peppers and put it on a spit you and me both it's such yeah. a stupid little fat rat it is <laughs> I hate little super fat what's it's the super fat it's a little fucking sausage a little football now listen y'all know i'm a dog lover but truth is i've discovered i'm not really a dog lover i'm a i'm a racist when it comes to dogs 
I like large dogs. You like <laughs> real dogs. I like, like them real big. Dogs. Yeah. But when it comes to these Yorkshire Terrier, yeah. they're like worse than cats. Little sausage pieces of shit. <laughs> I have her cat here too. I have her fucking cat here. Yeah, well that's And funny. I like the cat better than I like the little fucking sausage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But on top of that, I thought my man Walker the judge <laughs> would have my back in the cat department because I said, "I said, look, we'll watch the cat if it's cool, but obviously, if it doesn't get along with Walker with the dog, we can't do the cat thing." Walker likes the piece of shit. Like Walker's Wa- getting blowjobs by that cat, <laughs> like every good. every twelve minutes. Cats are rad. That's why they don't make noise. I, it is better than the sausage because yeah. of that. But I thought that Walker would have my back, so I didn't have to watch the cat. Walker's dumb. I, I got. Walker is dumb. I wanted to take that little dog and bring it in here and pretend that it was Flavigale <laughs> and just say that they have like hypertrichosis or whatever that disease is where you <laughs> the have the hairiest. wolf man's face. Yeah, yeah, I go. This is that little ugly dog. This is <laughs> this is baby Esther. Yeah. What do people say that the people that actually like small dogs? What do they list their reasons? What? Why do they like? The what? You know, I love dogs. I can't figure it out. A because lot of they tough, can carry it in a purse. Yeah. Well, a lot of tough guys I've noticed. Like actually, my neighbor across the street, he you know has a flat build hat, lifted truck, you know. Harley Davidson, and I see him walking around these two little shithead dogs. Right. And I think, you know, they like to say because, you know, my wife really likes them, but every tough guy likes to cuddle with something, Scott. Oh, God. You know what I mean? And you know what? This dog, this fucking dog, makes a little yippy sound it's making in the background right now. I don't know if you can hear it, but it's basically every eight seconds. It's like nuts. It's like a metronome. Well, it does that because it wants up on the bed. Because apparently KTG's mom like lets this like spoils this piece of shit. That's and the worst. So it's like it's like at the foot of the bed, like trying to get on the bed for like and 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 with Walker, if he if he wants something and I ignore him, he gives up after four minutes. His dog goes on relentless and on. Well, because and on because and 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 it's just the same thing with kids. Why you go to a restaurant and you have shitty kids that are go mommy, mommy, and they go right not now. I'm talking. And, but they don't actually discipline that little piece of garbage. Right. It, eventually, they give in. And eventually, you know, the owner of this dog gives in and it's goes, an okay, fine. Yeah. And then that's what it is. Yeah, the so dog learns to never shut up. Yeah. It, yeah. Even though that I know it's an owner problem, I'm I'm going to admit, again, I'm a dog racist. Agreed. Of course. Well, also, not, not to mention that Sam is out there, but he's in the other room. Why doesn't Sam do something about that yipping dog? I ran what out there. I said, good shut for? the fucking dog up. He's what are you doing? our daughter. There it is. There's, the, there's little Flabigail. Bring this, put it on this camera. <laughs> wow. This, put the dog and the shitty baby I on the camera. Which one is which? Well, whichever one has shit in its pants is the <laughs> shitty one. Look at these two things yeah. right here. You got, you got you the... You can't f- tell. It's a mirror image. And by the way, they are both equally fat. Hi, Flabigail. Flabigail's staring at me. You both look like sausages to me. <laughs> That's because she loves you. Be nice to her. They're both is, tolerating this amazingly I'm well. I'm waving at her, the yeah. little sausage. She they're both, she they're both sausages. At least that thing shut up now. That Sam, just hold that thing for the yeah. next hour, will you? I'm going to put my finger in his butt. Ready? <laughs> poor dog. Hey, wait. This poor dog. Hi, hi Flabigail. Flabigail's in the studio and just hanging out. That is a damn cute kid. She stares at me weird like Sam does. Sam stares at me that way also sometimes. And it, <laughs> The blank stare. Yeah. That, that, that thing could either be uh, uh, asleep with its eyes open or a zombie. You just don't know. <laughs> right. Just sit there with those two those two sausages. Well, you say, <laughs> Sausage. At least they're quiet the dog, now. <laughs> the dog is heavier. The dog is definitely heavier than the baby. And Does the baby like the dog? Yeah, I think so. I think she kind of likes the does dog. Does the dog like the baby? No. 
I like that Sam's now been reduced to babysitter now that Bevo's back in action. It's the only thing he's uh, qualified for. Well done, Bevo. Got Highly the boy qualified. just hanging out. Uh, KTG brought the baby in here at a break and was like, oh, do you want to see the baby? And Bevo's like, no. Nah. <laughs> I'm, I'm working. She said, do I need a baby fix? I didn't. You're like, no. Get that fixed all the time. All right, we got some calls. Let's do some Drunk of the Week action. And, and we got Twitter uh, game, too. Don't forget that. We got some Twitter game. Uh, John from Canada uh, is on the line. John, what's happening, man? Hey, man. Hey, brother. What's up, bro? Well, Drunk of the Week for you? Yeah, man. John, are you wearing a... Do you have a flat-brimmed hat on? <laughs> no, no hat today, no. Not today. I like that he's from Canada. No. Like if I called the radio show and it's like, where are you calling from? America. Well, he said Ontario. <laughs> I just didn't feel like typing it. Okay. Ontario, Canada. Come okay. On, All right, Ontario. All right. John, no. you been drinking tonight? How about them? Oh, yeah. Lots. Leafs. Actually, I've been drinking since 10 a.m. Nice. Damn. East Coast time. What's the occasion? I bottled my first Lambic and then brewed another Lambic. Oh. So. I like that. Got into it. What have you been drinking? Uh... Well, I drank a pint of my uh, my first Lambic straight flat out of the carboy. There you go. And then I celebrated with a bottle of Cantillon. Ah, uh, a boy. And then... Uh, Which Cantillon? Uh, shit, I can't remember that. I can't pronounce the fucking name. It's the one with the grapes. St. Lambinus. Oh, St. Lambinus. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, you had yeah. the Vignerone. The Vignerone. Yeah. Yeah, 2009. That yeah. Vigner, the Vignerone moved in next door. Fucking awesome. <laughs> the Vignerones are taking up the neighborhood. Yeah, they drive by with the loud music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, they got into uh, uh, Tasty's Pale Ale. I brewed that three times last year. Tasty's Pale Ale. Right. You make a Pale yeah. Ale, Tasty? Yeah. Tasty yeah. APA? Yeah. Oh, tasty, oh, the APA. I, I APA. Tasty yeah. all the time, man. All right. All right. That's cool. I got you. And, uh, I, yeah. huh? Do you have any friends? Oh, yeah, yeah. There, I had a buddy over today help me bottle the Lambic. You married? We hung over from our homebrew meeting last night, so yeah, he I left see. early. Sounds like a good homebrew meeting. Sounds like a Brewing Network homebrew meeting. Uh, <laughs> are you, you got a wife? Yeah, man. Married. Uh, 15 years this year. Sucker. 15? 15. <sighs> Shit. Must be one taller. Two little girls, Two oh. little girls also. Uh, oh, yeah, hey, man, that, that's our club, man. Our, our, our fucking club's called the SOBs, Southern Ontario Brewers. See? Right. I knew that somehow. So would your wife agree that you're hammered tonight? Oh, yeah, she has already told me to go away. <laughs> she's like, go to bed. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, she's, yeah, she's like, I'm going to bed. Fuck, you keep drinking. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good wife. Yeah. I've uh, had that be... conversation many times. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't want to be pod anymore. All right. Uh, all right, John, you're in the running for Drunk of the Week, man. Sweet, brother. You want to shoot off a gun or anything? Uh, no, man, it's Canada. We got no fucking guns here. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's right. right. No, no guns allowed in no. Canada. No, man. What about firecrackers? Unless firecrackers you like allowed? Or right. Huh? You get your firecrackers allowed in Canada? Uh, only on the Queen's birthday. What the yeah. fuck's allowed in Canada? Nothing's allowed. You can't do anything in the Canada. Only, the only firework that's allowed in Canada is when it explodes hey, man, and has I, a smile. I can face. brew as much fucking beer as I want. I got no 200 fucking gallon bullshit like you guys got. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like that. I, I, I brewed fuck, I, I, I 50 batches last year, man. Holy shit. That's pretty good. Yeah, I brew every weekend. boy. Thanks, to, you know, thanks to, to you guys, really. My, my beers has, have been fucking 
outstanding. I oh. bet you that your beers there, are the beer outstanding. Your beer is fucking shit. Outstanding. <laughs> I'm serious. I bet his beer is outstanding because I always say you have to practice at it, right? Taste. You got to yeah. do it. Yeah. If, he's brewing, year. if he's brewing every weekend, I bet his beer is fantastic. Oh yeah, you could get good My at fucking it. Fucking beer is awesome, dude. All right, John. I think you're... I think Tasty and Jamil for that shit. That's for sure. There you go. Yeah, welcome. All right, John. You're in the running for Drunk of the Week. Keep strong, brothers. Later. All right. Well, uh, if he brews every weekend, um, you know, then he would have like 52 batches or something, right? <laughs> well, he's close. He's very, he takes two weekends <laughs> off, JP. Leave the guy alone. Yeah. Hey, Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah. Look, I'm not the one who said it. Two weeks off. Come on. I'm not the one who bragged. The you sky know? is falling is on for Drunk of the Week. What's happening? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. What's oh. up? What's up, buddy? <laughs> I, he watches Jersey Shore, too. <laughs> hey. Cab's here. I want... I want the Jersey Shore. The Cavs are here. The Cavs are here. The Cavs are here. Where are you calling from? Wow. I'm You're... calling. I'm calling from Tucson. Are you jealous? <laughs> I'm really jealous of my of my desert past. I am. am I, do I have my geography wrong with you too, or is it fucking hot there? No, it's fucking hot here. Right. Hey, you talk about being from Havasu all the time. I'm from Kingman, which is like an hour away. Yeah, Kingman you know? sucks. Dude, pre- Kingman is like. Kingman is like Havasu plus mess. <laughs> really. Kingman is Havasu, except that it has the state prison in it, is what the difference is. Yeah, I'll, yeah, but the, the state prison, freaking people escape from there every other weekend, so it doesn't matter anyway. Hey, listen, I got family that did time in Kingman. This is what kind of, this is yeah, what kind of family I come from. I got family that did time in Kingman. So, uh, I bet, right? Yeah, it's no well. good. It's no good. I'm not even well, from Havasu. I'm like a pussy Havasu guy because it was my parents' vacation place that they retired to. I wasn't even from there. I was from worse than there. I was from Hesperia, California. <laughs> At least Havasu oh, had a ass. lake. But uh, Yeah, well, that that sucks anyway. You'd, but you'd be proud whatever. to be from Havasu. So you've been drinking? Yeah, I would be proud from Havasu. I have been drinking. Um, I've been drinking a shitload. I've been drinking since about 10 o'clock this morning. Or something. Why? Why not? Why? Yeah. Uh, why not? Because he lives in Tucson. That's what I just said. Yeah, because I fucking live in Tucson, man. What the <laughs> you kind of wake up and you go, shit. Well, yeah. I'm still yeah. in Tucson. I can't, I can't leave, exactly. which would be infinitely better than being Tucson. drunk. But. I live in Tucson. What can I do? I can go shoot some guns or something in the desert, maybe. Yeah. I can drink some beer. You should drink and then go do that. You yeah. can do both. See, Bevo got yeah, hardcore both. while she was oh, gone. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Teaching that kid right. I like it. Uh, maybe I can drink and shoot guns. On a scale of one to ten, how drunk are you? Four. How drunk am I? Uh, I'm gonna have to say an eight, maybe. Wow. All right. It's up there. Yeah, you, I like an eight. You live alone? Uh, yeah, I'm alone right now. I'm drinking by myself. <laughs> <coughs> I drink alone. I'm not judging you. Uh, yeah, exactly. I drink alone. I like how the dog is now barking a lot more. Yes, someone sped up the metronome. I thought Sam was taking care of that dog, Bevo. Really? Why are you yelling at me? Because (laughs) you you brought it into our lives. Control that man. Hey, hey, Bevo, I just want to say that Flabigail is looking fantastic. (laughs) She looks like a very healthy little girl. Thank you. Congratulations. Flabigail's like the size of one of your boobs. (laughs) Flabigail is definitely the size of one of my boobs. (laughs) 
Not I, your I, boobs, you asshole. I think this guy. I think this guy wants to be put on the short list for when Flabby turns sixteen. Yeah, yeah. I think so. She's looking real good. Dude, yeah. I'm a big fat ass. I'm not going to delight tonight right now at all. How I'm much? How much? Tonight. I wouldn't delight either. What do you weigh? It'd be stupid. What do I weigh? Yeah. Three twenty. <laughs> no. I weigh, I'm a uh, six feet zero inches. I weigh three twenty. It's a big man. Six feet three twenty. That is a big man. Holy I'm shit! A big fat load. <laughs> I'm a big fat load. What do you need? Like what a like a three X T shirt or four X? Um, I don't know. It depends. Sometimes I wear a 2X and sometimes I wear a 3X. You know, he doesn't sound 320. You know what I mean? Like, uh, oh, 320. Yeah. A oh, lot well, of then, times when you're... Me. The fat <laughs> chokes the vocal cords. And you, yeah. you, you know, you kind of sound like you have a bigger chest cavity. Yeah. He kind of sounds more... He sounds like about 120. He does. And now we have the answer to the question of why he was drinking since 10 a.m. Necessity. Right. <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> he needs to kill the pain exactly. in his rotting joints. Exactly. It's necessity, man. Well, your BMI is 43.4. Well, probably. I have you are no doubt about that. Considered Jesus. morbidly obese. How old? How old are you? How old am I? I am twenty three years old. What? Wow, bro, dude, you're gonna die. Yeah, what's up, man? Do you have like a, some thyroid bullshit, no, or are you just an unhealthy does. eater, man? I'm just. I'm fuck. I don't know. I'm just an unhealthy eater. I guess. How I don't know shit. Let's take his happy drunk and make him feel all bad about himself. <laughs> oh, no. 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 We're trying to. We're trying to help. I actually feel bad. What'd like, you What'd you eat for dinner tonight? Oh my god! Ten hams. Um. <laughs> actually, I didn't really eat anything. I got some uh some Schlotsky's deli for dinner for lunch. Lunch. <laughs> yeah. Lunch. Of course you I did. I didn't really eat anything for dinner. You know what I ate for lunch? What? I ate a fucking Bell's Hop Slam for lunch. That's what I ate. What'd you have, all right, what'd you have for dinner yesterday? Get, maybe, tell me everything you ate yesterday. List maybe it his, off. Maybe his I'm not gonna, I don't want your beer list. I want your, I want your food list from yesterday. Maybe yeah. his gut is his liver. Um, let's see. What did I have yesterday? I had a, uh, a burrito. Yeah. How many? Like uh, a super a burrito. Like a super right burrito, right? Dinner. I took yeah, five definitely. and glued them together. All right, yes, super burrito. <laughs> I'm, not jo- I'm, not jo- I'm not messing around here. No, I don't. No, I don't want you to mess around. JP, shut up and Sorry. list it off. The super burrito. Go on. Super burrito. I had a uh, a bratwurst for lunch. A bratwurst. <laughs> just All right. one. All right. Just one. Just okay. one. All right. Go on. Don't hate. Don't hate. No. no, no. Um, and then for breakfast, what did I have for breakfast? I had like a uh, ten babies, an, an elk, <laughs> an elk, yeah, a, a scrambled egg. I think I had a scrambled egg and some bacon for breakfast. One scrambled yeah, egg. No one just makes one. Scrambled well, two, egg. but you know, See? two scrambled eggs. How about that? Okay, eleven. And how many yeah. beers would you say you had yesterday? Yesterday, I had six beers, maybe. So twelve. Maybe six beers. <laughs> All right. So this is this is my, it's my serious question. Like you know, see a doctor, man. Well, he doesn't need to see a doctor. Yeah. Well, if he's not eating a whole lot, I can tell him right now what the doctor's going to tell him. He needs to stop eating like he that. might have some medical condition. Well, how how big yeah, is the rest of his family? Fat. No, That's he his needs medical to condition. It might be eat fun. more often, healthier things, right. And exercise. Well, it, he could have a thyroid condition. How, how big's the rest JP, of your family? I'm serious. Suck a dick. You and your 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 hey, paranoia. But he doesn't know have a thyroid. Not condition. at all. You don't know that. He doesn't know that either. I know it. You I know it. Then how I did he get so fat? Maybe I'll, 
Sam, get this shitty ass dog out of here. I do what I want. You just, you just, you, so, you know let me ask you that. If I buy it, if I buy a 3XL t-shirt, that just means it's a little more money for the Burning Network, right? <laughs> I don't want your blood money. We don't charge more for fatty sizes. I want you to live. I want you to live a long, happy life. You're 23, bro. <laughs> That's bullshit. But at the, <laughs> at the same time, I wouldn't mind going uh, and, and, and having him take a video of him shooting uh, like a shotgun with no shirt on <laughs> and play it in slow motion because right. I want to see what happens. Sky, can we get that from you? I could totally do that, dude. I'm from Arizona, dude. Yeah. It's legal no matter what. It doesn't matter. I'm from Arizona. You don't even know. I know how to slow mo shoot what? If I wanted to. I got a fucking Sony Red. I don't give a shit. I'm from Zona, bro. Okay, stop. Right. Exactly. Right? Now, listen. If you, Let me ask you this. <laughs> what? What do you do for a living? I, I eat. What do I do for a living? I'm a... Uh, I essentially, my job is the equivalent of He's watching grass grow for a living. That's pretty much what I do. What, do you work at a golf course? You're like a maintenance guy? No, he's a cow. No, I'm, I'm in, I'm in, uh, I'm in plastics technology, right? Okay. So basically, I watch a part, plastic part, come out of a machine and get cut automatically okay. every minute or so. It's ridiculous. Are you Are you happy with your life? <laughs> no, I'm asking honestly. Yeah, I know. I want to know if you're happy. What do you think the answer is? Because I because if you're happy, then go on, continue the way you're going. But I feel like maybe you could make some changes. Uh, I'm okay. <laughs> I'd probably make some changes. I would. I would very much prefer to be like working in a brewery or something, you know. Right. But but other than that, like I'm I'm not too bad. When's the last time you walked You're around okay. the When's the last time you walked around the block? Uh, last weekend actually. All right. Well, you take the dog. You got a dog. I'm a big fat load, but I do a shitload of working out. It's ridiculous. Oh, you do. What do you yeah. go to? You go to the gym and stuff. No. Well, I try to, but I work. I work nice and stuff, so it's kind of ridiculous. Taco Bell on the way. Really, kind of go. Will you stop it? I'm look. I'm the one who cares about him enough to say go to the doctor. He doesn't need to go to the doctor. Yes, he does, dude. Doctors are a sham. Here's what doctors doctors are a sham. (laughs) Modern medical science is is a sham. Here's what the guy's gonna tell him. Same thing I'm gonna tell him. He's gonna say, "Listen, buddy." You gotta. You need some vegetables. Listen. <laughs> you need to walk around the block a couple more times. He ate probably a thousand calories like yesterday for breakfast or for for, for, breakfast. for his whole meal. For no, t- no, let's say two thousand calories all day. Super burrito. Super burrito is five thousand calories okay, right there. Yeah, no, no, let's say three thousand calories. He, but you, my point is, you don't get to be three hundred and twenty pounds eating under three thousand calories a day. You don't. It doesn't matter if you don't even work out. You're you're taking him too literally. That's the problem, JP. That's why he doesn't need yeah. to go to the doctor. Well, because I asked he's him literally. Ten thousand. He's eating and drinking ten thousand plus calories a day. Well, and I don't... he sits at a job watching plastic things shoot out of a thing. I'm really glad this is a beer radio show. No, wait, this is the Dr. Laura show. <laughs> yeah. You know right. what, Bebo? Bebo? Bebo is nailed it on the head. All right. Well, you're Thank you. Right. I have your back, buddy. I'll tell you why he's... All Bebo, fucking eight acres of it. I'm going to tell you why this guy's... Bebo, you are the woe man. <laughs> Thank you. 
I'm going to tell you why he's at the top of my list for Drunk of the Week right now. Why? Because he's let you guys make exactly. fun of him for the he's last been, eight well, minutes. Not just that, he's been very forthcoming. And you're only this forthcoming when you've had a few beers. Uh-huh. No, I think he's one of those right. fat people that likes self-degradation. No. Yeah. I'm serious. All of a sudden, right. he has a fetish. I'm No, but I'm serious. He doesn't feel good about himself, and so the best thing to do is let people... Ma- Look, who do you think you're talking to? <laughs> I could testify in court as a fucking professional. JP, is this your cousin? (laughs) Yes. I'm not JP's cousin. You're not JP's cousin. Oh, hey, you know what? Don't see a doctor. I hope your little heart explodes. (laughs) Maybe it will. I hope your heart does not explode. Listen, at 23, you got plenty of time to sort this out. Yeah, go to a fucking doctor, dude. He doesn't need a doctor. He He needs exercise. He needs a doctor. Because actually, you do need a doctor. If you're that big and you start exercising, you could have a heart attack. So you need a doctor to put and you through your paces. Not at You watch too much television. He's 320 pounds. You know what his arteries look like? <laughs> he's fine. At 23, he's probably fine. He's fine. See? The doctor would tell you to go to Weight Watchers. The doctor would say the same thing I'm saying. That's right. I'm saving hey, the guy money. Casey is the man. Did he say what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't believe it. Casey, what do you have to say? Yeah, just go to Weight Watchers. There you go. Go to Weight Watchers. Oh, yeah. They'll save your life. But you had an egg and a sausage and a burrito all day. Damn it. That is... JP, listen to yourself. Look, I don't care anymore. The fact that you think that's a healthy diet... I didn't say it's healthy, but I'm I'm saying it won't put put on that much weight for six... Bacon and eggs, a bratwurst, and a super burrito, JP. That's a ridiculous amount of food. It's not that much. It's enormous. Whatever. I do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and this is why I'm glad we don't have public free health care. Because then my taxes will be paying for fat boys' knee replacement. Doing what they want. Yeah. I don't even get... Oh, shit. That was was that my knee or was that a chicken wing? I don't know. Snap. All right, brother. Exactly. You, you're in the running for Drunk of the Week, man. Ain't no thing about chicken wings. Ugh. A lot of them. Yeah, ten buckets. You bucket. weigh twenty three stone, bro. KFC family size. Twenty three stone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sky. Thank you for being uh, honest with us. And you, sir, are in the drunk. Uh, uh, you're in the running for drunk of the week. Now go do jumping jumps. All right, I do what I do. All right, brother. Later. Mm. Hey, JP. What? Hey, JP. I don't get it. JP. I don't get it. Go ahead. Suck my. He just had a heart attack. He just died. <laughs> he, is. he just JV was right. He needs no, to he got he got all angry and elevated. <laughs> Suck my up. Yeah, fucking heart. The big one. When he lives on the ground floor. Oh shit. <coughs> what else do I got here, Bevo? Uh, homeless brewer. Homeless brewer. I'm not sure that that's what his name was. I couldn't hear. God that damn it! Yeah. I just made him up. You know, his name is like, probably like Alex. There are only two reasons that I'm happy to have you back here. Homeless brewer, left and right. Three, three reasons. Because I do like your smile, also. But man, are you a shitty uh, phone answerer? Dude, I really couldn't hear. <laughs> you never can hear. <laughs> homeless brewer. Don't forget Twitter game. Give me a phone that doesn't suck. Is it homeless or boneless or what? What rhymes with home? Who are we talking to? It's it's homeless brewer. Homeless Honus, Honus Brewis? Oh, ho- like Honus Wagner? Okay, oh. really? Can I get some credit hi, now? Hi, if JP, JP is there. My, my, my World of Warcraft name is Homeless Brewis. Honus Brewis. Also homeless. sounds like Homeless H-O-M-U-S Brewer. H-O-M-U-S. Oh, homeless. B-R-U. Yeah, homeless. I thought he like, said hummus at first. Like the garbanzo bean That's dip. a stupid <laughs> name. Huh? Huh? <laughs> 
What? Yeah, wait, what? Man, I, st- I stopped World of Warcraft eight months ago, bro. It's all about Star Wars yeah, now, baby. Hell, fuck, fuck the World of Warcraft stuff. Yeah, dude, Star Wars, I'm telling you. All right, you two. Uh, you been drinking all day, the homies? Qu- the, the quest lines are a lot better. Let me tell you why. I started about one. All right. That's Eastern Standard Time. B.C. <laughs> over, on the, over on the west, no, the other side of the west coast, east coast. <laughs> By yourself? Now my girlfriend was drinking with me for a while, but she kind of canned on me. She passed out, huh? Nah, she didn't pass out. She's just sleeping. I can wake her up. I don't care. Wait Are her shoes on? <laughs> with your... Huh? Did she have shoes on? Hornus bonus. No, she didn't have any shoes on. No, that she didn't pass out, I guess. I guess you're right about that. Uh, all beer? No, or you guys... got tired. She, I told her what I was doing. She didn't, so, last time I did this, she got pissed off, and she could tell you why if I woke her up. But Why'd she get pissed off? I, I, you'd have to tell, she'd have to tell that story. You can tell me why she got pissed off. Uh, just, I, I, yeah, I could. What'd you do? <laughs> why? I, why? I, I stayed up all fucking night yeah. trying to get drunk, and I got drunk. And then? And, you know, over on the East Coast here, I mean, oh, an hour. Fuck here. It's like, what, 11 o'clock now? Right. Yeah. So it was so, just that you stayed up all night, or did I you try I just, to... I just, I just, I, no, I just, I'm sitting at the computer desk here just drinking. I got drunk, and I had to go pee, and I peed in the wastebasket next to the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's standard. That's <laughs> standard. Yeah, you get, you get four extra points for that. She didn't, she didn't, she, no, she didn't find out until, and I didn't know I did it. And then like uh-huh. three, four days later, she's oh. like, what the fuck? There's smell around oh, it. And, no. like, and then she went to go look for some business paper she thought she threw away. And she says, what the what the fuck's going on here? It's all wet. Dude, that, that, it, wasn't, it wasn't pretty. That's when you tell her you have a ghost. Oh, man. As you said, I, I peed in the clothes hamper, not there. It was the other place. Yeah, <laughs> this shit's haunted. I yeah. didn't do well, nothing. Yeah, and the thing is, I've done this like two or three times now. It's just like, <laughs> oh, what is it? I really think you're haunted, bro. The mad, the, the angriest I've ever been at Sam like involved him peeing in a in a garbage can. Really? All over the kitchen, yeah. also. Uh, what do you like? Uh, I don't understand. Why do you keep peeing in the bucket? Well, no, that's the first time I did in a bucket there. Where do you normally pee? Well, no, I went in the toilet, shithead. <laughs> have you, but, like, have you peed, like, in the corner of the bedroom and shit? Well, one time when I was, like, when I was single and I was, like, 22 years old or something like that, I, I came out of my bed. I was living with my mom, and I came out of the bedroom, and I had to go pee. And I took a wrong turn, and I pissed on my uh, my, my stepdad's nightstand. And he, like, woke <laughs> oh, up. He was, like, splattered and, like, pissed to shit. And oh, did like, he oh, beat your ass? Man, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> And I was just like, oh, sorry. I went around and went back to the bathroom. <laughs> sorry that my wang is next to your head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I don't know. You think I'm my, my stepdad, you know? So, I nominate this entire show as Drunk of the Week. What drunk a of the hot year. damn mess. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I was dreaming about asparagus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, my, girlfriend could tell, my, my girlfriend could tell the story about the waste paper basket. The asparagus. I'll tell you what. I will give you Drunk of the Year right now if you go piss on your girlfriend. <laughs> Just go pee on her. No, I can't do that. Just, no, I can't do that. You don't have to drip, piss on drip, her. Drip, you don't have to drop, pee on her head drop. or anything. Just <laughs> pee on her butt. No, Girl. No, no. no. You're not going to do it. piss on no. you. <laughs> just, I, I cannot believe you. What if you. You're such an instigator. All right, what if you bring the, the waste basket into the bedroom next to the bed <laughs> and you piss into the basket again? 
She won't even no, know. No, She's I not can't. gonna be mad at you because she'll think you're drunk again. No, she wouldn't do that. She would. She'll be fine. Just piss in the <laughs> wastebasket. No, because, you know what? She takes Ambien, and she's out like a light. Oh, so she won't even know. Won't well, even be fun. I, well, Ambien gives you night terrors, so she might wake up <laughs> screaming real loud. Yeah. She might think a snake is attacking I, I her. Really gotta, I really got to wake her up really, like, vigorously. Right. Like, yeah, you do. All right. To, to get her, you know I mean? But she'll do it. I mean, she'll, she'll, she'll talk to you if you want to talk to her. <laughs> Like right now? Yeah, talk to somebody Sounds on like Ambien. a lot of work. Yeah, go wake her up. I want to talk to some broad on Ambien. <laughs> oh, my God. Go wake her up. All right, just say. Her name's Gina. Uh, I think she's already awake. I hear her. Hey. No, what'd you say? It's Justin. <laughs> Justin. Yeah, like she knows who the fuck I am. <laughs> Hello? Hi, Gina. Hello. Hey, this is the Brewing Network talking to you. Damn, Gina. No. Oh, boy, Dave's so excited. <laughs> <laughs> How do you mean? He's got a big wang right now? Oh, oh well. Yeah. But uh, we're trying to get on this little show of yours for a while now. Right. <laughs> were you drinking with him today? Oh, I had a couple. Nothing like he, nothing at the level he's at right now. How drunk no. is he on a scale of <laughs> one to ten? How drunk is he? Um, you know, I haven't really seen him in about two or three hours that I've been out of the room, but he looks like he's doing pretty damn good. I had probably had to put it almost to 11 or 12. Oh. Are you, <laughs> you going to have to change the waste paper basket tomorrow morning, you think? Yeah, he told me he peed oh, in the basket yeah. last time. Yeah, that was real lovely to find that. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Especially on my hardwood floor. Oh. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get him to pee yeah. on you. Would that, would, would that have uh, shown that he was pretty drunk? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's out there. She would have woken up and "You are real drunk." <laughs> <laughs> has he ever, uh, has he ever peed in your bed before? Like, like sleeping? And he peed the bed? No, no, no. Thank God, he hasn't done that. That's good. <laughs> he does walk around the room in confusion though, and crashes into walls. That's, that's entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I'll, I'll let all you right. go to sleep. I didn't want to interrupt you. I just thought it'd be fun for a second. So, uh, <laughs> thanks for talking all to right. us. Okay, here's Dave. All right. Bye. Thanks, bye. All right. Then we're going to get out of this call. Hey, Justin, uh, all Justin, right. Yeah. What's up? Dave, you're in the running for Drunk of the Week. Your, uh, your wife confirmed it, so yeah. uh, you're in the running, my I friend. I saw my wife. She's my girlfriend. Oh, you're so sorry. My wife is someone different. <laughs> yeah. My wife would be real mad if she... All right, let me talk to your wife. My <laughs> thing or thing. No, I... No, I can't have it. Yeah. By the way, I just want to point out, don't protest so loudly next time someone calls your girlfriend your wife. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not good for your relationship. Okay. Oh, I do it all the time. I'm sure she's not. I'm sure she's not, but I'm just saying. You know, I'm you, sure she's you don't believe ar- you. You don't want to argue about it too much. That's all. like, no way would that ever happen. <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah, want to say things like, oh, hell, have you seen her? <laughs> hell no. I can do better than her. <laughs> you don't want to do things like that. All right, Dave, you're in the running for Drug yeah. of the Week. Bye. That's all right. All right. You're in the running. Goodbye, Dave. I got to go. Who else we got? We got Twitter game. Homebrew is falling. Uh, Homebrew is falling. What's happening? It's the sky's falling, but a second call. Hey, buddy. Hey. What's happening? Not too much. (laughs) Sorry for bothering you at home. How's it going? (laughs) You called us? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, I remember. It was a while ago. All right. You, what the fuck is that supposed to mean, passive-aggressive? <laughs> <laughs> You've been drinking? Uh, yeah. Here, here and there. All right. Mostly here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. All right, you're in the running for Drunk of the Week Yay! also. All right. Uh, let's go for uh, Chris from uh, Sweden on the line. Chris, what's happening? Sweden. Hello, my brothers and friends. Hello. What's Hello. happening, man? You been drinking? Uh, of course. What have you had? Let's do up north. Up north in Sweden. Up in Sweden. All right. Is it not Sweden? Mm-hmm. What have, what have you had, Chris? What? Uh, I don't know if you understand metric system, but I think I've had a thousand liters of beer. That's like four ounces, dude. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's fucking pussy shit. Yeah. Some, something like that. Okay. Or not. So you've had a lot. What time is it there? Uh, it is soon six in the a.m. Oh, shit. What time did you start? Oh, I started maybe at 3 in the p.m. and then took a little power nap and then woke up and started again. All right. You live by yourself? Do you, uh, do you uh, live? Just seems, just seems to wake and going to work again. <laughs> oh, this is the guy we talked about with the uh, uh, with the cool wife. I think we talked to him once. Like, he drinks all yeah, night, and then she gets up for work, and he's still drinking with us. Is that right? She, she's the uh, she's the money maker. The money maker. That's right. Bring it. A check. Does she shake it? Did you win drunk of the week that time? No, you guys uh, shafted me in the a hole. Mm. It happens. <laughs> it was, uh, if you're gonna get yeah, shafted, it happens, it happens, you know, it we've, happens. We've well, been known, an opening there. We've been known to do that. Yeah. Uh, hey, it's cool. I still respect you guys. Okay. <laughs> I still respect us in the morning. <laughs> As uh, Whitney Houston used to say, I want to dance with somebody. Yeah. All right, Chris, you are now in the in the running once again well, for Drunk of the Week. Justin, Justin, yeah. Can I tell you a horrible brewing story? Yes, make it quick. I was brewing, I was brewing beer. Uh, a car boy blew up in my arms and it cut my wrist open. Oh, oh shit! Oh. How many stitches? Dude. Did you have to get stitches? No, I think he just bled out. It just he needed a fake right arm, fake hand. No, he didn't yeah. need stitches. Was that it, Chris? That's the end. <laughs> oh, he's also an epileptic. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> wow, that was play, creepy. Let's play the Japanese video game. Chris, we're losing you. No, we I think he's him. right on track. He sounds like RoboCop. <laughs> he sounds like Max Headroom. I watch RoboCop. What? 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 Kim and uh, uh, maybe it's Andy. One of the Woods is on the line. Yay! Hi, hi, whichever Wood is on the line. Hey, it's me. Oh, hi, Andy Wood. How hi, are you? Andy. I know you're not calling for Drunk of the Week. Hi, Bevo. No, I'm I'm calling for Sober of the Week. Right. Okay. You win. Winner. I'll put you in the running. Actually, I was calling to see if I could if I could take some calls. Oh, you want to take some calls? Yeah. Sure. Sweet. Uh, we yeah. got here. We go. We got Shrugs on uh, line four calling in for Drunk of the Week. You want to talk to Shrugs? Yeah, yeah, go ahead and put him through. All right. Hey, Shrugs, you're on the phone with Andy. Hey, Shrugs. What's going on? How you feeling, buddy? Uh, a little drunk. Oh, a little drunk. What does that mean? Um, Don't say I'm answer the question. Kind of Hello? Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. How much have you had to drink? Go. Um, too much. Okay. Exactly. What is too much? Please go. Like a few barley wines. Uh, a few, few barley wines. Exactly. How many barley wines have IPA. you had? Go. Three barley wines, pints, and a couple IPAs and a few pale ales. Hold it right there. Three barley wines, comma, pints, or three barley wines, pints? Three pints of barley wine. There we okay, go. Okay, which barley wine have you had, and how much alcohol was in each one? Go. Old Guardian. Okay, uh, good, good. Something. Okay, and you had a pale ale, is that correct? Yeah. Okay, now, what I'd like you to do, do you have a pen with you? Uh, do you want me to find one? <laughs> Yeah, go ahead and take your time and find a pen. We're just going to wait. <laughs> yeah. That might take a while. That might take a while. I'm sorry. Okay, you know what? You sound pretty drunk to me. Let's get the next caller. Next uh, caller. All right. The line. There we go. Shrugs is uh, he's there. Uh, we have Juice back, but we already talked to Juice. We already talked we to beef? Juice. We don't talk to Juice now. Who's on two, Beef? Did you talk to Juice already? No, we yeah. didn't yeah. talk to Juice. You didn't yes, talk we to did. Juice. When? Yes, we, no. no, he called. Last week? Um, he, he, he called for one of our guests. Oh. Yeah. Or he asked a question in the chat. All right, Andy, you have Juice on the line. Hey, Juice. Hi, Juice. Is it Juice or Juice? (laughs) I thought it was Juice. Juice. I'm not a Jew. Would there be a problem if you were a Jew? (laughs) Uh, not for me. No. There we go. Do you consider yourself racist? (laughs) Just against Jews. Okay, we'll take that as a yes. Are you drunk? Go. Uh, what? Yeah, Are you I'm drunk? Kind of drunk. Okay, good, good. And what have you had to drink, beginning with the first drink and the time and the amount? Go. Are you fucking kidding me? I don't know, dude. You the called in for drunk of the week, did you not? Uh, I did. Okay, let, then let's go ahead and get started on your resume. Let's hear it. <laughs> Andy's like the DA of uh, drunk dude, of the right. week. Shut up, God damn it! Sorry, fucking, go, carry on. Dude, last time I called in for drunk of the week, I drank a whole fucking case of beer, and you guys thought I was lying, so I'm not even going to list off my resume. I'm just really drunk. We'll put it that way. Okay, are you still drunk from that case of beer that you had last week? Talking uh, to the microphone, Andy. No. Are you still drunk from that? <laughs> okay, no. So what have you had tonight? Let's be serious. Let's go. This is serious business, and trust me, I know what it's like. So go ahead. I know you might be nervous. Don't be nervous. Just just tell um, us what you had. Okay. I know so, I had a Three Philosophers. That's a good beer. And, three Philosophers. And, yeah, it was pretty good. It was a 2010. I pulled it out of my basement. <laughs> And it's a, sweet, uh, right? and Ale Smith, we heavy. Ale Smith, we uh, heavy. Got it. Go. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you now. Bel- All right. Not Belgian. Belgio, uh, Stone Guardian, whatever the fuck it is, the Belgian one for the Bali one, and then a shit ton of homebrew. Juice, can I ask you a question? You sure can. Are you from the East Coast over there in Boston? <laughs> I'm just south of Boston, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought that's what was the case because I heard you got that Southie voice. All right, so you're yeah. feeling pretty good, right? Are you Are you from California? Can I ask you that? No, I'm from uh, East Coast, Maine, up in Falmouth. Okay, good. All right, All then. Right. Take down, here's here's joke, what I want you to do. If you want to win this, you got to do what I say, okay? I've done this before. I'll try it. All right, unzip your pants. <laughs> what? Unzip your pants. You're from Japan? No, un- I'm going to say it one more time. Unzip. Unzip your pants. 
Unzip my pants. Dude, I'm not wearing pants. Stop answering your question with a question. Just unzip your pants. <laughs> I don't got much time. Go. Dude, if I if I had pants, I'd unzip them, but I'm not fucking wearing them, dude. I'm in my box shorts, yeah. You're, you're naked from the, the waist down. Andy, we're losing you. Andy, where'd your microphone go? I'm not naked. I got boxes on. It's still a little cold. We get a mild winter, but it's a little cold, so I'm still wearing boxes. All right, all right. So that sounds pretty good. Okay, then uh, next caller. <laughs> Juice, you're in the running for Drug of the Week, my friend. Um, the Sky is Falling, who is the fat guy, Andy, wants to talk to you. Is that okay? Oh, perfect. This guy I've been waiting for. Can you hear me okay? Uh, Beef, what's he on, two? I thought he was one, but actually it's two. Sorry. That's, all right. Uh, yeah, I can hear you okay now. You kind of fade out there, but now you're back. Uh, sky Hi, is Falling, you're on the phone with Andy Wood. Hi, Sky. Hi, Andy you. Wood. Hey, buddy. Andy how are you Wood, doing, though. pal? I'm good. How are you? You know what? I'm feeling pretty good, but I want to know how you are. Uh, I'm feeling pretty, uh, pretty drunk, I guess. Okay, so how much do you drink every night? How much do I drink every night? Why do people answer questions uh, with questions? Just answer the fucking question. <laughs> how much do you drink each night? That's funny, right? Hey, hey, hey. Alright, I probably drink like... Maybe two beers every night. I work night shifts. Liar. So basically, my beers, when I drink them, are at 8 a.m. maybe. Are these beers in the uh, shape of a small bucket? (laughs) Are they in the shape of a small bucket? Is it me? Okay, Uh, let me just get some uh, feedback. Is it me or is everyone answering my questions with questions? Yes. Okay, just checking. Okay, go ahead, buddy. The answer to that question is yes. Um, The answer to that question also is yes. Okay, so you drink out of a bucket? Drinks are in the shape of a small bucket. A small bucket, okay. Um, All right, well, that's all I got for you. Next caller. All right, there we go. And, Beav, I'm getting confused with this. Uh, If we're starting to repeat phone calls now, then we're done. Yeah, it's repeat phone calls. The first guy is the homeless guy again, and then it's shrugs again. Okay, that's fine. We don't need to speak with them. Uh, Okay, I think think I'm done here, Justin. Homeless is quite offended you didn't ask for his resume. Oh, yeah. Uh, Andy, do you want to get homeless's resume for me so he doesn't cry? Uh, no. Let me think about it. Yes. No. Which one is he, Beef? He's four. Right. Do that for now, me, Andy, would you? This guy is he's homeless, correct? Homeless. Uh, he's home, homeless. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Homeless I'm, Brewers, you're I'm on with Andy with Wood. Homeless. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Yeah. How's your home? Homeless. Homeless. I got Brewers. it. So where do you live? Yeah. Homeless Brewers. Okay. So you're homeless. We got that. Um, are you doing yeah, okay? No, is there anything homeless. we can do no, for no, you? No, not homeless. It's... it's you know what I found, homeless brewers, that a lot of homeless people around here have pets, mainly dogs. Do you have a dog to protect you? We're worried. Go. Yeah, I got, I got, a, I got a chocolate lab. He's really protective, yeah. Those are great dogs, and I'm glad to hear that you're being protected. So, do you need help? He's a chocolate lab. He's a chocolate lab husky mix, and he's, like, ferocious. Let me tell you right now, is the dog near you? I can't find him. I think okay, he's exactly. You know why? Woman. Because he's right yeah, fucking behind you. Turn around. I, think he's, I, I, think he's, I think he's in bed with a girlfriend, and it's not good. Okay, well, that's good. He's probably having sex with your girlfriend. Okay, what have you had to drink? Uh, what have I had to drink? Yes. Besides Ripple, because we know that's what all the homeless people What's drink. Am I right? <laughs> I'm not fucking homeless. Stop it. <laughs> okay. It's okay. You, know, it. you, know, you have a home. Everyone has a home. Home is where the heart is. Am I right? Well, I don't actually have a home. I'm living with my girlfriend. You're homeless. Okay, well, so you don't have your own home then, and you live... Okay, well, well, let's just go with that then. What have you had to drink? 
You have a German Shepherd, uh, and you're homeless. Uh, and you're followed around by I this German Shepherd. German Shepherd. I got a chocolate lab oh. with Oski mix. A uh, chocolate lab is that where you make chocolate, like Willy Wonka? Is this one of your fantasies? <laughs> you're not on Hello? crack, are you, homeless brewer? I'm not homeless brewer. That's bad business. Just ask Whitney. <laughs> He said chocolate lab. I'm sorry. I misunderstood. All right. Okay, go ahead. You've had some I, ripple. I've been, listen, I've been listening to you guys since, like, like the fifth I'm sorry. Was that one had. word? All right. I'm not going to let you two abuse each other. I'm not abusing anyone. I'm sorry. Andy, stop abusing Homeless Brewer. Okay, I'm sorry. Homeless Brewer, I, I apologize. Um, I'm just a... Uh, just a guy trying to, you know, make his way through the world like like you are, right? All right, Bob, I'm hanging out on both of you now. Thank you very much. Homeless Brewer, you're in the running for Drug of the Week. Andy Wood, <laughs> you're fantastic. What can I say? Not homeless. <laughs> Not fucking homeless. <laughs> I don't have a German Shepherd. All right. Am I in Japan? <gasps> JP, do me a favor. Have a yes. shittier look on your face. What are you talking about? Talking about that fantastic segment and your shitty look on your face. No, I'm a shit. This is how it look. It's a shitty look. That's just You're the way his face right looks. Now. All right, you guys ready for it to vote? Yes. We have John. Oh, does, does Bevo know the new rules? It's got to be unanimous. Let's be unanimous now. Oh. We'll be here for a while. Get ready. We have John, who is the Lambic guy, and brewed a bunch of tasty APA, and his homebrew club was called Sob. Those are the notes I have. Then we have uh, The Sky is Falling from Tucson. He was big and fat. Big Three, boy. 320. <laughs> yeah. It's not nice. Then we have Homeless Brewer. It's not nice, but it was true. A homeless Brewer was the guy who pisses on everything. Piss, piss, piss. Those are the notes I have. <laughs> then we have Homebrew is Falling. And he didn't talk to us about anything. Well, because we bothered him at home. Right. We asked him things, and he just kept answering in simple... Yes and no answers. Then we had Chris from Sweden. He's called in before. His wife's the breadwinner. He's been drinking since 3 p.m. It's now 6 a.m. in Sweden. We should note that. Then we had Shrugs, who Andy interviewed, and found out that he had three barley wines, a couple of IPAs, and a shitload of other things. Then we had Juice, who had a Three Philosophers, a Wee Heavy, a Stone Guardian, and I don't know what else. He wasn't wearing any pants either. He also was not wearing any pants. And I, believe, and I believe he's from Baston. <laughs> Just south of Boston. Those are our people. Everybody got it? Oh, yeah. All right. Raise your hand if John from SOB is drunk of the week. No hands. Raise your hand if the fat is falling, otherwise known as the sky is falling, is drunk of the week. All right. I think we got uh, three votes there. It's going to be a long night. Four. Uh, raise your hand if Homeless Brewer is Drunk of the Week. He was the most drunk sounding of everybody. For sure. Mm-hmm. I could be swayed that way. Uh, raise your hand if Homebrew is falling. The guy who didn't talk to us is Drunk of the Week. <laughs> That's a big zero. Chris from Sweden. Not even a single vote. He was drunk. He was. He was. But I like him. You know. No votes. Shrugs that Andy interviewed. Everybody's voted. No, no. And then Juice. <laughs> I have to I have to go down the protocol, Bevo. It's protocol. Yeah, in case we get asked later on, like a year from now. And then Juice. The okay. internet podcast will audit us. All right. Uh, how many people are in this room? Six of us. Uh, three of us uh, voted for The Sky is Falling, and three of us voted for uh, Homeless Brewer. Uh, 
I would have voted for for Skies Falling, except for I feel like he lost his buzz during the 15 minutes we talked to him, and we harshed his mel, and then his he couldn't have been as drunk at the end of that phone call as he was when he called us. Right. Plus, I'm willing to sway my vote just because homeless brewers started to get real angry. He he got real mad at the end, and that's uh, that tends to be a sign of drunkenness. By the way, there's a weird baby peeking its head in the in the in the door. Weird fat. It's a weird fat animal. She's adorable. Uh, all right, I have now moved my vote over to homeless brewer, which, which makes it which makes it four, right? Because I the anger has has swayed me. Plus, uh, I think you're right. We talked to uh, a, a fat guy long enough for him to sober up. We killed his buzz. Tasty. Uh, it, where's your vote lie? You originally... well, I was with Sky. Uh, <laughs> what do you think? Can well, you be swayed? Uh, yeah, I could see. I could, I'm only fifty fifty, so I could I could switch over just for the sake of getting a, a quorum here. All right, Tasty has switched over. Yeah. And who was the third vote for uh, Sky? Was that Homeless. Nate? Yeah. Yeah, I could be swayed. Yeah, he was getting pretty angry, pretty aggro. Right. So he was drinking whiskey or something there towards the end. Sure. And Plus, he woke his wife up? Homeless Brewers. He did wake his wife up, that's true. And he pees on a lot of things. Yeah. And also, if He's we don't racist. if we don't pick the Sky's Falling, we'll get him to compete again. And I had a lot of fun talking to him. Yeah. That's true. So, uh, I think it's now unanimous. Uh, homeless oh, Brewers. Yeah. I'm not... I'm not homeless. Is drunk of the week. Yeah, I'm not German Shepherd. I'm not homeless. And I, All right, JP. I think his name may have actually been changed to Homeless Brewer. Did he not change it? Now that he stopped being aggro um, about he, it. He didn't. I see. <laughs> Somebody how code did or something. <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay, and uh, JP, how yes. about our Twitter game? Twitter game. The question was: Tasty and a polar bear enter a cage. Who wins and how? This is actually one of the more creative. Uh, I love it. Games is pretty good, and and so as a result, it was very hard to whittle everything down. Um, Jason Sauer says Tasty wins by jamming hops down the throat of the polar bear. I like that one. It's pretty All creative. Right. Steve uh, Maloney says uh, Tasty. The polar bear can't stand the yep 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 war cry. <laughs> Um, Eric right. says uh, the bear easily catches and devours Tasty, only to die due to alcohol poisoning. The winner, <laughs> oh damn! The winner is the audience, <clears throat> which I agree. Yep. Uh, Myconis yep. says yep. neither lose. Tasty finds out how the polar bear loves Janet's brown, and they debate the importance of mash hopping. <laughs> that one is awesome. <laughs> what? Uh, Slobber chops uh, says Tasty intoxicates the beer with Janet's brown ale and stabs him. Tasty's from Oakland, so I assume he stabs a lot of folks. <laughs> wow. Tasty's not from Oakland. No. Um, Cote says, obviously Tasty. He'll just whip out a bottle of... He'll whip out the bottle of Janet's Brown that he always carries with him and uses it as a club. Mm-hmm. Nicholas says, Tasty would win by getting the polar bear drunk with his Tasty beer and beating said beer with the sock containing brewing awards. <laughs> yeah. uh, Gator Beer says, they'll both win because Tasty will get them both drunk on homebrew and they'll stumble out. Yep. Um, yep. 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 Homebrew lover <laughs> says Tasty would win with a pair of broken growlers glued to his hands. Mm. And uh, Scott says the polar bear shows Tasty her boobs. He gives her a Tasty patch. She cracks his skull and eats his cookies. <laughs> oh, the polar bear wins. Yeah. What was the? What did I miss? The one that you read to us at the break, the very that was first just one. In the, that was just in the chat. I still like it. Yeah. Can you read it, please? Um, I can't remember it now. I think it was Tasty oh. wins by spooning. That's right. <laughs> that that would be a good one. However, it was not tweeted. I had, no, it wasn't tweeted, so I couldn't allow it. It was disqualified. All right, JP. What are your favorites? Um, I like the growlers, the broken growlers glued to his hands. That was okay. a good one. Um, what was the polar bear wins one? I like kind of like that. 
That was uh, the, where he eats your brains. Something. It's a zombie polar bear. I don't think he ate his brains. I think he ate his uh, cookies. Cookies. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I like. What was the mash one? I like the. There was a mash. <laughs> oh, one. Um, they both get drunk and debate. Yeah. Hopping. The debate importance of mash hopping. That's my favorite. I like that one too. All right. Well, that's it. Then Iconis wins again. I think he's already won. Oh, wow. he has. He's good. Like at a while this game. ago. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm not saying that's a victory. You don't have to no, vote for no, that. No, I don't. That I'm one just saying. has my vote. Yeah. Read it again. Uh, neither lose. Tasty finds out how the polar bear loves Janet's brown, and they debate the importance of mash hopping. It does violate the rules because you said the rules are two men enter, yeah. one man leave. I want to know. Yeah. So but, he's disqualified. You know. Okay. He's disqualified. Fuck that guy. Um, I don't like the growler one, though. What were some other good ones? Alcohol poisoning? He eats me, and he gets uh, alcohol poisoning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that one. He uh, would, today he would, actually. That one wins. <laughs> That's good. Or the uh, the jamming the hops down his throat. Tasty would win by killing the polar bear by just shoving hops down the polar <laughs> bear. It's a funny throat. visual. It's quite, yeah, exactly. It's quite I really like the yep war cry. That's the good. Yep war the cry. Ag- read that, that one. What's that, that, that one? Uh, tasty yep. Uh, yep. tasty yep. wins yep. because yep. the polar bear can't stand the yep, 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 yep war cry. <laughs> what would it sound like in war cry form? <laughs> Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically, so. yeah, he's. Uh, it sounds like that fucking dog in my other room. <laughs> right. It does. Huh. All right, I like Yep Yep War Cry, and I like, um, I like the hops one too. This is tough. It's a tough one. It, it, we had some pretty good, uh, and I'm getting messages from people going, "You didn't get mine." I would like Tasty to win this war, so I say hops down the throat. What do you think? Anybody with me? I could go there. Nobody's with me. <laughs> Don't like that one as much. <laughs> you all would prefer what? Uh, the, well, the Yup War Cry. That's, that's Yup War Cry. Yep. Is that what you want? Nate? If we're gonna have Tasty win, I was gonna say alcohol poisoning. But if Tasty's gonna that win, oh, that's true. I do. Yeah. I all forgot right. about that one. I changed my vote to eats Tasty dies of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> I, I second right. that. You're all over the place tonight. I am. So we got the jam and the hops, we got the polar bear, the yep yep work ride deal, and the alcohol poisoning. Alcohol poisoning. Anybody else? Everybody. All, All right. right. There you go. Who's that? Woo! All right. Eric, send me uh, uh, your information, yep. and yep. maybe I'll get yep. you something. Yep. 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 Okay. And that's going to do it for us today, uh, except that I need to remind you that you can go to Beersmith.com and get your free 21-day trial of Beersmith Brewing Software. And if you're looking to brew any of the recipes that we talk about or with the <laughs> ingredients that we talk about on this program, Beersmith is the way to go. It's easy to use. Uh, the technology is actually new, like within the last decade, <laughs> which is kind of amazing. Not to uh, say that other software isn't uh, fine and good, but uh, you know, if you want something up to date, you can get support for it. You can uh, email Brad yourself. You can go to his blog. There's over 300 recipes on the website. All sorts of different ways to use Beersmith Brewing Software. And I think I'm doing an interview with Beersmith next week. Yeah, you and I are. I think right. He does a blog also, and he wants to do a. a, a it might even be a video. This a podcast or something. Yep. Or yeah, video cast. Or video cast. I think I'm going to be on that. He wants to interview me about things and stuff. And uh, he's just a good guy. Uh, Beersmith Brewing Software. You can go to Beersmith.com, get a free 21-day trial, so you don't even have to take my word for it. I can spend an hour telling you all the features, but uh, why not just download it for 21 days? And figure out your damn self. Get to know it, your damned self, yeah. and I'm pretty sure you're going to be happy with it. So check out Beersmith.com. All right, we're off air next week. I'm going to Big Joe Hurt's wedding. Yeah. Oh, nice. nice. I thought he already got married. They did already get married, but they're all freaky like that. You know how people do that? They're like, uh, well, no, actually, we already got married, but this is the wedding that you're all allowed to come to. I thought oh. it was just a reception. 
It is they a reception. They just want to get presents. But they call it a wedding, and it's a reception. It's at a bar. Yeah, I can't go to that. Yeah. I'll be there. Why can't you go? I have a four-month-old. You can't oh. bring a baby in a bar. You mean sure you're you going can. down there, but you can't bring... You can bring the... I'll get the baby in. Don't worry. It's okay. I made other plans for the day. Oh, I see. You don't even want to go. <laughs> well, why are you even going why down you, there? Why are you going down there? You stay home with well, that because, baby. Well, I wanted to go oh. until I realized it was in a bar. Do I don't want to bring my baby into a bar. Yeah, so why are you going? That's the question. It's well, not going to be the last time your baby's well, in a bar. Well, now I'm going to San, uh, San Diego while you guys are there. When your baby flies, do you have to buy a second seat for it? Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Not until no. she's two. Her, her no, baby. I meant because your baby's so fat. <laughs> right, you can't. Uh, that's not funny, not JP. No. JP, that wasn't even funny. No. Look on Bevo's face says that that's if not Flabag- funny. <laughs> if Flabigail and the sky is falling had to fly together, they couldn't all sit in the same room. Because that would be four seats. I, I don't think they could sit on she's, the same plane. She only weighs like 16 pounds. She's not that big. Yeah, and she should weigh like four. I told her in the kitchen. I said, "Remember, I said, remember, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels." And she just kind of puked. So. She kind of, she kind of put her hand, her finger down her throat and puked. Yeah. I hope she puked on you. It was really weird. <laughs> all right, I think our work here is done. Thanks to our sponsor, uh, More Beer, and all of our sponsors today. And uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks when we come back. JP, yes. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. The Trophy Fire's new album entitled Modern Hearts is available now at graydayrecords.com. Pick that shit up and support our friend and yours, Mr. Adam Schumann and his balding, balding head. Moscow has some paintings for sale, some shit like that. So check out the beer art thread in the Be Informed. Go to www.thebrewingnetwork.com slash forum and then um, check out all that beer art. Uh, get all the latest information on Nate's band Brain Oil by going to brainoil.com and check out Nate on Twitter at Nathan Homebrew. And while you're there, why not start following Nicole at beer underscore muse for some great beer information. Follow JP on Twitter at Major Jip with two P's if you like trivial complaints about life in general. And be sure to read his blog at moderndaymerrick.blogspot.com and be sure to find The Brewing Network on Facebook and uh, Twitter. Bebo has a fat baby. Justin's in my sky.